Painkiller Already, episode 383 with our guest, Mr. Mediker. Kyle? Yeah, a couple sponsors tonight. We've got Get Quip and uh, Archer Danger Island is returning. We'll talk about uh, those guys more later on in the show. But yeah, we've got Mr. Mediker here. For those who, of you who are unfamiliar, just stop right now. Watch a couple of YouTube videos of his from his in Internet Insanity uh, series and, yes. and come back to us after that. Sir, Jim, uh, <laughs> as you like to be known, uh, you're a mysterious individual. I like that about you. That's the first thing I liked. I was like, well, what's his name? Jim was like, oh, he doesn't give out his name. I was like, what does he look like? No one knows. Ah, oh, all right. <laughs> Let me get into this a little more. And then I see that you're exposing pedophiles on the internet. You're uh, you're facing off against these uh, insane people who are literally criminals on the internet and exposing them. And, and I, I really enjoy it. And of course, you do more lighthearted things like uh, the gang stalking video and and stuff like that. Well, so that's I... lighthearted for us. They're <laughs> schizophrenics who are freaking the fuck out. <laughs> Everyone's anti-pedophile. It's Except, well, not yeah, everyone. I just say, like, look, these are these are charitable men bringing children towards their sexual maturation, and Mr. Medicare goes and fucks it up. Yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a terrible bully, interfering <laughs> with the the love that they're expressing to the innocents. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, innocent. they're doing they're doing a what is what was it that one guy said ethical child porn? Oh no! Uh, oh god! Yeah, how did he put it? He he was quoting somebody too that used to work for Salon. Um, virtuous pedophilia. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I don't what like kind that. of gymnastics do you have to be involved in to convince yourself? Or rather, what kind of a fucked up crowd do you have to like roll with that you're tossing this idea around over a couple beers? And you're like, yeah, people will buy that. Like, no, yeah. fucking of course not. You're a pedophile. We hate yeah, you. Yeah, it, it sounds good. I, I think I'll roll with that one and people won't throw stones at my head. Um, you know, when I when I started my channel and the most, you know, the focus of my content is mostly laughing at absurd things on the Internet. But for whatever reason, over the last, I'd say, four or five months, it has just been non-stop you know you, you, you dig a few layers down and there's some pedophilia uh ross is probably the most recent example and that that got a little you know over the line even for me because it's not just a guy that's espousing hey i like to look at naked kids on the internet hey i'm a pedophile you know he's talking about really violent things like i want to shoot up a school i want to hurt little kids and then he starts saying that you can't stop me i also work at a school he volunteers at a school one day a week Mm -hmm. So now oh, you've got good. a situation where a guy is talking about not just a sexual attraction to kids, not wanting to just hurt them, but he's got access to them one day a week. And that's yeah, that's crazy. You had a is really interesting same, uh... take on that guy. I lied. You were like, you know what? You need to be put up against a wall and yeah. shot. <laughs> you said it straight to the man's face. Like, like there, there, there's a there's sort of a Skype call or a discord or something or another where it's, uh, you know, there's maybe four of you in there. And that, that disgusting autistic pedoph pedophile is in there with you. And you literally, say, you need to put, be put up against a wall. He's like, I, I feel like you're all picking on me. We are. We don't care about your feelings. You're a fucking pedophile. No, and, he, and Chiz just pointed out, he kept saying in the stream I was watching, I'm not a pedophile. I'm a child molester. I'm not a child molester. I'm a pedophile. And it's like only a pedophile could think that this is some get out of jail free card. It's like, no, you want to fuck children. Can you just help like me catch up? That's a little enough. Bit? Is an, oh yes. Is, is so, he uh, saying that? Is the guy's defense that he doesn't actually do anything? He just fantasizes. Is that what he's saying? Well, I, I can give you kind of the basic rundown. Yeah. I, I ran into this guy about seven months ago, and it, it was by pure happenstance. I just was looking through live streams. You know, YouTube has that feature. You can kind of go through stuff, and I found one that had maybe like three people watching. It was like the bottom of the barrel live stream, and the moment I happen to just tune into this one, is the moment that uh, somebody says. But Ross, you said you looked up naked children on the internet, and I was like, okay, well we've got gold here because I have I can't go away now. I have to I have to see where this conversation goes. 
And he started going on and on saying things like, well, I, I want to be a father. I really want to be a father, so I like to look at naked video, or videos of naked children on the Internet. That was his rationale for it. Then the guy follows up within about 30 seconds, and he says, but what about those Discord messages you sent us where you said that you have a problem and you need to seek professional help about it? And I was like, this, this is insane. So I was able to get onto the live stream, and I, I talked to him about it. And it got a bit heated uh, between myself and him. <laughs> uh, you know, I ended up doing a video, and this bizarre cast of characters that he happened to know kind of got sucked into it. You had somebody who was like a, a Twitch streamer, nuclear gamer, was like, we're going to, Medicare, if you, if you cover this, we're going to hack you. We're going to hit all your accounts. We're going to dox you. You're going to get taken down. Then they tried to say that they knew people in Lizard Squad. You know, we're going to get all these people from, you know, these notorious groups to come after you. Uh, the funny thing is, I, I'd say maybe a month later down the road, uh, the person they were, you know, saying that was on their side from Lizard Squad was like, I have no idea who these people are, and for, I wouldn't defend a pedophile. For people listening, Lizard Squad is a big name, like, hacking DDoS thing. They've taken down Minecraft, Xbox Live, etc. Yeah, they were, they were okay. throwing out anything to try, to try to get me to stop to, you know, focusing on it. Uh, what ends up happening is his grandmother watches my video and takes him off the internet. So I, I dug into it. He made a lot of statements. He, he, he got very angry at people he would dox people and scream at people so his grandma watches it pulls him pulls him off the internet you're done now what i didn't know between that first video and this this most recent occurrence was uh he got this is you know alleged i can't verify it but people who said they were in contact with his family said um that he freaked out so badly he gave his or he sent his grandfather into like a panic attack that triggered a heart attack this guy about 25 so, years old maybe yeah, he's about 22, 23 years old. Okay. Uh, so the grandmother's like, that's it, you're gone. You, you're out of this house. We're not going to take care of you anymore. Um, this, is, this is too far over the line. They put him into a halfway house or, or to some kind of rehab, you know, autist house. I don't, I don't know what it is exactly. <laughs> um, and the minute he gets in there, he takes the money he had saved up and he buys a phone, a smartphone, and he's right back on the internet doing the exact same thing again. Uh, you know, I can do whatever I want. Nobody can stop me. And it comes out that, you know, he's he's telling people that he's working at a school in his area, uh, you know, that he has access to kids and that, you know, he, he's not just watching videos of naked children anymore. He's outright saying, I'm a pedophile. I'm a virtuous pedophile. And you mm. and you left out the bloodlust part. And I'd never heard anyone <laughs> use the phrase bloodlust, especially not to describe themselves. He says he has bloodlust. And I believe what he's inferring with that is that he is addicted to sort of the idea of inflicting extreme bodily harm on others. He wants to injure and maim and hurt other Not people. Not just others, children too. Well, like well, there was actually, one phrase where he's like, I want to kick a kid to death or some ridiculous shit. Well, Jim asked him that. He was like, well, you could hurt these kids. He's like, ah, I wouldn't hurt the kids. They're far too fragile. It, it was almost like they weren't enough. I'm not sure if they weren't enough challenged to him. Like he wanted something that he could really inflict a lot of pain into. He's a pretty it, swole pedophile. Yeah. It, it's disturbing. It's crazy. It, it, it's one of those lines. I mean, yeah, I ended up getting very heated with the guy, but I mean, that's one of those lines for me. I think that's a line for a lot of people. Um, you can deal with a lot of goofy stuff online. You can deal with a lot of really weird fetishes and weird opinions and weird behaviors. But I think when you run into somebody that is just unrepentant about it, I, you know, I, 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 not only am I attracted to kids, but I want to hurt them. And then I have mm -hmm. access to them. It, 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 that triggers something. And I think almost anybody that they're like, this guy needs to be dealt with. Um, from what I understand too, I, again, this conversation, uh, that I had with him was on a, a live stream. 
right? He ended up coming on a live stream after the third video and we had it out. Yeah. That's where I told him I'd line him up against the wall. Uh, <laughs> his, his grandmother watched that as well. Uh, if you listen to the video, you can hear his phone go off about 38 times. And that's his grandmother watching this take place, trying to call him and say, what are you doing? You need to stop. Wow. It's just nuts. Earlier in the stream, like, I guess this is like the beginning part of it, because I think I watched the whole thing. He tried to act. It took him probably 15 fucking minutes of you telling him, hey, it's not normal to look up uh, images of kids bathing naked on the Internet just because you want to be a father. And it you could tell he's a genuine pedophile because it did not register with him that that was not normal. Yeah. It's like, I'm just, I'm just looking up kids bathing. How is that weird? I didn't even jack off to it. It's like, that's <laughs> right. not the fucking yeah. point, retard. You don't look up naked kids bathing. If you're like, I'm excited to be a father, maybe look up, you know, kids sports or whatever the fuck you're, oh, I can't wait to teach my kid baseball. Oh, I can't wait to do this. Like, you don't go to bathing. You're a pedophile. Everyone who's not a pedophile can see that. And, you know, it follows up on, there, there was another person on the internet, and I, 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 how do I go into the details of the story without getting too uh, descriptive, but uh, a guy oh, named Nick. Oh, feel free. Yeah, get as, get as, as, you can oh, get oh, as descriptive okay. as, as you would like. As lewd as you wish. All right, remember, you, you asked me that, so, yeah. all right. Uh, uh, another guy named Nick Bate. Nick Bate made outrageous claims, kind of like Ross did, said, I, uh, I'm attracted to kids, I like kids. Turns out Nick Bate has a little sister, a stepsister. Now, um, Nick Bates, and uh, he's in jail right now. He went to jail because he molested her. But the thing that was so disgusting about Nick Bates is, I mean, he, he went on for years talking about how he wanted to molest kids. He wrote fan fiction about it. He acted unrepentant about it, acted like it was a normal thing altogether. Uh, he was also, I, I think it's called a corpophiliac. Yes. Uh, so he was into shit play, basically. <laughs> yes. Uh, when he ended up getting contacted by law enforcement, he thought he had the brilliant idea that the best way to prove to the judge that he wasn't a pedophile was to send a video of him masturbating with a piece of shit and say, see, see, this is, this is how I get my rocks off. Clearly, I can't molest children. I, I want to play with poop. Um, Solid so, logic. If you jack off with shit, you must acquit. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's, it's that mindset. It's like they don't understand that there's something off, right? It's like they can't, they can't see it themselves, kind of going back to your point of when he's talking about I'm looking up kids naked in the bathtub. Um, it's, it's like they just, they just, it's, it's right there, but they can't grasp onto it. But with Nick Bates, nobody took him seriously. And eventually he did do something with a kid with Ross coming out and saying, I have access to kids that, that kind of, you know, fucked me up a little bit, made me angry because mm -hmm. I don't want to read a story five months from now where this guy's doing something. Why do you think pedophilia is so prevalent it, uh, from the outside? I think most of us see it as a very rare occurrence, you know, it, because mm -hmm. in our day to day lives, we don't meet a single individual who 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 has any who is a pedophile, and of course you wouldn't because if you are a pedophile and you're sane. See, I think that's the that's the, the the key takeaway here. I think is this: the people that are easily discovered as pedophiles aren't all there to begin with. They have they have a whole host of other things wrong with them. Like like both of these individuals aren't all there. They're no good at covering up their desires for children. But I I think that pedophilia is rampant. I, I, I'm always reading on Reddit about a cell of uh, pedof uh, ped um, of men getting shut down who are trading pictures or images mm -hmm. or videos. I'm always hearing about um, like international and, and I'm hearing about like p politicians and all these like secret uh, uh, organizations and they, they make it seem like there is an an underground enormous Which, group of pedophiles, of pedophile rings. Are these people getting caught, especially ones live streaming their pedo instincts, crying for help? 
Are they? Do they recognize the problem on some level? N not it, these particular these two guys. They were almost doing it to show they could. It seems yeah. like where it's like I can get away with this. I can say whatever I want. Oh, I want to do this, that, and the other thing. Nobody's going to stop me. And it was like, okay, this is a dangerous kind of person to be out there because they will eventually do it. It's not, oh, I'm a virtuous pedophile. I only looked at CP once or twice. It's like, well, and, you went back again, didn't you? You're going to do something. And they also weren't socially evolved enough, these two individuals in particular, to even know that they were really stepping that far out of bounds, it, it mm -hmm. seemed. Because they, they were like, hey, no big deal. You know, I just write a little fan fiction. Ah, no big deal. I just wrote, you know, some text messages. Yeah, I, I guess I mentioned that my eight-year-old half-sister has acne on her boobs and that they, it kind of looks like nipples and I want to lick them. Um, but hey, that's, that's normal, right? I mean, it's fan fiction. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, those are pictures of me cross-dressing. And no, I don't <laughs> ever shower. I pretend to, though, so Granny won't get on my case. Like, yeah, that'll, that'll fool. Like that's that shows the mentality of them. That's a like a four-year-old mentality of like if I pretend to shower and leave the water on and leave smelling like asshole, grandma will be tricked. It's like no, you're a 22-year-old. You just have the mentality of a four-year-old when it comes to hiding your pedophilic nonsense. Well, that that was one of the weird things. I mean, especially when you kind of compare uh, Nick to Ross. Uh, you know, Nick is into corpophilia, so I'm sure the 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 smell and the dirtiness of it. Never brushed his teeth. Never showered. Uh, Ross wore diapers till the age of 12, uh, wouldn't take a shower. His grandmother had to yell at him for a month to get him to finally shower by telling him his balls stank the house up, uh, <laughs> in the, the halfway house that he's in, he actually, they had to have a staff worker, uh, wash his ass because he refused to do it. Oh my God. Is this a halfway Who, house for that guy getting paid? I want to, now, <laughs> Not enough. as much as I'm enjoying you, Jim. A much better guest, I must admit, would be the man at the halfway house who has to watch that guy's ass. I want him here right now. The, the, he, as soon as the call started, there'd be tears, right? You'd see him welling up in his eyes. You have to keep barging into different rooms. Hey, no Nick Jr. You know. <laughs> so this it guy, would, it would parental be the control. world's most awful job, yeah. The, uh, yeah. <laughs> the one in diapers until 12. He's the same one that doesn't bathe. Is that the deal? Uh, I'm, no, I'm mixing that, up my people. The diaper oh, no, one, no. I think, is the bathtub. The guy who was looking up pictures in the bathtub, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah okay. So the diaper guy is Ross. Ross is the one that uh, wore diapers till he was 12. Ross is the one that doesn't bathe. Ross is the one that has to have somebody wipe his ass, and that's the guy who said should get lined up against the wall. Uh, Nick, it was just somebody that was into corpophilia, but it, it's weird how the, the it's kind of similar. You know, it's just dirt, filth, uh, kind of. Uh, they almost brag about what they're into. You know, and, this sort of forms a pattern for me because the individual who refused to wash, do we know if he was molested as a child? Uh, no, th this is interesting. He claimed uh, that he was abused by his father, right? Yeah. And so people assumed that that meant it was sexual molestation. I actually got angry with him about this because it came out later on that it, it, it he was abused. It was physical abuse. Uh, that's, that's why the, nothing. the family, <laughs> That's why the family split. But he made it seem like he was molested. Like that was his out. Like, oh, see... Because I was molested, now I'm molested, and you need to lay, you know, you need to lay off of me. That gives me the excuse for my behavior. Uh, I, I don't know if it's that pedophilia has become more prevalent or if it's just more noticeable because everybody's online now. Yeah. And so you can kind of see what was hidden before because it's just presented out in the open. So uh, an but, interesting scenario that comes to mind for me, like, like I, I, knew, I knew a girl who had a, a friend who was also a female and she had been molested by her father when she was very young. And as a result, she didn't bathe anymore. As an adult, she no longer bathed. 
and she would stay filthy all the time. Now, the reason she did this was it, it had become a defensive mechanism for her as a preteen to prevent her father from molesting yeah, her. Yeah, I've seen Oz. I, <laughs> I, I guess it's a bit like that as well. But but this is literally like a coping mechanism that she had fallen into was was becoming filthy and smelly so that her father wouldn't molest her. And it, it makes me just wonder now that I think about this individual, not to really give him it. If he if he hears this, he's going to be like, oh, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> that's no, that, that ship yeah. has fucking sailed for that guy. But like, uh, I think wearing diapers up until you're like 13 or 12 or whatever it is, that's sometimes indicative of having been molested as a kid, isn't it? Like well, bedwetting I, until a, an older age. Not, not that any of this excuses it, but it's just curious. Well, I know he's claimed that he had uh, mental issues, and I, I think that's pretty obvious when you're you're listening to the guy. Aside from just like autism, we're not just talking like autism or Asperger's or something like that. Uh, you know, he told multiple friends, and this is consistent throughout the years that he had a form of schizophrenia. Uh, I, I don't remember my like entry level intro psych classes and stuff, but I. I vaguely remember that there were two types of that, and one was more of an internal type. And you know, people with schizophrenia could be prone to not wanting to wash. Uh, they were kind of introverted. They could fall into like deep uh, depressions. Uh, mm -hmm. So, I mean, maybe that's like a you know an affect of that. Maybe that's that's part of it. But he 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 tried to grab anything he could, and he was using uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but the virtuous pedophile thing came from a salon writer who wrote all these articles saying, uh, "I'm not a monster. I'm a pedophile." But then it turns out that. Okay, you are a bit of a monster because you're more than just a pedophile. You're getting into some things that are pretty underhanded. Salon pulled the articles because of it. Uh, and that's the guy Ross is going to. He's, he's holding him up as a prime example of a virtuous pedophile. You know, somebody afflicted, but he's, he's a good guy. But turns out he's not a good guy. Who could have seen that coming? Oh, you know, it's a shock. It's, <laughs> it's, do, do you mean know. to imply there are no virtuous pedophiles? I'm, that's, that was my next question. I wanted to poll the group here. Do we think that there can be? A yes. virtuous pedophile. Oh, I think there can be. No. I, 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 so here's my thing. I think there are people who feel a pull to maybe a drug they used to be addicted to, right? There are ex-alcoholics, right? People who are like, man, I, like, this is the kind of situation where I would have drank before, but I know what happens and I, that's not for me anymore. I think there are people who do that with all kinds of drugs. I imagine there are people who feel the pull towards pedophile and just say, no, like... I get how hot four-year-olds are, but it's not for me. I feel like it's almost a layer deeper, though, because Go you may on. have a predisposition for alcoholism, but it's still like a choice you're making like to get into it. That sexual attraction that a pedophile has for children, like if that is ingrained, it seems like there's really no way for them to truly combat it, and it's almost going to be only a matter of time until something happens. I'm just cautious but, you know, th about this is... nailing people to the wall as thought police, right? Action police, fucking line them up and shoot them, right? But thought police, is that against the law? Would you want one of these recovering pedophiles <laughs> in your neighborhood at your at your child's school? Uh, you know, like like what if he's at what if he's at parkour with Colin and he's the one who grabs the kids by their waist mm -hmm. and gives them a little boost so they can make the jumps? Is he a good waist grabber? I don't know. <laughs> oh, he, oh, I bet <laughs> he's a great. You waist. can see his fingers <laughs> trembling he's been with thinking excitement. about it every night for months. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's got an emergency tape move just in case he doesn't make it. <laughs> I don't like how the instructor has to go sit down after every time he helps. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I just, I guess, you know, it sounds like this guy needs to be institutionalized. Right. From what I'm hearing, he hasn't done anything bad, but he's really headed down the wrong road. 
And yeah, he's th- he's throwing up every red flag you can. I, I I do kind of tend to agree with you about the thought police thing. I mean, we're we're talking about two individuals. Like with Nick, that was somebody who definitely acted on it. Uh, Ross is somebody that's almost guaranteeing that he's going to act on it by making statements about wanting to hurt kids. Uh, I, I, are there virtuous pedophiles? I mean, I'm sure there are people out there that have all sorts of really negative aspects of who they are that try their hardest to fight against them. Um, you know, I'm sure there are people that probably take it to the limit, people that get chemically castrated, people that, that do whatever they think they need to do to prevent themselves from hurting somebody else. Uh, but Ross is definitely not one of them. Okay. Uh, I, I think this guy is... This guy is dangerous. Um, I know people have contacted the police department. You know, I, I called up a non-emergency number to report him. Um, I, people have talked to different sheriff's department because one of the one of the issues is where is he exactly? You know, you kind of had a general idea of where he is, but you don't know exactly where he is and how do you mm-hmm. alert who you need to alert. Um, you know, people try dropping tips to the FBI. People talk to his family. So it, it, it's one of those things where. Yeah, I, I just really don't want to read a news story two months from now and be like, that's the guy that I was uh, making videos on, and now here he is hurting kids in a classroom. I mean, I, I think if you have that in your nature, at the very least, if you want to claim to try to be a virtuous pedophile and fight against the nature of it, don't work with kids, I think would be a very simple first step. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. this is a this yeah. is not the, the virtuous pedophile that we just described. Like, like, like I was just I was quickly reminded of that movie, uh, The Woodsman with Kevin Bacon, where he gets out of prison after 12 years, convicted pedophile, and he tries to stay away from any temptation. He tries to get his life back together. He didn't go get a job at a school. Right. Yeah. You know, like, like, like that's not what you do. You you he this man should be putting himself in an environment that is completely free of children where children aren't even yeah, allowed a nursing you know, home. Yeah. <laughs> a, a brewery, you know, like like, 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 like maybe you and, and there's probably an alcoholic somewhere working at a brewery. You and that guy swap lives. All right. Like both of you are going to be better off. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, like get him in there with the kids. He'll be a little tipsy at first, but you know, somebody will watch <laughs> yeah, him. He'll be funny. But, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess it's all about the, the precautions they're taking to keep themselves away. You know, like if if they're like, oh, I'm a pedophile, but I'm going to go live in rural North Dakota, you know, mm-hmm. and be a you know oil rig worker where it's only, you know, adults, then yeah, you're trying at least like I still, you know, I'm, I'm going to be wary of you because you've, you've admitted you're a pedophile. But if you're like, oh, I'm recovering. I don't work at a school or anything. I work at a bank. And it's like, oh, you live three miles from an elementary school like that, that you, you shouldn't be able to do that. Yeah. You no. don't want to be, you don't be driving through school zones and stuff. Like, like if I were afflicted with something like that, I would have to speed limits, you, 20, not three. I feel you like dropped your ball. <laughs> the only truly virtuous pedophiles Not are yet. the ones who take the route of either chemical castration. Jesus Taylor, there's a there's another option, chemical castration, or they uh, you know, they they do literally put themselves in a position where there just aren't any children. I, off the top of my head, I can't think of one. An oil rig in North Dakota seems to to get the job done, honestly. But but how long is it before like the boss's daughter comes to visit or something like that? And and you're, you know, I, I don't know. It, it, it seems like too much money. They're going to be popping up Chuck E. Cheese franchises around, getting too confident. <laughs> having a pedophile in, on your workforce or, or in your life seems like befriending someone who has a cougar as a pet. You know, like, like, oh, yeah, he's friendly with me. Well, the first time your girlfriend comes over and she's wearing the wrong perfume, she's going to need a face transplant, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's just it's not worth the risk. <clears throat> well, oh, and no, one of the weird that... things that uh, factors into this, and I, I did a video on this maybe three or so weeks back, was the you know kerfuffle that happened at Facebook, where they put up a poll asking users, would you be okay if men were asking uh, young girls to for erotic pictures? That, that was somebody in the PR marketing looking to slip that into the survey data. 
or you've got stuff like uh, YouTube, where they had uh, just all sorts of things. I mean, they had the massive uh, culling of channels that were really bizarre stuff. I mean, it was a lot of preteens that were wearing diapers and sucking on pacifiers and just doing some really bizarre stuff, uh, toy channels and that kind of stuff. There was the YouTube or YouTube search algorithm that auto-completed something to how to have sex with your kids when you entered how-to. So, you know, it's just, I think maybe some of the tech firms out there might want to just, you know, give it a give it an extra look over before they start surveying user bases about sending erotic pics from teenagers or, you know, looking up uh, kids yeah. dressed up naked or how to have sex with them. Might, you, if might you, you, you use a song that you're not supposed to use, you're down in 30 seconds. You can make an Elsa in Spider-Man video where it's like, two adults dressed up and it's like, oh, you know, Elsa performs fake blowjob on Spider-Man. It's like 60 million views, been up for three months. You know, oh, Spider-Man <laughs> is naughty, gets a spanking from At the least a hundred thousand of those views are me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's still <laughs> far, far too many. But yeah, that I is a, a curious trend with, I'm with sore. the tech world. Yeah, it is. Uh, but I, I don't want to make it seem like... Uh, uh, you know, I'm Mr. Medicare pedophile hunter. It's just been very bizarre that I've, I've run into this this groove. It seems to kind of be a reoccurring thing, at least over the last couple of months. I mean, the, my majority focus is looking at absurd things on the Internet or laughing at goofy stuff on the Internet. That's kind of what I enjoy. But you start looking at the goofy, absurd stuff, the, the outliers that are kind of on the fringes, and you're going to start seeing a lot of crossover with some darker stuff. Yeah, especially uh, that recent series you did, Internet Insanity, on uh, Kurt Eichenwald. It was really oh, interesting in that way because it was like – and that came out right at the, right at the perfect time because I had just – I started following him during the tentacle porn, uh, cartoon <laughs> porn debacle because I'm like, this guy's like, going to tweet out something else stupid. Like this is too good not to follow. And then as you were releasing those, he went – he had like a meltdown on Twitter and, and was tweeting all this other ridiculous shit. And just like you were talking about, that also eventually came back to like sex and pedophilia and shit for some story he was uh, – uh, well, yeah, investigating. Yeah. Uh, Eichenwald was a really interesting case. This is a guy that uh, had a very uh, kind of big bang at the start of his career. I mean, he was respected by his peers. He's a best-selling author. He received accolades and awards for his writing. He covered Enron and did a whole bunch of stuff. People said he's very detail-oriented, very meticulous. And then the story comes along where he's investigating a child porn ring. Uh, and he cracks it. And this, the kid that was at the center of it, I think it's Justin Berry, ends up testifying before Congress. It becomes a really big thing. It gets him a lot of press. But then details start to emerge that he was making payments to Justin Berry before the story ever started, that he had access, potentially access, that was an allegation, uh, to the back-end administration of the child porn site. So, you know, a lot of really weird details. And, you know, he he's kind of become just weirder as time has gone on. I, I don't know somebody that would accidentally show a porn tab in a screenshot and then think the best way of reacting to that is telling everybody, no, you don't understand. I was just trying to show my wife and kids that tentacle porn exists. Uh, I can wall. You know, you know right after you loose. finish eating dinner and you're like, hey, kids, <laughs> right. come over to the computer. And then instead of Googling tentacle porn, you go, let me go to my favorites, click this tab, <laughs> and then just see hey, through the rest. Hey, honey, you like calamari, right? Come here, come here, let me show you. Let me show what the other side does. Oh, right. He's very uh, litigious, too. I, that, that was one of the things oh, yeah. I noticed. Uh, there's a, a YouTuber, I think it's Diversity in Comics, who covers comic book-related stuff, obviously. Um, Eichenwald somehow got involved in a spat between him and an, uh, somebody that worked in the industry who was a, you know, an artist. Uh, Eichenwald took this guy's side, was praising him, saying, oh, this is crazy. Look at these you know, uh, super PC people that are attacking you. 
you know, everything looked like it was great. And the guy does a video and says, maybe I don't want Kurt Eichenwald on my side. That's that's essentially what he said. Mm-hmm. Eichenwald goes apeshit, sends him about 13 emails. I'm going to sue you if you don't do what I tell you to do. You better tell people you screwed up and made a mistake. I'm sick of taking shit. I'm going to make you an example. Uh, just going after him. You know, one of the things I wanted to include in the video, I couldn't because people want to remain anonymous. And, you know, it kind of makes it useless, at least in this context. I had people that were reporters for different outlets talk to me and say, yes, he is litigious. Yes, he will threaten to sue you. Uh, yes, he did this kind of stuff to me. So, I mean, I heard enough of those stories to see where this was going. So I made very sure when I made that video to be like, this is an allegation. This is being reported from this uh, from this outlet. These are things that we mm-hmm. can verify through archives because I, I did not want to get uh, Eichenwald emails from him saying, I'm going to sue you because you hurt my feelings on the Internet, which he apparently is prone to try to do. Yeah, you wouldn't want that. Uh, so, like, another aspect of what you do, until a few days ago, I didn't know this, I'd only watched your main Mr. Medicare channel and watched all that content. I just, in the last couple of days, discovered the blood sports thing, and it is, like, I was trying to, like, jump into a stream and figure out what it was about, but there are so many characters, there's so much backstory, there's so many people in the call, it's like, God, I need to, like, set aside a weekend <laughs> to try and figure out what the fuck is going on. I know, and uh, one, of, one, of the, one of the big, and it is very entertaining, I like the, <laughs> like, uh, very uh, combative shit, you're hilarious on it, uh, but... A guy I did I don't know I still don't fully understand I know he's a political figure like right alt right kind uh, I think alt right baked Alaska he's yeah, the the it. big thing as of late could you give me like a download on, on what is going on with him because it seems like the whole blood sport arena is just you know knee deep in him right now lay this whole thing out for people that aren't familiar with blood sport yes yeah, yes sure. uh, blood sports is just the dumb gay little nickname that it's been given but it's a stream where people come on with a heated confrontation that that's really what it boils down to you can think of something like a almost like a jerry springer a maury povich or richard bay kind of type atmosphere um they've had some interesting matchups uh tariq nasheed uh, went up against jared taylor so you've got somebody who's uh you know uh, more kind of like a black supremacist than a white supremacist going at each other <laughs> And Tariq was funny. I mean, he, he actually said, and this is almost a verbatim quote, uh, my dick is a weapon of mass destruction, which I will use to destroy the white race. And so I got <laughs> I got a great chuckle out of that. Tariq, he's a very funny guy when he gets going on his spiel. Uh, but, you know, it started off uh, really political. A lot of political matchups, you know, yeah, uh, a lot of people in the alt-right or on the left kind of going at it. Uh, and it spun off into multiple directions. But with uh, Baked Alaska, who was this guy that um, used to work at BuzzFeed, Got into the Trump presidential cycle, uh, you know, uh, based Magapede and all that. That's how he describe himself. Uh, he and I had a bit of an argument. Uh, one thing I don't like, and this is me personally, maybe this is just me, but I don't like somebody that builds up an audience, rapport with a group of people, right, who financially supports you and they're showing up to watch your content, they're showing up to support your streams. Maybe they're buying your merchandise. And then you turn around and tell them, you're not worth it anymore. I don't like you you're toxic or there's some aspect, I, I don't need you anymore, I'm better than you. And that's kind of essentially what he did. And I, I really didn't like that. And so I was like, you know, you seem to me to be a sellout. You seem to be somebody who takes for granted people who supported you. You kind of turned your back on them. Uh, mm-hmm. This this sets into motion a sequence of events that just goes completely off kilter. I mean, at the very beginning, it's me calling him a sellout. Uh, today, we're talking about people going to the Pentagon. So... <laughs> The real Pentagon? Yeah, the real Pentagon. Swear to God, I will try to lay out the sequence of events on how this happened. Uh, So I tell that to Baked Alaska. He gets very angry. 
uh, he ends up going on to a stream, a blood sports stream called the Morning Kumite, which is hosted by a guy called Tagasa. Uh, on there's a, a streamer, uh, Andy Worski, has his own show. Uh, it turns out Andy Worski and uh, Baked Alaska get into an argument. Baked Alaska had him out in California. You know, they're all hanging out and doing stuff. In the middle of the argument, right, uh, Baked Alaska looks at Worski, you know, through the camera and everything and says, well, you're a cokehead, Andy. When you came down to California, oh. you wanted me to get you cocaine. And then Andy responds, do you want me to tell people where you got it? Do you want me to name the really big streamer who's supplying? And Bake turns to him and says, hey, I have records on my phone of you wanting cocaine. I have records of all of this. So that starts a whole bigger shit show because now you're talking about, <laughs> you know, Baked Alaska's in California right now, and I'm, I'm not making yeah. any allegations. I can only tell you the people he's hanging out with. But he's in California right now trying to do the in-real-life streaming stuff, and he's hanging out with people like Ice Poseidon. He's hanging out with people like Asian Andy, you know, and doing all of this stuff. So I have no idea who a Andy and Baked are referring to, but I have a feeling a lot of people down in California right now aren't too pleased with either of them because they couldn't <laughs> keep their business private. Um so Baked Alaska gets very angry. Andy gets very angry. Baked leaves the stream. Then things start to circulate about there's a secret Discord server being run right now. People are going to get doxxed. People are going to get flagged. And people are saying Baked Alaska's behind it. Well, one of the people presenting the evidence is a guy named Zoom. Zoom says, I have the evidence. I have emails. I can, I can prove it. He says <laughs> Baked Alaska was trying to contact a hacker. He was trying to contact a hacker. He was looking for Weave. We intercepted him. I had it sent to me instead. All this funny stuff. Intercepted him. Uh, intercepted him. What does I, that I, mean? I, I, hijack his SIM card? It, it's all cloak and dagger. It's all cloak <laughs> and dagger. Apparently, the, the word was out. He was looking for somebody, and somehow Zoom got in contact with him and said, hey, I can do this for you. Uh, you know, I am skipping over one part. Let me back up just a tiny bit. Mm -hmm. uh, after I called Bake to sell out, he had like a 12-hour stream where people were going insane at his house. Uh, you know, there seemed to be some festivities going on that might have involved some recreational drugs, let's say. What could uh, cause someone to freak out and overreact in well, that kind of situation? They, they don't, they don't like the What kind of substance? Were they throwing <laughs> dollies and such? Oh, oh uh, I'll tell you. Uh, what, one of the guys on the stream, right, uh, is mocking chat. Oh, hey, guys, it doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter what you say. You can't do shit, bus. He accidentally tells people who his name is, what his name is. works. <laughs> In that same stream, he said something to the effect of, I think if uh, teachers uh, have sex with students, they should get a pay raise. Turns out this guy works for a very conservative individual uh, in the political sphere and the, uh, you know, kind of radio sphere. And he said this multiple times. Well, Chad's like, we love a challenge. And you just told us what your name is. And we figured out who you work for. So they start just screwing with this guy uh, relentlessly. So I want you to imagine this. I mean, <laughs> you get called a sellout by somebody, right? Mm -hmm. start talking about people doing drugs and then some guy shows up on your stream and he's spazzing out and people find out who he is he's making really weird statements about screwing uh teachers screwing students people find out who he is and they're contacting bosses and things are escalating as time is going on now we've got a hacker appears from out of nowhere uh you know and he he's gonna turn over the evidence to andy worski andy baked wants to come after you i have all the evidence for it well, then, you know, to follow this up, because this, this shit storm, this, this rolling trash fire has to continue. Mm -hmm. uh, people are like, well, this Zoom, the hacker, is making this all up. He's completely making it all up. And um, not just that, but he's a pedophile. <laughs> uh, so there was a stream just, uh, I think it was last night or the night before, where they played like 20 minutes of audio uh, with uh, the Zoom guy and a girl that he knew on some site called Blab. Uh, where they're talking about uh, some really outrageous shit, talking about watching child porn together. Um, she says something along the lines of, 
You'll never make me come as hard as he did when I was 12. Uh, just a lot oh. of really, Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's some dirty shit. That's some, uh, that reminds me of that, what was that, um, Christ, was it Fight Club? Where he, uh, Yes. You know the I haven't, been, I haven't been fucked like yeah. that since grade school. Yeah. Helena Bonham Carter said that <laughs> yeah. in bed. She's British, though, so to her... She doesn't know what grade school is. She had no idea that that meant. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, to, to, to sum it up, so people are like, "Oh, well, this, this guy's a pedophile." Well, he his claim was, "No, I'm just trolling." This is how we used to screw with people: would go onto streaming sites, make outrageous claims like this, get a large audience watching, and then watch them get angry. So uh, this this starts like an inquisition on this stream. They have like three hours going. Finally, the girl comes on. Like they're like, "Oh, the girl's going to prove that." That this is true or not. She comes on and she's like, yeah, we're just fucking around with you. So I don't I even I'm lost at this point. I mean, blood sports, I think it really is just Jerry Springer for the Internet. I I, I don't know how one event leads into sequence of events like this, but it just gets more absurd as time goes on. More people get drawn into it as time goes on. More outrageous allegations come out as time goes on because people get so heated and so personally involved in it. I mean, mm -hmm. what started as uh, me saying you are a sellout, Bake, because you're treating your fan base bad, has now ended at, you know, uh, super hackers. And, and the Zoom guy said on the stream, this is how the Pentagon is getting involved, apparently, that he had, like, um, he, you know, he was contracted through the government. He had GS13 pay ranking or something like that. And he was, uh, you know, top secret, ranked, or top secret ranking or something like that. One of the guys watching, well, two of the guys, actually, one guy called in. He's from an Australian police department. It's like, you know, I've heard some... I've heard some interesting things here. Maybe we're going to pursue this. Uh, you know, uh, I can't say that we have any jurisdiction over you, but I can contact people. And then another guy calls in and says, I just want you to know this, uh, but, uh, you know, I'm in the Navy or whatever. This is my rank, and I'm what's called, uh, I think it was a designated or mandated reporter. And you're claiming that you're contracted through the government. Well, I have a meeting in the at the Pentagon in a week that's been scheduled for a month. And as a mandated reporter, I have to bring this up because maybe you really are working for the government. And if you're involved in pedophilia, that needs to be dealt with because people are making claims that you're doing some really outrageous shit. Is that I'm going to talk to uh, some general in particular, uh, Mattis? Mad Dog, you know who I'm talking about? <laughs> Wait, Christ. Secretary of Defense? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he might be Mad Dog, shit. we got a pedophile on the Kumite show. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, no, they, they're they there too. I love the Kumite show. <laughs> Wait till I tell Donald about this. <laughs> oh, I fucking love Kubite. I watch it every morning, whatever fucks your friends. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it could be completely blowing smoke out of the ass. But, but Fake Alaska just, is a cokehead pedophile. <laughs> 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 but it's so wow. it's absurd. But yeah, it, it really is. It reminds me of that kind of uh, generation of television where it was just a ridiculous story that's kind of ongoing. And I, I don't, I don't think it's people intentionally trying to do it. I just think it's. Once people get really invested in the argument, all the all the secret comes out. You know, these people have had me on their streams before, and they say uh, they give me a lot of crap because they say I don't have internet friends. Well, why don't you have internet friends? And I'm like, well, look around. I mean, Bake Alaska <laughs> is talking about anti coke use, and they're supposed to be internet friends. You know, people are tearing themselves apart. Why would you open yourself up? To, I did to that? love that section yeah. of a stream. You, I, I watched. I, it must not have been the whole stream because it wasn't that long. But it was like your friends, your friends discussion with all those guys that I'm not. I'm not familiar with all their names, but they were like, "Oh, we're all kind of friends here." And you're like, "No, none of you are my friends." And like one or two of them pipe up, "Yeah, but like me, Jim. Like we've known each other. No, none <laughs> of you are my friends. 
I don't want to be friends with them. And it was just the blatantness <laughs> of it. And then the subsequent, like, almost passive, almost underhanded way to be like, but we're still cool, but we're all right, right? Like, the, the need for validation. That yeah. Yeah. Very funny to watch. Well, and to give you a, you know, kind of a, to cap this off, and l I want to make sure I'm saying the right person's name, so if you can give me one moment here, let me just pull up uh, my Twitter account. Uh, to give you an idea of how ridiculous this is getting at this point, uh, as a follow-up to all these streams, um, during the stream with the, you know, the alleged pedophile hacker, right, mm -hmm. um, one of the hosts of the, the Blood Sports is like, I want to set up an in-real-life money match with you. I want to get into a fight with you. I want to kick your ass. So they agreed to set this up. Now, here's where it gets even more ridiculous. Apparently, uh, I, I don't know. Do you know somebody? Uh, maybe you're familiar if you watch MMA. Uh, Tara LaRosa? Sure. I, yeah. I've, I've rolled with her. What do you with now? Yeah. Uh, it, it wants to wants to get in on this. I used to so train So Tara LaRosa is, is like, uh, if you're setting up, this is, this is the tweet. Um, did someone say setting up fights? I like in real life, and I want to play. So I, I don't know if that means we've got a fucking uh, female MMA fighter showing up for a YouTube fights now, if that's going to be a thing, but, uh, you know. That would be great. <laughs> Woody, Tara LaRosa roughed you up a bit, right? She won. Yeah, I was just starting. I was like a brand new white belt. I had like 70 pounds on her, and she, but she was just so much better. In the transition, yeah. she'd always trick me. Uh, she's like, I, I don't know if she won Abu Dhabi, which is like the premier grappling competition on the planet but she definitely medaled like several times bronze silvers maybe gold did you have any like impressive moves against her or was it just she was doing whatever <laughs> she wanted i was really new and almost to say i was trying to be polite would exaggerate like what i could have done but i didn't know how to roll with a girl and nothing went my way like you it, twist the nipples <laughs> yeah <laughs> What happens is, like, I don't know, I'd be in her guard and I'd be so much stronger than her that she couldn't pull anything off. And then, whatever, like, we'd both fall to our side and all of a sudden she had, like, an arm bar in a way that I didn't see coming. And that's what it was like to roll with someone much better, but weaker. It does not sound like fun. Well, no. maybe she'll show up to the, to the Blood well, Sports yeah, thing. Well, yeah, yeah, to, to, to YouTube fights. I, I don't know. I mean, that's the third one now that's been set up. I, there was an event called Kilroy that fell apart because the person running it was basically a scam artist. I did a sequence of videos on that. Uh, and all the YouTube personalities that were going to show up ended up fighting with one another. And all these people were talking about setting up fights. So you had one guy called Coach Red Pill wanted to fight Jeff Holiday, and then another guy, Monday Matt, wanted to fight Johnny Fox. And so I think there's some, I think, there, as Ross would put it, some bloodlust there. So maybe YouTube fights will become a thing, like a, a next generation bum fights, if anybody remembers that. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh, <laughs> we talk about bum fights every right. other week. It's a 10 Big fans. <laughs> Big fans. Guy gets his face bit off. <laughs> so that's felony for fights. Like a Don't fucking mix it 30 up. Pack. He gets it for a natty pack. <laughs> ah, <laughs> that's felony fights. Yeah, yeah that's felon fights. Yeah, that, oh, that's right. a whole that's different thing. Um, much classier than bum fights. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. Don't besmirch it the name. It probably is. It's the pinkies up. Oh, yes, yeah. <laughs> we start with clubs. <laughs> uh, Woody, um, you're so, no stranger to internet fights. Way uh, before the, or not to being challenged to them. It was like 2011. Before the first time cool. you got challenged. Something like that. Yeah, I guess. I yeah, there was a guy. And people here know the story. I think he was on the spectrum. He claimed to be on the spectrum. Actually, he said he had Asperger's, and um, he used to routinely talk about raping my wife, raping my daughter, anally raping my daughter. And, uh, and then he would make fun of my son. I have a special needs son. And he would just like, I don't know, like take pictures of his poop in the toilet and say like, here, I got some snaps of Colin and tweet that stuff out. 
And uh, I mostly looked the other way. I was a much bigger YouTuber than he was and didn't make sense to punch down constantly. But at one point, he said he was going to beat me up at this gaming convention. And I said, I accept. I'll set it up. And, uh, you know, I got it all arranged. I got like, my friend is UFC fighter. So we got an octagon lined up and we were going to go. And then he said he didn't want to fight anymore. So that's that's all there was. Well, funny Lame. that, isn't it? How how it reaches that point and suddenly they don't want to do it anymore. Suddenly yeah. it's a little too real for them. Oh, like, this uh, got a little bit real. I might yeah. get punched. He made know? a mistake. He said he, he said he wanted to kick my ass. And it was like, oh, invitation accepted. I'm totally down. You know, that was that was the thing that got me to reply. And it, it, he looked kind of silly. He was smaller than me, too. Yeah, I, I've long suspected it's, it's hard to get inside the head of one of these insane people from the Internet that really doesn't make any sense, even when they're not like being silly. They're always kind of just on the edge or they're not like the rest of us. I always had the suspicion that he was just sort of trolling because he wanted your attention. You know, he wanted even if your fans were going to tell him, oh, my God, you're terrible. How dare you say that about Colin? How dare you say that about Woody? Woody's a great guy. It's still views for him, right? Like like, like any attention's good attention as far as someone like that is concerned, perhaps. Yeah. But uh, but in any case, I always even at the time I was I was like talking to Woody in private. And I was like, what are you going to do? You're going to hurt him? And he was like, I'm going to break his fucking arm. Yeah, that was the plan. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> at the time, I was in pretty good shape. And I had trained a lot. And I was like, and I was pretty sure that this fight would go any way that I wanted it to go. Yeah. And, uh, it would have. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. No doubt. <laughs> so I, I had decided that an appropriate level of violence would be to break his arm at the elbow. Break his arm at the elbow so that it wouldn't yeah. heal right, I believe. Um, <laughs> that, that's so, what would so, have happened. So, Jim, you, uh, before, before the show, I, I know you've been speaking to Chiz a lot on and off uh, throughout the week or so, and you've expressed some interest about our resident um, peculiar individual, Wings <laughs> of Redemption. You're, you're interested in perhaps doing some sort of series about him or, or at least learning more about him. So if you have any questions... Um, well, yeah, I, I, th this is a fantastic opportunity for me. I, I don't know what it is. Um, I'd never heard of him before, uh, but for some reason it was in my recommended video feed. And so I was like, well, I wonder what this is. It was a compilation video. There are a lot of <laughs> compilation videos I've come to find out. So I'm watching this video and I was like, well, how could, how bad could it be? Boy, was I in for a treat. Uh, I've never seen a man more miserable with his position in life than Wings of Redemption. It was every video I watched and I watched maybe... 50 of them just just <laughs> awestruck just just awestruck by it who says uh, repeatedly uh, the the traits that i noticed uh, you know maybe it's a gimmick i don't think it is uh is i hate my life i fucking hate video games i hate call of duty i hate uh, rainbow six i need my subs if i don't get enough if i don't get two subs this hour there's going to be hell you get three <laughs> minutes of commercials um you know just just watching this go on and on and on and and it, it, the weird thing is I can draw two comparisons, right? Uh, the first is I think most people would go to would be DSP. Uh, Dark you know, side film. I, I don't think DSP is this bad from it's what not. I've been thinking. Uh, the other comparison is somebody I knew. Uh, was a really early on kind of big uh, video game YouTuber, Armic21. Uh, Armic21 had a large audience, uh, kind of started to fall on hard times, got really angry, did a lot of drunk streams and stuff like that, hated what he was doing. Uh, but there is, you know, he's kind of the story of the light at the end of the tunnel. He, he took a step back. He said, you know what? This is ridiculous. Got a job, got a really nice job, met a girl, fell in love, got married to her, uh, bought a house. And now he's, he's doing his own thing. He's got a very happy life. Good for him. Uh, and so I look at somebody like wings. Who's like, I hate my life. I hate what I do. I hate what I do. I, I don't want to do it anymore. 
And I'm thinking, well, why are you doing it? Because I, I know that answer. people can walk away. Oh, go ahead. I'd love to hear this. <laughs> Wings feels like because of his weight, right? Wings is a guy who probably can't stand up for more than 60, 90 seconds in a row that most doors are closed to him, that the only avenue available is streaming games and getting the surgery. So that is his like window to normalcy. Oh, the surgery. See, now that's a topic I wanted to touch on because I get the feeling Wings is a sort bet. of person that's never going to get the surgery. Oh, you're on never, my side of this bet. Never, <laughs> ever going to get that surgery. Kyle uh, and I lost this bet. Or we're yeah, going to lose so it. The, yes, yes. Here's my take on it. Um, Wings, he lives in Conway, South Carolina. That's something that he says loud and proud all the time, so it's not like I doxed him. And he rarely, rarely, rarely leaves his town, right? That's a very uncommon thing for him. He hardly leaves his house, right? This is... Can I interject? I would I would guess that he has left the town of uh, that he lives in six times in his lifetime. I wouldn't bet against that. You know, he's really that much of a recluse. Yes. yes. Not not necessarily a recluse because like like I suppose he socializes with a very small group of individuals within his circle. Uh, and it's not that he doesn't want to go out to a restaurant with a girl or anything like that. He's a homebody uh, who feels very uncomfortable out of his shell of protection. And his mother is very important to him as sort of a safety blanket and figure. She needs to be close by. Yes. Yeah. His 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 family is he's super super tight with, but and and he's yeah like like Kyle says, you know, he has a, a little circle of real life friends. They they come and go and leave the show, but the he's just not an explorer. He's the opposite of an explorer. He, he very much leaves his comfort zone the minute he leaves practically his block. Well, so, could, you, could you could you call it exploration though? Just go, going out to the local grocery store. I mean, that's making it sound like some grandiose adventure he's going on. That's it's like an everyday thing. Every you human should being have. Has to do. Yeah. So so I, just to give like the broad strokes of this gentleman, he was mm -hmm. he was quite big in the in the days of Call of Duty commentary. I don't know. Are you familiar with Call of Duty commentaries? And yeah. what a big scene that was at one point. He was one of the first, and by I mean like one of the first twenty five people on the planet who did it. And at that time, it really didn't matter about the quality of your content as much as it did the quantity of your content because it was a limited supply of it out there. Mm -hmm. Today, you can go on YouTube and find endless hours and hours of this stuff. But back then, especially if you wanted late-breaking, newest COD content, there were only a handful of guys who were doing it, and he was one of them. And so he, he became quite big in that sphere. He was making... At the time, he was making much more money than Woody or I. Woody and I would, we would, you know, we'd count up our money that we had earned at the end of the month. And we'd be like, ah, man, I, maybe I earned this much by the end of the year. It's like, holy shit. a year. Yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. You know, it's it's like, ah, oh, this is a, this is a fun hobby. I basically get my video games for free, sort of sort of thing that we were doing. Wings was making ten thousand dollars a month at this early juncture, and we were blown away by it. You know, and to live in his income area. Um, and to have his history of low income, it was like one of us making $100,000 a month out of nowhere. It was life-changing to him. And like, any, and like many lottery winners, it really made him a completely different person in a lot of ways. He, he splurged that money around. He, he, he spent it on vehicles and uh, on, on ladies. He's, he's had several girlfriends that were part of his YouTube channel. And, uh, and and the money all he he invested into a restaurant with his mother, and uh, there were many ventures like that. That he he got into financing a Call of Duty team for a while, and 
you know, things sort of petered out after a while when the Call of Duty thing took off and now there's literally thousands of people doing exactly what he does, but better. Not only are they better at the game, but they're cutting edge with their audio, with their video, with with um, the, quali- the quality the of their videos. You know, there are guys who are spending four hours for every minute of content they're putting up. You know, the guys who are like breaking down the weapons in Call of Duty and breaking down all sorts of tips and tricks. Wings, on the other hand, on a busy day would make 11 videos in a day, right? So you can imagine that these are kind of just spit them out, not as not as great as the competition. Now, the, the, these were pulled from his streams, right? That that was my yes. understanding. Uh, he'd do a stream stuff. and then... Yes, he has segued into a Twitch streamer because, as he says, the troll channels, uh, which you watched about 50 which of their I videos. watched quite a bit of, yeah. Yes, he believes that the troll channels have affected the YouTube algorithm in such a way that his YouTube channel is worthless. Now, that's just a bunch of silliness because it's not as if anyone was is out there searching Wings of Redemption looking for him for Call of Duty content. That's not how it works. You get discovered via those troll channels, if anything, at this point. If he were regularly up, uploading, then people would segue someone like you would have ended up on his channel watching some of his content and if he was putting his best foot forward on his channel you would say oh well he's not all that bad look at him here he is with his grandmother sitting there having a nice conversation here he is cooking here he is going for a walk he's trying to better himself but there's none of that content because he's completely given up on youtube only a twitch streamer now now he's been raising money for let's call it six months now for the surgery as he calls it and it was very vague at the beginning. It was just bariatric surgery. You know, there's a couple of different kinds, but that's neither here nor there. They, in the United States, they cost about $20,000, roughly speaking. And uh, in Mexico, they cost six or $7,000, roughly speaking. And he has had enough money to do it in both locations, back to back, for a long time now. Back to back. He could have a pair. If he had another <laughs> belly, he could go to the U.S., swing by Mexico, and come home. Absolutely. He, 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 has, he has reached his goal several times now. And, and people continue to donate and everything. Um, yeah, if he had multiple stomachs like a farm animal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm ruminating a little bad today. Yeah. But, but he, he keeps putting the surgery off. And his most recent... When we made the bet, Woody and I, about whether he would get the surgery this year or not, I said absolutely he will because the last update I had gotten from the Wings Redemption twi- Twitch streams was got my passport, um, I've got Dr. Martinez, I've got, uh, I- I've got a- an appointment, I've got this, I've got that, I've got the money, we're set here. And then the next day he's like, ah, but I went and saw a doctor here in the U.S. and she says, I might, my heart not, might not be healthy. And it's like, of course your heart is going to That's the excuse strain. He's going to pull out every... The, the interesting thing, he's like a weird amalgamation of different characters. Uh, you know, in regards to the weight loss, I, I compared to maybe like Boogie. Boogie talked for years about wanting to lose weight before he finally kind of went through with it, you know, and he got the surgery and he started trying to do it. Mm-hmm. But there seemed to be at least some motivation there to do it. But with Wings, it seems like... I, I, I saw some uh, these compilation videos. They touched on it, and one of his excuses early on was, "I don't have a passport. I can't go get a passport because my mom needs to take me or something like that." And then it was, "How angry would you guys be if I if I didn't do it because I'm worried about Mexican doctors, or you know, how angry would you be if I delayed it because I need to do it here instead?" It's like any any way out that he can find, and with the algorithm thing too, and the troll channels, I, did something happen? I'd almost place it like three to five weeks back. 
because I, that seems to be a lot of the compilations really started taking off then. Did he do something extra ridiculous three to five weeks back? Because... Was it you, Kyle? Oh, come on. Why do I go? Oh, a finger pointed at me. Was, Kyle at one point asked for compilation videos on no, this show. No, that's been months ago. Been, to be uh, fair, no. we kind of backwards in a way ask for that every episode. <laughs> no, what happened was long, long ago, four months ago or something like that. Long, long ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that this four is going to be exactly accurate. So, no, so, so, so the 100% truth of the matter is there have long been these compilation channels that, that that put his stuff together for years and years now. And we've always watched them. And uh, at some point I asked for sort of a music accompanied compilation of him raging set to Johnny Cash's Hurt. You know, I hurt myself today to see if I still feel. And it was it made. Out well. yeah. It turned out very well. Someone did an excellent job at it. And, you know, music videos are the biggest thing on YouTube because they're so rewatchable. They're so catchy. They, they, they draw you in, and, and, and music speaks to the soul. And, and when the, then the images accompanying that music match it so well, it just, it just, it just went off. And, and so from there, uh, a lot of people kind of got into the idea of, of, uh, of making these compilations. And, the, and, and that spurred on a couple more channels. But the thing is, he fuels the fire, you know? Like, like if there's no... If there's no coal to stoke that engine, then it just dies out, right? Like, like if, if he's just a normal human being, then then there is no content to... This is to... why I object to the troll channel thing, right? Like, one thing Wings of Redemption did to me is he lied about some charity that I had done. I, I, I did this thing a long time ago called King of the Web. There was $7,000. Uh, I won, and I donated 100% of it to charity. And then... And by the way, like... I. Like in real time, I like I put the check in an envelope, mailed it on camera. Like yeah. I, I did it. I, I got like shirts and thank you letters from them. It, it was real. Wings of Redemption told this guy Holiday Doc that it wasn't real, that it was all a scam to make money, that I was keeping it. Um, I made a video saying, "Hey, vote for me on King of the Web. I'll put the money towards uh, this charity to write love on our arms." And uh, uh Wings said I made more money off of that video than the seven thousand I would have made from King and the Web. As if I make like eight thousand dollars a video, that's outrageous. Was that a, right? was that a fifteen million view video? What do you mean? <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, it was a, it was a, it was just all untrue. It was a lie. That's a troll, right? That, when people talk shit about oh, you and make things up and it gets believed and it tarnishes your name, like what Wings of Redemption does to me is troll video shit. What he's getting is truthful clips of who he is, right? Yeah. It, it, there's a, I think there's years of difference between like trolling and lying. And, you know, like it, I, there used to be all kinds of videos about me saying I was a pedophile and this and that. Not a, like outrageously false, right? Not true. They, they're monetizing my children. I used to hear that all the time. What happens to Wings is they just literally show him live streaming. Angry yeah. at the people mm -hmm. he plays with, yelling at other people for his deaths in video games. Now, let me interject this. Now, in your research, if you decide to do something about this guy, you may find some people who call him out as a racist. That not is a hundred percent not true. And, and and whenever that comes up, I defend him on that on that note. I, I I'm all about being giving him the fair shake as far as this stuff goes. Now, now he's terrible to to people, and he he makes up terrible things about people and 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 he does terrible things but he is not racist he he grew up in a very mixed race environment and uh and he has he has nothing 
he has no racist racism within him. So so well, you'll hear you'll my, see my primary focus was really and what drew me into this, what made me watch 50 videos of this guy, mm -hmm. uh, aside from my general interest, which was really weird because when I'm watching this and I, I was talking to a friend about, well, maybe I'll do a video on this guy. Uh, my girlfriend came in the room. And she's like, is that Wings of Redemption? She used to be in a, a Gears of War clan. <laughs> and they used to apparently fuck with him and laugh at his videos <laughs> back in like 2013, 2014. So I, that was really weird to me. And she's like, you have to do a video. So I started watching, <laughs> I started watching more compilation videos on it. But it, they really are just strung together video clips of him being him. And the thing that attracts me is it's that he hates what that I think is the overall message is he hates his life so goddamn much, but he won't do anything to change it. He's not right? brave. The core of Wings of Redemption is, the, is this is going to sound meaner than I'm targeting, but he's actually a coward, right? They, they, in his core of cores, he, it's why he doesn't leave his house. It's why he doesn't make any changes. It's why he, he doesn't have like the internal just bravery to get anything done with his life. That's... That's who he is in the middle of him. And until that changes, he's just going to sit there getting bigger live streaming video games. No, he I, has made I, some Jim moves. Jim has stuff. to hear about the opportunity that Kyle gave very benevolently for Wings to change his life. Oh, uh, yeah. Go ahead and take it from here, Kyle. So, you, know, so, you know the tale. So we're always throwing around fun ideas on this show about about things we can do outside the show in real life and such and 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 people like like sometimes will accuse us of like never doing them and there has been some some ideas that just didn't come to fruition. They're not completely wrong. Because, well, sometimes they're just not practical. Sometimes they, they we're like ah that's going to cause a legal issue. I can't fight insects in my house. That 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 might be that, we can't do that. I, plus, my roommate doesn't want there to be giant bugs in my house or something like that. But. Yeah. One episode, I I threw this at Wings because you know he was bemoaning his his his, his station uh, in life. Sure, and I said, uh, "Look, man, come to my house. We'll do a fucking month long boot camp. We'll get the fans behind it. We'll we'll do a Kickstarter to get you like fitness gear, supplies. Um, you know, we'll we'll film the entire thing. We'll we'll make posters. We'll make coffee mugs." We'll, we'll get like a big viewership. Not only will this revive your body, it'll revive your YouTube channel. Uh, this will be amazing. Come to my house. I'll take a month out of my schedule. I will devote it to you. We'll do this thing together. It'll be fun. I, I sort of half-heartedly meant it. I didn't really expect him to ever <laughs> say yes because of all the things that we told you so far, you know, he doesn't get out of his bubble too much. And then the man said yes. He took you up on it. He took me up on it. <laughs> took you up on the offer. And so that night, I was uh, taking my taking a shower in my shower after the show, and and uh, I was washing my hair, and I bumped my elbow on the shower wall, and I was like, God, this shower is a little narrow. And then it occurred to me, Wings of Redemption could not fit into my shower, <laughs> and if he was going to live with me, we would have to put in a new shower. So construction began the next day, on a five thousand dollar shower. <laughs> we, we tore out the old one. Wait, wait, are, are, are you joking with me? Or Not is this, a bit. You being legit. I'm, this is You're absolutely being legit. You built the guy a new shower. Called <laughs> in the contractors, ripped the old shower out, ripped the ripped everything out, laid laid a tile floor, laid a tile <laughs> More floor, of a car wash, really? Big double <laughs> That's a good glass, one, <laughs> glass doors, a power hose with the multicolored foam, like <laughs> wax, the whole thing. And, 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 you know, getting ready for him to come over. I, I, I had a guest bedroom, but I don't think it was very well equipped 
bought him a new Roku, put a TV in there. This man is going to is going to lose weight. So he shows up to my house. He lived in Myrtle Beach. I was in northeast Georgia. It's about a five, six hour drive, something like that. And he spent a month at my home. I filmed everything. I, I had a pretty nice uh, digital camera um, and, and I'm sort of doing voiceover live during the workouts. And I set up all of these sort of comedic type workouts where uh, I uh, we use some of the money that was raised via Kickstarter to hire a friend of mine who assisted me in my videos, this, this guy named Jeremy, to be sort of like Wing's personal trainer while I was holding the camera and coming up with the workouts. And he make sure you, you say that Jeremy is not a personal trainer. <laughs> Jeremy's in good shape, though, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Jeremy's strong, and, and, and Jeremy can follow direction, and that's what I needed from a personal trainer. So Jeremy would, be, would, would motivate Wings, like, come on, one more, come on, one more, or, or they would compete. And, and some sort of physical activity to make it fun, and as well as entertaining for the viewership. And, uh, and sometimes when Wings was on the elliptical machine, his, his weight would cause it to come off the casters, and Jeremy was there to put it back Starting on. Starting fires, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah start smoking or whatever. Jeremy was literally there spraying lubricant on the casters of the elliptical to keep it working because it had a 350-pound uh, limit on it, and you know the man weighed 425. He lost 40 pounds at my house in 30 days, he tried to quit multiple times. Not 30 he days. That, that's important to me, actually. Uh, it, so two weeks in, he wanted to leave, and we held like an intervention on the show where all of us were like, you can't leave, you can't leave, you can't leave. So he didn't leave, but he kind of half-heartedly quit. But he stayed there, and I want to say it was 24 days total that he stayed. Wait, so are, are the videos of this up? Oh, like, my, yeah. my friend, there is a whole fucking video series that I... <laughs> oh, I have to go watch this edited. now. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, not to toot my own horn, but it's been called the greatest Wings of Redemption content ever. <laughs> <laughs> By me. <laughs> right here on the show. Just now. I, I, I really put some blood, sweat, and tears into this. Not, I, I, I invented sort of competitions for him to do. There were costumes... There were gags. There he was sat in a kiddie pool while being towed around by a truck, I think, as some sort of <laughs> upper body exercise. Does that sound right? That happened. I don't remember why I had him do it. There was a redemption <laughs> obstacle course. He was flipping tires, swinging hammers, swinging baseball bats, pushing trucks, um, doing wall sits, lifting weights. I got kind of a full gym. And, and there was at, at no point was there a structure of like, all right, Monday, Wednesday, Sunday, we're going to do shoulders, arms, and chest, and then we're going to do <laughs> legs here. It was just, hey uh, – See My this guy Jeremy's dressed up dressed as Gumby? Up in, a, in, a, in a Gumby fucking uh, mascot suit. He's going to sit down and try to resist as you pull him across the hardwood floor. Yeah. It's like, who knows what it's working out, but he's being active. You know? <laughs> something. It's got to work he's out. doing something. something. Yeah, yeah. He, dropped, he dropped 40 pounds from this. Yes. Because, because I put him on a diet. We prepared yeah. all of his food. There was no going out for fast food. There was only what we brought into the home and prepared for him. Um, there, I, I, I lost like 15 pounds during the ordeal because I didn't have any junk food in my house for his benefit, you know? Uh, and I was going along with the workouts to some extent with him along the way I'm jogging beside him or, or, you know, if, if, if he's lifting weights, then to, to spell him, I would do some lifts I, or show him the technique. You know, I'm certainly not an expert or anything, but I know how to do a proper bench press or I know how to do proper squats or whatever. And uh, I, I'm enough of a watching enough YouTube videos. And, I, you know, I took weightlifting in high school and stuff. I know what I'm doing so I don't hurt myself. And so he wouldn't hurt himself. And so I would demonstrate along the way. Well, living with him outside of the workout was one of the most 
horrible ordeals of my life. <laughs> that month was one of the worst months of my life because Wings lives within his own bubble. He doesn't socialize, and so he doesn't curtail himself to social norms. Right away, myself, my roommate Kitty, and my girlfriend were in my kitchen, and the bathroom is visible from the kitchen. And we hear this noise of water flowing into more water. And we all look up ponderously, and the bathroom door is agape, and Wings is pissing. And we, <laughs> and we can see most of him. I couldn't see the penis, nor could he. <laughs> but he was pissing. And we all just, and, and we were all just in shock. And finally, my roommate Kitty yelled, Close the goddamn door! You're pissing with the door open! She's British, as you, if you can't tell. <laughs> and we all just bust out laughing. Like, can you believe that? He's, he's like, what? What's the big deal? You know, just taking a piss. And not like I was shitting. <laughs> Strong you know, point. Shitting. When I put him on the FPS Kyle diet, which is a lot of salads and grilled chicken, basically, he didn't shit for a week. <laughs> he didn't shit for so long. I called the only person who... I truly know is a bit of a fitness expert, Joe Lozon, who is a UFC fighter, a man who is literally a fitness expert. He, he's a professional fighter, professional athlete, big name in the UFC. I'm like, he hasn't shat in four days, dude. <laughs> he's like, what? Huh. He hasn't shat in four days. What do we do? He's like, well, if, if three or four more days go by, you know, it's going to be a problem. <laughs> it's like, like I, it's already a problem, I think. Like, like just ima I'm just picturing the meals that he's taken in. That's still inside him somewhere. Like, like he's more stuffing down top. the musket barrel. I, yeah. <laughs> it's it, like, like he's overloaded. This, you know, I, I've seen what happens when you put the wrong ammunition into a gun. It is, oh, <laughs> like, like what? Are, are we going to blow this man's asshole out? And I kept thinking back to a story that Wings once told us about how he was very constipated for a while and he hadn't been able to poop. And then he finally sat on the table, and I'm going to quote him instead of telling you what actually happened. Wait, did, did you say sat on the table? Toilet. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> it's going to be a more horrifying story. Oh, it's much more horrifying. Than hang in there. Oh, it's about to take a turn. He sits on the toilet, and he begins pooping. And to quote him, the turd came out sideways and log jammed in his asshole and... <laughs> Like, like if you can imagine, like, a long turd coming out an asshole and then somehow making a 90-degree turn and just wedging it open. It was like, a you know breach birth. They, you know in the movies when a big crocodile is about to bite the good guy and he sticks his <laughs> <in his> mouth? <laughs> yeah. That happened to his asshole, according to <laughs> And he screamed out in pain. Ah! And fell into the floor with the turd still lodged. And, and he was in so much pain, to quote him, there was only one thing to do. And that was called for grandma. What any of us would do. Grandma! There's a turd log jammed in my butthole. Help me. <laughs> and she did. Quickly she came to his aid. Rubber gloves were placed. A finger was inserted. And the turd, such that it was, was broken up and destroyed. Now, so to be wait, fair, his... Kyle. his his grandmother fished shit out of his ass? Is that what you're telling me? Well, 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 to be fair, it was more of like breaking it up for easy room, like like an abortion. <laughs> to, to be but, fair. Yeah. <laughs> be Mr. Fair. Medicare, we have our own scat man on the show. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. It's not exclusive to you and your universe. <laughs> yeah. who, would, who would tell somebody that story? God, yeah. if that happened to me, I would never tell that fucking story. <laughs> you, might, you might kill your grandma so that she... <laughs> 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 
You're just like smothering her that night with a pillow. I'm sorry, this can never get out. If Mr. Medicare finds out. <laughs> so if you want that clip, that clip exists of him breaking that down. <laughs> just breaking down her, breaking down the shit and his asshole. And so that was occurring to my, to me as I pondered over his constipation. And so we're getting him these chia seed drinks from the grocery store, which are supposed to aid in and passing, you know, making you regular, making you poop. We're filling his diet with fiber. I, I believe there was like shredded wheat and uh, and chia seed drinks and all of this stuff. And finally, like seven or eight days in, I mean, I had to replace the toilet. Not because anything was wrong with it, but just out of principle. After you he left, you knew what happened in there. What had happened there? It was like it was like if your girlfriend told you she'd been in a gangbang. You didn't see it, and there are no visible damages, but you just can't get past it. Yeah. I knew Wings of Redemption had taken a seven-day shit in my toilet, and, that, <laughs> and I couldn't get past that ever again. I couldn't look at that toilet in the face square again and can have I, any can, respect. Can I ask you, what was his reaction after? I mean, so you host him on – this was on your channel, yeah? Uh, uh, you host – was on see, this show. See, that's what he thought. He, see, that, 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 that's to, – to be fair, I felt like that was even more benevolent of me. I made all of this content for him, hosted him at my home, and he was like, so you're going to put this on your channel? I'm like, no, no, no. This is going on your channel. This is about reviving your YouTube channel. Yeah. And these videos have hundreds of thousands of views. I'm looking at uh, FBS. Oh, so it's all, all the traffic's going to him then? All the traffic. Yeah, it, it was all, all for wings. Kyle did this very benevolently. I wasn't so being So he, he loses weight. He gets a show with you. He's got, you know, hey, come check out my channel. You, you watch this stuff. It's a month long. And was he happy about it? Was he thankful? And we set up an Indiegogo and raised him $10,000 cash. So did, did he ever say thank you for that? Thank you for helping my channel. Thanks for the money. Thanks for losing the 40 pounds for all the work. I don't want to say no because because there's a chance, chance I just don't remember it. Um, and he did say it. But I will say I don't remember him ever thanking me now. I remember him saying Kyle didn't do shit uh, except for set up the workouts and make the videos and whatever other things you yes, did. And then he's kind of gone the opposite route and said that I didn't do anything really to help him. And then, then follow that by listing all the things that I did do. Um, you, you just said you put in a new shower for him, yeah. for fuck's sake, right? You redid, you redid your damn house for him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's remarkable. Uh, and and, and I've never, I don't know if I've ever said this, but the first night he broke the bed in, in, in the room. It wasn't a bed, to be fair. It was a futon because it was a guest bedroom, and I had never had a guest in there before. And so there was a futon, you know, it, it, a couch that folds out into a bed. Mm -hmm. And I had slept on it once before. Like, I, I was like, ah, let's break this in. And I fucked my girlfriend on it. And it wasn't bad. It was pretty comfy. He broke it immediately. It was a $400 futon. And so I also went out and bought him a new a bed and box springs to sleep on during the duration. That was probably another five or $5, six dollars A month of time, a bed. Yeah. Like, you definitely did a lot. Uh, I, I, I'm not, this isn't about me, but, but, but we did a lot for him and, 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 uh, he was very ungrateful, uh, in, in the end, I suppose living with him was a nightmare though. He played, he played music all night. He brought his own speakers with him instead of headphones. And he had, uh, he played really high bass music, like thumping. This doom, 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 was he doom. trying to get you to kick him out so he didn't have to lose the weight? This Do you think that was like one. a plan? This was night one. When the no, yeah. Do you think it was a plan? Like, if I'm really obnoxious with the music, they'll be like, "You got to go, man." You gotta, I had no social awareness. He he had no idea he was he was offending me. And and I'm so the opposite direction where I'm I'm really considerate of people's feelings. Mm -hmm. I was just like, I'm not gonna I'm not even gonna say anything. I'm just gonna move to one of the other bedrooms in the house. Like it's a, it was a two floor house, and like my basement was finished and had two bedrooms in it. 
So I just moved downstairs to one of the other bedrooms, and I lived there for the duration of his stay. That That's crazy. Uh, yeah, because the thing with him is there are a lot of rumors out there, and so maybe you guys can enlighten me on some of this stuff. Of uh, one, of the darker, one of the darker subjects that's come up, and I, I've seen this on a couple of websites, talked about on uh, you know like a couple of subreddits, talked about in video comments, but again, I'm only watching the compilations. Uh, is he a guy that's threatened suicide on multiple occasions? Like that keeps coming up, and I don't know if that's legit or if that's just people exaggerating. Tons of many, times. many times. He, uh, times. He's gone so far as to show the bullets and the gun that he would use to commit suicide. He's um, taken pictures of the 45 hollow point bullets and tweeted them out, saying, "These are the bullets I will kill myself with when I run out of money." Is that to try to guilt trip the audience into paying him, or is he trying to? Do you think he's reached that far down that he's at can, that point? Can I take this one? I think it's really difficult to tell where his like 3D chess audience manipulation starts and where his just that's who he is ends. You know, like this somewhere on that spectrum is a thing, and I can't tell if he's really sometimes harboring suicidal thoughts <laughs> or if he's just playing everybody. I don't think he's playing anyone. I think he um, he's socially inept in a lot of ways, and and he doesn't really understand the way he he just when he feels something. And this is what makes him so fascinating. And this is why to this day I'll say I don't hate Wings of Redemption. I don't dislike Wings of Redemption for all of his flaws, all the things that he, all the insults he's hurled our our way, both true and false, you know, lies and the truth. I don't dislike him. I don't want bad things for him. Because he is real. He is raw. He will give you, he will, like, like we've all had bad days, right? Where maybe we had some, some terrible thoughts, like, oh, fuck this, this is bullshit. As soon as he has those thoughts, he'll share them with you. He'll, he'll tell, he'll cut himself bare to the bone and expose it to you and tens of thousands of more people on the internet because that's just how he is. Uh, he's, he's, made, he's, he's hit rock bottom ten times. Okay, like, like like he's at magma at this point. <laughs> he's, he's under the crust. Yeah. He, he's found the iron core and he's drilled <laughs> deep within. But 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 he still finds a way to like perk back up and then you watch him fall again. Uh, to to speak to his sort of social ineptness or, or whatever you want to call it. Some people call it social retardation. The first time you met my girlfriend at the time, <laughs> she knew all about Wings of Redemption. She had gotten her friends watching him. I, like it, it, it interested me when you said that your girlfriend was familiar with him because my girlfriend's girlfriends were familiar with him. They were fascinated by, by watching the compilations, the music videos and stuff, which existed yeah. back then. This is four years ago. And, uh, and my girlfriend comes over. Uh, we're in the basement working out, and uh, we're very sweaty and, and smelly. And, you know, we've been working out for a good 45 minutes or something like that, and that's you can't keep him going for three or four hours. He's not a pro athlete or anything. You, 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 you warm him up, you cool him down. You warm him up, you cool him down. You, you, he's, he collapsed a few times. Like, like I will say this, he gave his all when I was pushing him uh, on the workouts. He collapsed a few times. And, uh, and my girlfriend comes down there, and she meets Wings of Redemption. And I sort of studied him to see, like, what does he do when he meets a strange female? <laughs> he pulls his shirt up, exposes his enormous belly, and he show he says, "This is my MRSA scar. See here." And he's got because he, I believe MRSA. I, I think it's an acronym, right? Right? Isn't it like MR a staph infection? It's a staph infection. Oh yeah, you're uh, talking about yeah. That's a really nasty one from hospitals, mm -hmm. isn't it? Oh so he yeah. He got he got a MRSA infection in one of his folds, 
And oh. yeah, and it and at first he thought it was a pimple. So I believe he was trying to pop it or something oh, like that. Which, <laughs> oh, which, which made it much worse, I think. It sort of inflamed it. And and so it got to the point where like he couldn't really move around very well because of the extreme pain that he was feeling in this fold over here on his on his belly. And uh, and he, this is also a YouTube video. If you if you if you're taking notes and you're looking yeah, for content. Oh no no I am taking notes. Trust me. He, I'm taking very detailed he, he went, uh, Chiz just linked it there for you. He went to the doctor, so if you can call it that, and and they lanced his MRSA infection, drained it, and the smell, this is what the doctors and nurses were saying, the smell was so bad they had to open the door. They opened the door to the operating room, to the outside. There's just a field back there <laughs> to let the stink out. And this is all filmed, and it's draining this dark blood with like full of, you know, red yes, blood pus cells. Like and pus and, you know, it, it's 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 quite bad. So so like the first thing he did when he met my girlfriend was show her that scar because I, I, I don't know why it was bizarre. Because yeah, because the women love it. I mean, who doesn't want to look at a mercy scar? Chick scars, <laughs> man. I, I feel like he had heard that at some point. Like you're lucky she stayed with you after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. I'd have, oh, have upgraded right on the spot if Wing showed me his scar. <laughs> She's like, Kyle, uh, I got to say, I think I'm going back to Myrtle Beach with Big Boy over there. <laughs> I'm leaving well, you in the dust. Can, can I ask you about I the hand thing? Uh, the hand When thing. I watch the com – yeah, maybe you've noticed this, maybe you haven't. When I watch the compilation, right, uh, a lot of comments and uh, you know, focusing on a clip saying, why does he keep smelling his hand? <laughs> so um, you know how – Oh, you have a story for this. <laughs> <laughs> you know how like, like frat boys – will like finger a chick and then be like, bro, smell my finger. And they sort of like relive the thrill of fingering a chick by smelling their own finger. He does that with food. No. No, I'm making that up. I'm making that up. <laughs> that's a, that's just something me and I made up once. See, now that that's just a joke. What's actually happening is he has a tick where he like does something weird with his nose and like does this or something. He's not really smelling his fingers. That's them trolling him. Because they know he'll respond to it over and over, just like well, you'll. I, I think the tick's getting worse because he. Uh, the funny thing is, I watch these compilations and I, I thought to myself, well, maybe he's not really this bad. I'll go watch him on Twitch, and I swear to God, the five minutes of him that I watched is every compilation video. First, it was him <laughs> saying, "I hate this game. This game is stupid," and then he smelled his fingers, and the chat was like, "Oh, he's doing it again," <laughs> and then he's like, and then he starts talking about his sub loss. And it was like it was like ticking every box that every compilation video had done, and it was a random stream. I just picked it out of the blue to watch. That's why yeah. I prefer the term compilation video to troll video, right? A troll video would be making up lies about him, like he did for me. A compilation video just accurately represents what Wings has been doing lately. Well, yeah. that's why they're able to pump that content, that those compilation <laughs> channels can pump it out so quick. It's because they're not curating a huge amount of content. They're going, oh, look, a stream from today. Boom, four more videos. Because there, they're really just kind of accurately today. representing it. There's yeah, a, I'm sure. There is Save a, that money. Is, is this going from today? Yeah, this is take that money, and it's it, it, it's it's to the it's to that little Dicky song. Save that money. Save that money. Going to save that money. Except this is take that money. Okay, you know, like like there are high qual. There's high. There's different grades to this stuff. There's a there's <laughs> our favorite one is I know it. it it's Mr. Big Guy, okay, and it's uh, it's to the. It's, it's a good to one. the it's to the beat of um, Mr. Uh, song, Mr. Blue Sky, I think, or something like that. I I, I don't think it's the Beatles. Uh, oh, it's, okay. Uh, it's, it's, uh, but it's it's Mr. Blue Sky. 
Um, and it's to that, and it is high quality. Is this one we want to watch at the gym? Oh, we can't I because can't, it's the music. Oh, it's got music in it. Electric Light Orchestra. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll be checking out. You want to name these videos? I will be checking out yeah, each and every one of them. Right you tell me the name. <laughs> yeah, I'll be looking at every single know. one. Like, like this is the, these are the the like, the the cornerstones of the Wings of Redemption quadrilogy or whatever. You know, it's 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 must see TV. Like, I'm fascinated by the guy. I have long said that his career shouldn't be piddling around with with gaming videos or twitch content or anything like that it should be a reality show like like or, we've probably all seen honey boo boo or at least know of it you know it's tra mm -hmm. it's garbage tv he's so much better he's so much better he if you think he's interesting or at least bizarre enough to be fascinating you should meet his extended family uh, he kind of reminds me of Bam Majera's uncle. You remember uh, Bam Majera on his MTV? Oh, uh, you know guy, the uncle I'm talking about? Uh, Vito? Yeah, yeah, Vito, the big guy. Like, <laughs> yeah, with the lazy eye, and then he died a few years ago from being so fat. Yeah, Don Vito was a pedophile. Yeah. Was he really? It, uh, yeah. it all comes back. Uh, Mr. Medicare. You no, that, 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 <laughs> that, no I, remember, I remember him. Uh, there was like one really nasty episode where he like had a infected toenail or something, and he's showing it off, and I was like, this guy is just... Why would you do that? And oh, and like, they were like, he was like dipping it in their shots at a bar or like yeah, some yeah, shit like that. Awesome oh. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm, I'm trying to think of more classic wing stuff. Sex assault on children. Margera 51 was accused of fondling three girls during a public appearance at Colorado Mills. They were 13 to 14. He grabbed their breasts and buttocks. Um, yeah, yeah. And pedophile. God, it keeps uh, coming up. So <laughs> wings, uh, wings is obviously much closer to Woody and Kyle because the three of them started pka together i think if he asked wings he would say he started it uh i don't have nearly as much exposure to wings but i am in the spot that he used to be on this show and so he does not care for me <laughs> and well, that, that's that's one thing i wanted to ask i guess to get your perspective on this because I, I do find this interesting mm -hmm. i know he's got a you know a, a decent sized youtube channel he had a following for a while he had a lot of people watching him because the content was kind of fresh and new and he was one of the first people there um, but it seems like there's like an inverse thing going like he was big and now he's dropped and you guys were kind of smaller and now you've just skyrocketed in, in, into doing stuff. Is that, am I, am I you getting that right? Or am I getting this wrong? Cause it seems like uh, he had like 200 people watching his stream when I went on there on Twitch. In the middle yeah. Of the, he would have definitely had more back in the day. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. You know, and he drives people away, right? Like, like he's continuously yeah. banning people. You know, that's the thing with him is he's, he's banned so many people. Um, and, and he doesn't sort of embrace the, the people who come there for like the show as it were, like if he just embraced the character of, of wings, then he could be very big. He could have a thousand people a stream because he routinely gets 600 people in there. And about half of those are there for the rage. He should They're be there wings to the it. angry gamer, right? You know, he should have a bunch of stunt controllers that he tosses at the wall again and again. And yeah, he does that a lot. I, I in the compilations, I it must have been like ten controllers in total. He, He'll just he maintains the wall. that that is one stunt controller, and that he doesn't oh, actually that break. Is, that. He's no, saying that's no, a lie. No, no, no. That's a lie. His Twitter oh, banner is a broken control. No, he does say it. I'm not oh, saying okay. that you're lying. I'm saying that he is. He broke a controller in the freaking Syndicate 1v1. He, he we, we've done shows before where he's like, ah, I'm up the to Syndicate oh, 1v1. <laughs> That's the a good syndicate one v one. So it, I don't know. Is if... that when he? I think I vaguely know this. Like I said, I'm still kind of like, I, it, it's. I've made my way through the compilations. I've had my girlfriend tell me her stories of them laughing at him from back in the day, and I've heard some of the rumors and stuff. Was this the one 
where he challenged somebody to a 1v1 and then he threw like a shit fit because he lost. <laughs> Let me lay this one out. It's exactly that. So yeah, hit me with the story on this. One. Uh, we have a guy on our podcast. Wings is one of our hosts at the time. This is maybe four years ago. And the guy is known for being the best Call of Duty zombies player on the planet. And his, his YouTube channel is kind of skyrocketing, largely because he's so good at Call of Duty zombies. Six years ago, Woody. <laughs> Six years ago, thank you. Yeah. Um, what Wings doesn't realize is that he's actually good at the multiplayer version of Call of Duty as well. That's what he did before he got famous. Anyway, during the show, for hours and hours, Wings is wildly disrespectful to this guy. Just shutting him down, acting like he's not a gamer, like, you know, he's... He says that he'd be much better at zombies on his first game. He doesn't even play zombies, but if he were to, he'd be much better than the, the best player on the planet. He's telling me... And this was not like banter back and forth. It was Tom or Syndicate being very courteous back to Wings being pretty aggressive and rude. Perfect. So he's goading the guy nonstop, yeah. basically shitting all goading over him. Goading implies... A, shitting all over him is better. Goading implies better. like a, a, a level of social sophistication that isn't there. That he doesn't have. <laughs> right, right. So, so he's just shitting on this guy all show long. And then at one point, he challenges him to a 1v1 on Bog. Now, a thing you need to know about Wings is his style of gameplay. He's actually very, very good at these across-the-map sort of accuracy-based thing, you know, where, where we're both behind cover, we both have two or three pixels to aim at. That is Wing's cup of tea. That's what he's strong mm -hmm. at. So he sets the rules up, and he says, we have to use M16. It has to be on Bog. It has to be... He lays it all out there, so it's to his advantage. I'm host, which is another big thing, because I'm in North Carolina, Wings of Redemption's in South Carolina, and Syndicate is in the U.K., Right, so, so Syndicate has all this lag and trouble to deal with, whereas uh, Wings is next to host, practically. Right, He's a couple hundred miles from me. Mm -hmm. It goes on, Wings loses. And uh, to get into the details of it, he gets behind, which means that he has to start taking some risks you know, to catch up, and that just leads to being further behind. And eventually, he throws the controller, rages, and blames me for streaming it. As if it were a surprise. I mean, we all agreed they were going to stream 1v1. It was, it was like there's thousands of people watching. Well, he goes ballistic. And uh, he asks if we can turn off the... It, in the aftermath of it, we're all like, you know, it's okay, Wings. Like, I understand this sucks. I've been there. And he's like, what? I don't fucking suck. You shut up, you fucking faggot. To me, right? That's what he's saying. I'm being nice to him. He's cursing me out, calling me a faggot, stuff like that. I try to like change the topic and play 1v1 against a different guy. You know, like let's just mm -hmm. put that in the past and move on. He doesn't want that. He wants to end the stream, so we do. After the stream ends, he's continually threatening this guy. He says he's gonna break his teeth out with a mag light, that if he was there, he would kill him. And he goes like nuts on it. And Tom, on the other hand, is also known as Syndicate, is just being cool about the whole thing. Like, look, man, you know, you win some, you lose some. Like, don't make too well, big a deal why, out of it. Why, why is he getting so... I guess this would be my mindset. You said this guy is really good, top of the rank, right? Like it, At zombies. Mm -hmm. And not yeah, zombies, yeah. But, I mean, so he... Just the game in general, then, he would be proficient at, I would imagine. So, sure. you know, if you're going against somebody like that and you lose, you'd be like, okay, well, I lost. Maybe you talk a little bit of shit, but you'd be like, well, the guy's good. 
right? I, I got a loss. I got a loss. Wings thinks he's you would great. Think so. Wings is uh, self-appreciation is out of this world. You know, it, the, he he legit thought for a while that he was better than all the pro gamers. That he was better at quick scoping than the quick scopers. Better at zombies than the zombies guy. Better anyone that at everything. He plays all his games on hard mode, right? As if that was some sort of like you know yeah. qualification to be an outstanding gamer so he was surprised that the number one zombie player on the planet was better than him he didn't see that coming and you say why is he making such a big deal of a loss you also have to recognize maybe you do that it's not just a game to him this is his living this is his sense of self-worth this is like being good at games yeah. it's not just his finances but who he is that's like as a man he is a dominant gamer. That's one Did of the Did you mention the part where he tried to bribe Syndicate to lose the, the rematch? We didn't get there. Wait, yet. he tried. Oh, yeah. God, see, that's, so, now we got to get to that part. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So to pick up where I was, as soon as the call ends, he starts threatening Tom. He's going nuts about it. He, he's, he's like, lots of violence. I'm going to bash your teeth out. I'm going to do this. He, I think he said he was going to have teeth soup. I think that was one of the things where, where he busts his teeth out with a maglite, and then he's just there with a bloody mouthful of teeth. And, and, it, and this is what Wayne, he said he would kill him. He said if he was near if, if he was closer, he would literally kill this man for beating him in a 1v1. And uh, a little time passes and like Keemstar gets involved in this. Keemstar was always uh, opportunistic about um, when he found drama. And he's like, we'll set up a 1v1 with you guys. We'll put, I forget what it was, like $5,000 on the line. And, uh, and then winner take all. And jo Wings came to him and said, look, we'll do this. We'll do a 1v1. You throw it. You uh, Look, I'm going to win anyway because I'm Wings of Redemption. But, but you throw it just to lock that in. And then I'll keep... I think... What did he want the split to be? It was to his... See, see, that's the best part. Wings would keep the lion's share and get the victory. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, it, not, it, that's not how a bribe works. That's not how bribes work. <laughs> yeah. So he, I think it might have been three two. It might have been four one. But Wings was keeping the bulk of the money, and then Tom, who just beat him, was supposed to lose on purpose. And Wings felt like, but you will get that one thousand in public humiliation. Oh, well, you should take what you can get. Right? He uh, jumped right on that and said, "That sounds great to me." He took Absolutely. an alternative yeah. route where he took a screenshot of the Skype conversation and tweeted it out to the world. <laughs> That's amazing. See, I would have done that. I, I <laughs> yeah, that does. I would have absolutely done that and laughed about it for weeks. And and if Wings, Wings to this day thinks that the Syndicate one v one loss was a big part of his loss of popularity, it really wasn't. You know, he, no, he could have just laughed that off and it would have been nothing. But his reaction to it was a part of his loss of popularity. The bribing was a part of his loss of popularity, and um, it really wasn't about his gameplay at all. Well, yeah, that, that's what kind of fascinates me about uh, him. Because uh, uh, kind of going back to the DSP thing, uh, Wings on uh, his YouTube channel, I think he's like at a half a million, isn't he? Somewhere oh, yeah, around yeah, yeah. that. Mm -hmm. Around that. DSP has 180,000. DSP can do a stream and he'll have, you know, he can get like between 600 and 1,000 people watching on the regular. So you'd think that Wings would be able to pull in at least a comparable number to that from somebody who's got a smaller, smaller base. But I think DSP... He, I mean, he's got, a, he, and he has things that go way beyond what Wings deals with. I mean, he has actual A-logs, people that want to see his life ruined. So, you know, it's more than compilations and just trolling. But I think DSP rolls with it better, and Wings seems to have a, a worse reaction to it. Like, watching the compilation videos, there's a, 
if you look at his sub count, you know, because he, he has that, I believe, in his video that shows his sub number, and you go back four months and you look at the newest one, you can see it ticking down as he's, lo he's losing subs every week because he keeps freaking out on people that come into his streams. It goes up and yeah. down. It goes up and down. I, I went and streamed with him um, maybe two and a half, three months ago. Like I, I played some uh, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds with him, and, um, and it was a very popular uh, stream. And then the next day, uh, he made it so that you, you had to be subscribed to him in order to watch it. I don't know. There were, there were 1,000, 1,200 people in there watching it live, and then, which was like quadruple what he normally gets. And then uh, to, to, to watch the four-hour-long video, you had to subscribe, uh, so, which is he made it that way. And so he got like 100 extra subscribers. And so he's been losing those 100 steadily as, as like the, when the next month came around, they, oh, were, they all left. And so, so that's why you get a big disparity and like up and down kind of thing. But he hovers around six... 100 to 700 subscribers somewhere yeah, in there. Yeah, why, why does he do that, by the way? Because when I went to his Twitch channel, I was like, well, maybe I'll, I'll watch some past streams. Nope, can't watch it. Have to be a He does that um, in an attempt to combat the compilation channels, which I suppose yep. we'll, we'll refer to them oh, as. <laughs> that really hit that level? He's trying yeah. to counter-optimize So at yeah. least, like, what, 10 of his subs are the compilation channels? Absolutely. And, of course, he neglect and he acts as if, Many, many of these people who make those compilations simply watch the whole stream. They don't have to. I, I say that they tune into his stream on their computer and click record, you know, grab screen, record. And then they come back in a, in a few hours when it's all over and they look for the juicy parts and they chop up their video. Right. They don't need his permission. They just record it. They just screen grab it or they they clip it as they watch. You know, that, that's a thing that people do frequently. So so it's it's kind of silly to do that. Um, we should uh, we should go through the. The more downfall aspect, regard to him, regarding him and PKA, where the survival trip was yeah, I, I, coming about. A, I, I've heard a little bit about this, so I'm kind of curious about the details on this because, the, from what I understand, didn't he initially agree to something and then at last minute cancel out on you guys? So he led you along to believe something was going to happen and then didn't give you the courtesy of just saying outright no or even a heads up. Can we can we try again for another time, kind of thing? Yeah, this is yeah, another example of. Right. This is another example of us as a show trying to do things outside the show, outside of just what we're doing here tonight. Um, we, I guess, we've been watching a lot of Bear Grylls and Survivor Man and that sort of thing, and uh, it was very popular at the time, and and we were into it. We all liked watching them survive in the wilderness with minimal tools and such, and uh, somehow it came up. Hey, let's do a survival trip. Let's go out into the wilderness, the three of us, and uh, let's see let's see how we how we fare, and. Uh, Everybody was on board, except we, for one. I was going to mention the lefty thing. Um, there were four of us on the show at that point. Taylor was not on the show. It was myself, Woody, Wings, and a fourth gentleman named uh, Lefty. And Lefty, when this came up, he was like, ah, that's not for me, boys. Um, you know, that, that, that's not my game. Uh, I, I don't think I'd fare very well. I wouldn't enjoy it. I'm sorry. I'm out. We were very respectful of that, Woody and I. We were, we were, we were like, ah, well, all right, man. Cool beans. You know, you don't want to do it. You don't want to do it. Nobody here is going to give you. And then Wings interjects. Pussy, a real man goes into the wilderness and survives. A real man does this and that. A real man does blah, blah, blah. You you know, Lefty's from Chicago. So he's like, ah, Chicago. Yeah. If I had my passport, I'd come up there to Chicago and whoop your lily-livered ass. You know, this is, this is the sort of like mindset that he has that was a really... side joke kyle just mentioned because wings thought that you needed a passport to go state to state <laughs> oh wait no really yes 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, he, wow, he really is a fucking uh, introvert. <laughs> and so, and so, you know, we were like, ah, he, he threw Lefty really under the bus there because Lefty didn't want to do this thing. Like, and you know, privately, I would have liked Lefty to come on the show. Of course, you know, four four people on a trip is better than three. Five is even better, but but three is is acceptable, I suppose. So planning begins. Lots of planning. We're looking at satellite images of potential locations. We settle on this place called the Uari National Wilderness uh, Forest in North Carolina. It's a true wilderness. Um, it's a I think it's a federal park or a state park, something like that. But you're you can go out there, you can camp, and uh, we, we we settle on a date. We all figure up, you know, when we're going to arrive. We, we started we find, divvying like, a... up skill sets, right? Like Kyle was the hunter. I'm particularly good at starting fires. I don't recall what Wings was, but he was working on fires too. And we were just like all thinking about how we were going to succeed at this. Yeah. But... And leading up to it, we're making videos, talking about it. Like one of the things was that we kind of got fixated on was starting fires with flint and steel. And so I made a quick video on one of my YouTube channels of me in my backyard making a fire with flint and steel. You know, it's it's a little annoying at first, but once you get the the the, the knack of it, you can do it. Wings made four videos of him making fire with flint and steel and never accomplished it. He uploaded all four, all four <laughs> failures. They they failed in various ways. They there would be a cut between him going ch and the, the camera would cut, and it would come back on, and then there was a big pile of leaves on fire. And you it was were like, like 18 inches tall, like the fire. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> wait, wait, what happened? Like, like, he just got out a big lighter and lit some leaves on fire in his backyard. And again, they're like leaves you'd rake up in your backyard. I'm going literally into the woods and like scratching uh, trees with a knife. He found like, a bird's I, nest and lit it on fire. Yeah, yeah. I got like, really what? upset about that. I don't know why. He lit a bird's nest on fire? Yeah. <laughs> well, they weren't in it. <laughs> so so like the day cat. comes. It's time to do this thing. And so I set out on this quite long drive. I'm going to say it's four and a half, five and a half hours from where I lived at the time to where we're doing this thing. So if I leave the night before, I'm going to get a, a motel room in the area 30 minutes from the meetup location and uh that way i don't have to drive you know early in the morning i don't want to leave my house at 5 a.m get there at 10 a.m and be already just kind of out of it before we begin hiking and surviving and such so i'm driving in the night before and i think to myself hey let me give old wings a call make sure we're all good to go here you know because it's it's wings call him up say hey man and you're ready to do this thing. I'm I'm driving in now, about three hours from the place. What, what are you up to? You know, you could leave. if you left right now, you'd be here around eleven, and uh, you know, you could you could share this motel room with me. I, I could get I could get a room with two beds or something. He's like, I'm not going. What? What? What, what do you mean? I, I'm not coming. When were you going to tell me? I'm telling you right now. What? What? The f so I call. I'm, I'm, I I text Woody. I'm like, he's not fucking going. He's not fucking going. And so Woody gets on the phone with him. Woody tries to talk. And I'm thinking, like, Woody's going to talk him into this. I'm still driving with this idea. Woody will talk him into this. Woody's a great motivational speaker when he needs to be. And I'm sure Woody There's was telling him. compilations of me telling Wings, like, you know, if you want to be an extraordinary person, you have to do extraordinary things. <laughs> be a winner, not a loser. Be a doer, not a donter. You know, Very that, Henry Rollins-esque. Yeah. yeah, this sort of talk, you know. And, and he just doesn't fucking come. He mm -hmm. just doesn't fucking come and, and 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 it's 
Now it's just me and Woody in the woods. Now it's just now it's just kind of weird. It it's got just me gay. It's like I hope nobody sees me in this this forty year old man just driving I'm off practically into the a dark. pedophile with Kyle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so it really took the wind out of our sails, and and uh, and. You know, I ended up getting violently ill, like on the first night of the survival trip. I think from some tainted tap water. But uh, in any case, like, like no, I, it was because you weren't very good at swimming through that stream, and you swallowed that's stream my water. Theory. That's exactly what I. Yeah, yeah. I, I drank some river water, and I think that's what I was vomiting like for I was hours. Swimming all over that river like it was nothing. Like I see a frog out there <laughs> yonder. I'll go get it. You know, I think I shot a turtle. So he, he, he left you guys high and dry then. You you had this all set up, all ready uh-huh. to go. It was going to be this big thing. And then at the last minute, you you talking to him and he says, no, no, I don't think so. What's that going fine. to notify us? I, I think that the next morning at 9 a.m., we were just going to, Woody and I were, would have pulled up to that bait and tackle shop slash restaurant uh, and just been sitting there at the table and be like, no, 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 we don't want to order yet. Our friend's coming. And like <laughs> and like 10 minutes, 20 minutes, an hour would have gone by. I'm like, no, no, no. We're Yes, we're hungry, but I, oh, it's lunch now. Uh, well, we'll wait. We'll wait for our friend. And he just never would have fucking shown. I don't think he was ever going to notify us that he wasn't fucking coming if I hadn't called him and asked. It was absurd. It was absurd. And it made me so goddamn mad. Yeah, I'd have been pissed. I'd made been me really so pissed. goddamn yeah. mad that I, I went on our subreddit and I was like... I've been pushed to the edge. You know, I'm typing this message. I've been pushed to the edge. No excuses. I can't take it anymore. Play like a no champion. No excuses. Play like a champion. You know, like rule number 34. No excuses. Play like a champion. Which is from that movie Wedding Crashers. You know, they got rules for wedding crashing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can't believe this. He's not coming. He has no excuse. He, he has no reasoning. He's just literally afraid of the woods and, and, mm-hmm. and doesn't want to come. And Exhibit A. In the like, at his core, like bravery is just not an attribute that he has. And so that was the downfall of Wings on the show. That was the straw that broke the camel's back, I believe. Um, like, he was also showing up late for shows, right? Like, like we, we scheduled we different ones. I, I think for Kyle, bailing on this survival trip was a really big offense. It was. For me, I didn't like it, but I could almost take it or leave it. It was like, all right, Wings isn't here. The survival trip, I felt like just got a little easier. I didn't expect him to pull his weight. I expected, well, true, for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, I wish he was there, but there was at least a little part of me that was like, well, now I don't have to find like one and a half persons worth of food, you know, like me and a half. And you would have, you know, I I sort of thought we were going to, like, he was going to do less than his share. So it wasn't like a big criminal offense to me. I, I had harbored other things. Like, like remember the guy we talked about who said he was going to anally rape my wife and daughter and compared my son to shit? Wings gave him money. Oh, like, oh, oh is this the um, – oh, okay, let me, let me read this out before you go into the story. Maybe you, <laughs> maybe you can tell me if this is accurate or not. Um, because, like I said, there's information posted everywhere, and I don't know what's real or not. Uh, it's a, and this was, I believe, from 2014 or 2015. Earlier this year, it was revealed that he worked as a double agent helping a YouTube troll attack a 10-year-old autistic son of one of his friends. Is he? Is that talking about you? Is that, that sounds like it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, so so this guy, the, the one that, you know, challenged me to fight him and we organized mm-hmm. it, uh, he also would like, he'd be like, give me money. I want to go to Europe or I want to do this or I want a car. I don't know what he wanted money for. And Wings donated to him. And I felt like that, like for me, that was a real betrayal, right? This is a guy who doesn't just attack me. He attacks my wife and my children. Wait, no, say, say, I'm sorry. Say that. So the guy that's screwing with you and your family, he gave him money? 
Yes. Yeah, via PayPal. Why? He because this dude that was attacking Woody's family, uh, obviously Jesus, his his channel was named. He also like as like a, a different thing not related to Woody was like, oh, I really you know I'm feeling depressed and I'm all you know in a bad headspace. It would I would feel really way better if I could go on like a three week no thinking about anything European vacation. So donate to my European vacation. Oh, also I need a new gaming PC. That would really pull me out of this funk. And so that's basically what he was doing, that, e-begging that, that, for No, no, that makes, that makes no fucking sense. You guys were doing a show together at the time, yeah? We were friends. Yep. Mm-hmm. You're friends with him, and you're doing a show together, and the guy that's fucking with you, he gives him money. Yeah, that's not the yes. only one. You know, yep. There was another guy. His name was Thunder Toro. And uh, Thunder's channel is doing well at this point, but he hates me. He hates me, I think, because he was a better gamer than me, but I was more successful on YouTube. And I think that's the core of it. Like, I never talked to him or anything. And... Uh, he uploaded a video where his friend said that my son was a fucking faggot that jerked off dogs. And, uh, and I didn't like it, you know, so I uploaded a response. Well, yeah, it's understandable. <laughs> and I gave that comment that. two thumbs down. Yeah. <laughs> Wings, on the other hand, was giving him, like, search engine optimization, optimization advice and, and, like, how to grow his channel. And he was doing really well, and Wings took some credit. Oh, but you know what? Fuck, fuck this guy, then. How is he going to cry about compilation videos and be like, the trolls are coming to get me when he's funding people that are fucking with you? That's that, exactly. You know what? We're of the no same pay, mind no, on this no, one. No fucking pity. Fuck yeah. That. Yeah. And Wings was like, Woody, I feel like you're making me choose between you and him. And I was like, I am. That was the day I decided not to fix his desk. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that was it. That was the. I, you, I, you're way too nice, man. I, I'm surprised you didn't just kick his ass. Nice people. Yeah. Wow. I, so Wings yeah. had this guy who was totally underqualified and he gave him like thousands of dollars to make a desk. And the core of it is the guy messed up the epoxy job. So I was like, stick the thing on a trailer, bring it to my house. I will fix it for you. I will sand it down. I'll finish it properly. I'll get it all done. Woodworking is something that I'm good at. And uh, we were all, it fell through, I guess, or got delayed because Wings insisted on bringing these felons over to my house. Like, I, I guess he has these friends with felony convictions. But <laughs> What the fuck is yeah. this guy? But, right? <laughs> right? And I've got like kids and sure. like a girl and a boy in grade school at this point, and, and he just wants to bring the felons over. And I'm like, no, no, no. Let, let, let's, how about it's just you? But like I said, Wings doesn't really leave town, so he didn't want to drive a few hours without, you know, I don't know, some muscle. I'm not sure why he was so I don't insistent. think the felons should be leaving town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he, he just like, But we got to keep this on the down low. They're not technically allowed to leave yeah. South Carolina. <laughs> so, uh, um, and yeah, the night that, like it all went down and he's like, I feel like I have to choose between you and thunder. You know, I want to give him help growing his channel while he attacks your family. And I was like, fuck it. Fuck you. You can let thunder fix your desk. And that's how the desk thing fell through. Can, yep. can, can I ask you a question? Just, uh, uh, <laughs> it sounds really cold hearted on his part, right? Um, it doesn't even make sense rationally, really, when you think about it. So he, he's doing this, uh, these kind of shows with you guys. You've, you're, you've got a big sub base. You've got a lot of viewers. This Thunder guy, did he ever do anything for Wings? Like, w- Wings is sitting at 200 people watching his fucking streams right now. So where is the people he funded that fucked with you? Are they helping him right now? No. No. Wings so, so, so Wings is a giant retard then, right? I mean, that's socially, kind of the consensus. Yeah. Like, <laughs> socially. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen his test scores. yeah i i just i felt like wings wronged me for a long time and and we this came we got here from the survival trip right so i think that for kyle 
The biggest offense Wings committed was bailing on the survival trip, especially the way he did it, attacking Lefty for a month on being such a pussy and then turning out to be an equivalent pussy. For me, that was just the straw that broke the camel's back. It was 1% of why I was fed up with Wings. Yeah, so you had a deeper history running with the guy, with the stuff that he'd been doing. Yeah. You don't even yeah. need a history for him to get upset with you. The first time I ever played a game with Wings of Virginia, actually, Kyle and Woody, you were both there. This was like, what, eight years ago now? Where we were this playing how... Modern Warfare 2, yeah. and we were playing Domination, and our team was thrashing them. We were up like the games were played to 200. I'm not sure if you played that game, but it was like 180 to like 40 or something ridiculous. We were thrashing them. And I was really close to my kill streak, and we had them pinned in the spawn. And I'm like, I'm just going to run in there and shoot a few people, get my score streak, and then get a few kills with it before the end of the game. I get up, run into their spawn, kill a couple people. Someone spawns behind wings, who's in his general tactic, camping behind something like head glitching out and getting pop, 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 you know. And he gets shot from behind, and he starts screaming, like, who the fuck ruined the spawn trap? Who the fuck... Who the fuck is Mercadurka? Who the fuck is Mercadurka? <laughs> just screaming. And at this point, like, I'm like, I, I don't know these guys well enough. Like, I know Kyle and Woody. Like, I feel like they'll back me up. And then, of course, you know, at the time, Wings was the biggest channel of all of us. And so everybody was kind of giving their respects of like, yeah, that was that was Taylor. You shouldn't have done that. And I was like, uh, I'm sorry, man. I didn't mean anything by it. He's like, well, you fucked it up. I was on a, I almost had a nuke. I was 22 kill or whatever the fuck he was Taylor's saying. Taylor's like, like 15 at this point. <laughs> oh, I'm, this is like eight years ago, so I'm like 19. Okay, yeah. all right. Like, uh, he, I, I so, it was the most angry I've ever heard anyone in any game for any reason. And we won. <laughs> by a lot. And so, like, uh, I, I don't know. It was just like an eye-opening thing of like, wow, this guy really gives a fuck. I had a this. group, and then of he, people... he uh, as soon as that happened, removed me from his friends list, and <laughs> and wanted me kicked from the group. Oh, that that was it, huh? You were thrown out to the wolves for that yep. offense, yeah. Yeah, that was <laughs> it. I, I think I was on his friends list for what? Uh, how long was that game? Twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> You're the original Gustavo. <laughs> He gets really angry. Like, I've noticed in a lot of the compilations, too, uh, when he starts streaming, people to to mess with him and make him angry will go stream snipe him. So they'll, mm -hmm. they'll watch him, his gameplay, find out where he's spawning, and then just constantly screw with him. And it drives him up a wall. Uh, I, I, you know, maybe I'm not familiar enough with Twitch, but couldn't he delay his stream a little bit so that's not, like, an issue? It seems but like we'll, such a We'll see. That would work if he were the type of player who, like, moved around the map and, like, moved from position to position. Very but, static. But he finds one location that's ideal for sitting right here hiding so only his eyes can be seen. And there's a good flow of enemies running past that he can pick off one, at a, one by one. And so people are just like, oh, I'll chunk a grenade over there. And he's dead. And uh, he's like, fuck, fuck. Mm -hmm. And he goes right back to those barrels. And 30 seconds later, another grenade comes out of nowhere and blows him up again. And so, you know, rage quit. Just rage quit. He, he, he can rage quit faster than any human being alive. He doesn't oh, get yeah. enough shit for that. He brags about his KD constantly. It dashboards every bad game. And, and if you're not yeah, familiar with this, with this um, if you exit the game normally, then that game counts towards your accumulated statistics. If you dashboard, then that game just never happened. And he yeah. does it all the time, which in itself is kind of bad. Like, you wouldn't want a teammate who did that. But... <laughs> he he does it so much that his stats are now fake 
He's not a three KD player. You can't dashboard that often and then brag about your KD. So he he's basically yeah. like the the low tier god of uh, first person shooters. Like he he's a guy that if he's even starting to lose a little bit, or, or getting a little on tilt, will automatically just jump. Yeah, he he likes to pub stomp, basically. Like he's okay. a pub stomper. So he'll go and he's 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 very good at Call of Duty. Not taking that away from me, he's very good. Mm-hmm. But he does he likes the game the way he likes to play it. Well, yeah, I mean, he may be very good at it, but God, he seems to hate it so much. Like, I've (laughs) never heard him say a positive thing about it while I've watched these compilations or the stream that I happen to watch. He hated it. Were there any, uh, like, outlying questions, Jim, that you had about Wings? Well, I guess I guess the the biggest question to me would be this: if he if he got really big and a lot of people were watching him and he was doing really well and pulling in a good amount of money, I, I can imagine at the time from all the ad revenue and stuff, did he not have any foresight to like? you know, build a nest egg to, like, save that away for a rainy day so bad things wouldn't happen five years later? Well, if by nest egg you mean purchase three new trucks. In a year, and it's four. In a year. <laughs> oh, four new trucks. In a year. Well, you know what they say. Don't invest in real estate. Keep it to automobiles. They, <laughs> that's a smart, they appreciate yeah. in value. It's got a Roush engine. That's what you don't understand. This F-150 has got a Roush racing engine in it. Hey, it's worth more now than what I paid. Kyle, Kyle or Woody, both of you know the the truck story. You want to enlighten Jim a bit on that? He bought two. Like Woody and I went and visited him New Year's Eve, 2012, 2011, something like that. And we were both blown away by the quality of this man's ride. Once again, we questioned our our own direction in life, just as we had a couple years prior when he told us he was making ten thousand dollars a month, and neither of us were even close. We were like, I was like, I. I feel like I'm doing well, but goddamn, look at this man's ride. Look at the odometer. Woody and I are both looking at the odometer, the gauges on this thing. They're like yeah. glowing green. The leather seats, the the step, the chrome railings and step bars, the nice wheels and tires. It's immaculate. It smells good. It's beautiful. He bought a new one a couple months later. The first the one, one wasn't comfy enough. Wasn't comfy enough. Did, wait, did he sell the old one or he just kept it? Traded it in. He kept it <laughs> it's for a just while. From one to one, yeah. yeah. He didn't he, trade it in right away. He, I think, he I believe he kept right it. Away. There was a time when he owned like four vehicles. He had his 2002 Chevrolet, which is what he drives these days. He had like a, I don't remember the years, but let's just call it like a 2011 and a 2012 F-150. Both the the big ones, you know, like like four doors, leather seats, like lariats, uh, with with you know 5.7 liter engines and and just very nice vehicles. And then like you know he gets a girlfriend. He's like ah. You need a Tahoe, my love. Oh, wait, didn't didn't you guys tell me he, he that's this is even weirder to me than I guess. Like if he's such a homebody, right? If he's a guy that doesn't hasn't left his town more than six times, likes to stay inside, why would he invest so much? Why would he invest <laughs> oh, so much in autocross? Because trucks are a status symbol in uh in and not only redneck culture, but specifically it seems, in his opinion, in his neck of the woods. There was a, a time when I believe he was talking about his sister. Is that correct? He was talking about how attractive his sister was and, and met the young lady. She's, she's cute. Uh, I, I, and, and he said, she's good looking. She, she's, she's dating some guy now, though, that's got a Honda Civic. I mean, she could get a man with a, with a Lariat or, yeah. a, or, or a Chevy 2500 or something. That quality <laughs> this girl. is a four-wheel drive quality girl I got here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what she's doing messing around with that Honda Civic boy. She could do much better. She's like, at least an all-wheel drive Subaru. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, no consideration as to like 
what this gentleman's personality is like, what his education is like, what his uh, what his goals in life are, right, what his right. means are, where he uh, lives. What are you driving? What, are you, what kind of wheels you got, bro? What's your towing capacity? You got blood <laughs> gripping tires? You got flow masters on the back? So Hell the, yeah. The reason done he's good, driving girl. this decked out F-150 with a Roush engine is that <laughs> that is his status as a human. That's his rank. Yep. Uh, if, if I could ask you one final question, I guess, because I, I probably am going to be doing a video on this. This guy, it's, it's too interesting not to. Um, where do you think? Because you guys, you're much more familiar than I am, right, with this guy. You've interacted, him with, uh, interacted with him more. You have more of a history. In a year's time, where do you see him? In two years' time, where do you see him? Is he going to still be on the Internet uh, holding on to 20 subs, or is he going to finally have like a eureka moment? And uh, get a job or get in shape or do you, where, where do you see it playing out? How do you how do you think this is going to end? You want to go first? I think that he won't get the surgery, that the money will get spent on just general living expenses. He's not going to go out and buy Roush again or whatever, but but he'll stream a little less often. He'll there won't be an urgency. He won't be like hungry. He'll live <laughs> off of the good times that he's had in 2018 because he's making money right now. And then come 2019, we'll start again. And he'll raise money with the promise of a surgery. Um, his fallback plan has long been to go on to disability if he can get it. Um, so if he could ever swing that, um, that's, that'll be his, uh, his lot in life. Um, the, the money he has right now, let's call it $25,000, could be thirty-five. Um, there's a couple of things he could spend that money on. He, he owes roughly that on his modular home. Um, and by his modular home, I mean his mother's modular home, that they have an agreement with one or another that whenever he pays it off, she'll sign it over to him. Although she's broken that agreement once before when he paid it off, so Is modular home what you're supposed to call double wides? It's what he calls a double wide. Okay. It's a very fancy name for it. It's very modular. Yeah. It's like a couch that you can move around in your living room, right? Modular? No. Yeah, like a like like a like a sectional that I you can disassemble. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's well, wait, how, how could she have broken it? So, did he take out a second mortgage on it then? If it was already paid yeah. off once, how how she could did. she? Oh, she did. He paid oh, the God. house off once, thinking that it was his house, and then she was like, second mortgage time, and he's like, oh no, and and so now he's paid off the second mortgage up to you know. I don't know, $10,000, something like that, 15, 20, whatever. And so she has told him that the next time he pays it off, she will uh, sell it to him for $1, essentially. Oh, she, she super swears this time. Pinky swears this time. <laughs> that is and it. she's reliable. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I, I think <laughs> that he actually will lose the weight eventually, and I think it's going to come from some, sign, some kind of real health thing. Like so, not like going to the doctor and them saying, "Oh, your heart's a little fucked up" or whatever. Like it's something big is going to happen because you can't age at that weight and continue to gain weight until shit gets real eventually. Like I feel like a heart attack or something like that is going to happen, and that'll actually scare the shit out of them and be like, "I don't want to die." Like yeah, like this sucks doing Twitch and getting made fun of or whatever, and not not capitalizing on the many opportunities I've been handed. But I don't want to die, and so you know I don't think I'll ever be a fucking triathlete. But I think at some point, a big enough scare is going to get him that he will start declining in weight. But who knows about what that will mean for his actual life, if he gets well, a real job, if he does what? Well, yeah, I, I, I'm probably going to have a video out uh, more than likely by the end of the month or the first week of next month 
on this. I will put a, I will put a little, I, I don't know, maybe like a little poll as a pinned comment so people can come back a year from the video's release just to see if the speculation on where his lot in life would be ends up being close to what it actually is. Because, again, I don't know him, but I don't think he's ever going to get the surgery. I, I think he's just going to get angrier and angrier, and uh, the subcount's going to keep dropping. And uh, I, I don't know where he's going to end up, but I, I don't know. It just, it seems like he really hates what he does, but I don't, I can't picture him doing anything else. Does he have any, I don't, I don't see like a skill set where he's going to be like, hey, uh, come let me work at the Fortune 500 company, or hey, come let me uh, be an auto mechanic, or hey, let me, let me come do something like this. Cause well, he was a metallurgical engineer. <laughs> That's not actually true, but he said it. <laughs> so it's kind of, but the metallurgical is, engineer, huh? Yeah, but he didn't yeah. know that aluminum and steel were different things. The <laughs> no, aluminized steel. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> very That's what it was. Yeah. That. But but like, so I've known Wings for eight nine years now, something like that. Like I knew Wings when I opened my channel. Like I, I had thirty eight subs, I think, when I met him. So. In all that time, in the last nine years, he hasn't demonstrated the, like, get up and do it or bravery to make a change in his life. Instead, for the last nine years, he's just taken whatever kind of came to him. He doesn't go out and get it. He gets what comes to him. And I just I haven't seen anything that will imply a different path than that. And what will come to him naturally? Well, the same thing we're watching right now. You know, some pity donations, some streaming, some controller throwing. I think that someone in his life is going to um, get a hold of that money and uh, he's going to be broke again. And, um, you know, I, I don't think he's ever going to stop doing what he's doing because it earns well. You know, we're, we, we to get. Yeah. We you know, you've, you've mentioned a couple of times he doesn't have quite that many viewers making five, six grand a month, you know, and, and it, every month, you know, without is, fail. Is he, wait, is he really? Oh, yeah. Is that from oh, yeah. YouTube ad revenue or is that from No, no, no. Things? It's from Twitch donations and Twitch subscriptions. You know, each Twitch subscription is paying him a, a few bucks and then he gets uh, he gets donations. Like the night that I went on with him, he made $1,500 cash just in donations. Um, and there's been other nights where he'd make $1,200 cash in donations. You know, if uh, uh, there, there's a couple of fans of ours that are mutual fans, you know, they go back and forth that, that have money and they'll, they'll go in there and they get in a little bidding war with one another. Ah, I gave him a hundred, and the other guy, ah, I give him two hundred. Ah, well, I'll give him three hundred, and before you know it, they've between the two two guys, they've given him eight or nine hundred dollars, and then that gets everybody else fired up, and four or mm -hmm. five hundred more will flow in, and you know he he makes good money. He'll put the well, room in sub only shocking. mode, and people will sub so they can steal trolling. He makes money. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's true. He puts it in sub only mode so that the trolls will be silenced. But then the trolls donate in there. They speak up again. Uh, he's <laughs> he's making money. Uh, and, and, you know, like five grand a month. What is that? Sixty grand a year. Yes. It's mm -hmm. not yeah. rich and famous. But what other jobs do you make 60 grand a year with no skills? Right. Yeah. Doing it on your own time, just sitting at your computer playing yeah. something that, you know, you may say, oh, I hate this video game. It's like, OK, would you rather be doing this or working at McDonald's or renting someone a car at Hertz or whatever the fuck? Like, and how many you really didn't like better. that job. <laughs> I, I don't know what? how many hours a week he worked, too. Like, I, I feel like he's making 60 grand a year and you know, working less than 40 hours a week. I guess my appraisal was wrong. I thought he was making much less than that. I was going just based on sub numbers and kind of what uh, the activity that I saw on his stream. I thought he was more like around two grand a month, if that. When he tells people, you better fucking donate or on this stream, they do. 
Yes. Why? Oh, wow, that's fascinating. He cracks okay, the right. whip and they uh, they they fill the coffers. He's a lion tamer. <laughs> yeah, <they are>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like how there's no consideration for his loyal viewers, like in the way he handles the stream. In that, someone will write, "You're doing great tonight, Wings." You know, ten dollars from you know whoever sixty nine, and then two minutes later he'll be like, "Oh man, that guy made you look awful. He he totally out you know outmaneuvered you or whatever the fuck." Like, ban that guy. Ban that guy forever and ever. If you question my gaming ability, ban it. What was the quote he said? If you question my gaming ability, mods ban him. Anyone who questions my, Anyone gaming, who skill, questions ban my gaming skill, ban them. <laughs> Isn't that great? It's, like, no, it's not a way that you, you foster a, a fun environment of people who want to pay you money. Right. It's the way you <laughs> piss people off. Who are we yeah, to tell like, him how to make money streaming, right? I, yeah, could, I, I, I got a 1099 really... from Twitch. I made $23 last year. <laughs> you know? Damn! I should be asking him for help. Yeah. yeah, I still get my machinima checks. I haven't up, up leveled anything since 2013. And it's like, for a while, I was hoping, like, just to get below $400 so I don't have to, like, talk about this on my taxes. Because you know? <laughs> if it's any more than 400 yeah, it's at least anyway. in Missouri it is. But, okay. Yeah. So I have another question about your corner of the Internet. Uh, sure. Jim, if I'm trying to trying to get up to speed on all this blood sports shit and and the fun streams because it does have kind of like a a more argumentative O and A vibe to it where it's just yeah. you know making fun of each other which we're all fans of that show we like it a lot you know I think it's influenced a lot of online shows uh, where do I start because it seems like there's fucking 500 channels doing it and so many characters quote unquote to follow like where should I go? Um, well, I mean, if you're looking for more like the ONA vi or vibe, like a kind of a Jocktober thing, mm -hmm. I'd say go with uh, Morning Kumite, uh, which is pretty good. I mean, he, he does it, you know, morning from like maybe 10 to noon to one o'clock, somewhere in there. So it's about a three hour chunk, uh, five days a week. Uh, mm -hmm. And it, it's, it's got a nice little vibe to it. It's more laid back. There's a lot of stuff. But I mean, there are a lot of clipping channels. So I get it. Not everybody's got time to invest in these ridiculous streams that go on for way too long. So. Uh, there's Kronos who kind of clips them out and then gives you a basic idea of what's going on because it, it's hard to digest that much stuff. So That's a 20 minute idea. section, Kronos. 20 minute section makes it much much easier to kind of enjoy it. Um, that that would be my recommendation. But yeah, they they've done pretty well for themselves. I mean, when Worski had uh, his big debate, I think it was uh, Richard Spencer and Sargon of Akkad. I think he made you know going on super chats probably around 10 to 15 thousand bucks that night. Like, I mean, Jesus there's, Christ. There's, an, there's an audience for that crap. Um, you know, even the morning Kumite's pulling like two or 3000 viewers. And I, you know, I'd say maybe they're making 20 to 30,000. So I, I, am expecting more of these to kind of pop up, uh, because one mm -hmm. people like Jerry Springer and then the people that host this stuff like making money. So it's kind of like a perfect combination. I just want a nice shit show to watch. I just want to watch people scream at each other and I'm, I'm happy. I'm content with that. So, oh uh, yeah, I'd recommend morning Kumite or I'd recommend uh, Kronos if you want the, the small clips. Do you ever do uh, videos, maybe you have, I haven't seen them, where you actually get into your real beliefs on shit? Or are you pretty staunchly in the, I just want to watch a shit show and laugh at idiots camp? Uh, I, I have uh, on a few beliefs. Um, you know, I don't like kind of like the, um, the sanitization, I, I guess you could say, online that we kind of see play out everywhere, uh, where it seems to get more and more restrictive on what you can say and how you can interact. Uh, you know, terms of service get upgraded. I mean, look at YouTube. Content creators here are kind of 
walking on eggshells when they make certain videos at this point. I mean, Twitch has gotten to the point where I know certain streamers are scared uh, to have a Twitter account anymore or a Facebook account because something they say there can get them banned on uh, on Twitch now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm against that. I don't like that. Um, and obviously I don't like uh, uh, pedophiles, I think is a, a safe <laughs> one to say. I don't think anybody else is going really to really stick in your neck me, out there. <laughs> really stick my neck out there. But I'm... I mostly use the internet for what I always have used it for, which is just laughing at dumb shit and uh, trying to get some entertainment. That's that's I, about it. I have a question. I don't know if you could answer it quickly, but I don't understand Gamergate. I have no idea. I don't get it. It's been explained to me. What Are you like one of the originators of Gamergate? What's Gamergate? Uh, if I had to sum it up and give you like the, the, the short and dirty of it, um, I'd say maybe for like two years before that, right? Before, before Gamergate became a thing. Uh, you had a lot of outlets writing kind of articles that were shitting on their audience. Uh, gamers are terrible. Gamers are toxic. Uh, trolls are terrible. Nobody can play games anymore. We need more restrictions. We need more. I mean, look at like, where Overwatch is now, where you make a joke in your band. You, you do something they don't like in your band. Anything even outside the game. I mean, Overwatch has a, a, a thing built in at this point where they're looking for content. So you're not even getting reported anymore. They have things that look for content on YouTube. And if they find something with your you know, handle on it, you're banned. Um, and, and so, you know, it was it was really negative attitude towards what a gamer was or what people in gaming were like. Uh, and then Gamer8 kind of comes around, it comes to a head where you've got an indie game dev who's friends with people in the industry and who's friends with different people at different news outlets like Kotaku, like Nathan Grayson and stuff like that. And you start to see this really weird kind of interaction behind the scenes where they're all buddies and they're all, you know, have these relationships, dating relationships, and, and they're kind of covering each other's back. And it just was really screwed up. And that kind of kickstarted it. And then about a week or two after that, I, I think it was about 13 different outlets all released articles within an hour of each other that said, gamers are dead. Gamers don't exist anymore. We don't care about gamers. We don't need you anymore. And it, it made that initial feeling of, wow, they kind of seem slimy. It's like they have a, you know, kind of a, a backroom deal with each other to promote each other. And it's not really about is it a good game or not. It's about who you know in, in the industry. And then all these articles come out and they're all saying the same thing. And it was just really shitty. I mean, I, I was in that for about, I'd say, like three months. Uh, and then I felt it got a little too retarded. And I, <laughs> I, ducked I, out. I, I walked away. I ducked out. Yeah. Okay. I, I, you, if you if you were to pull the room of people uh, that were in that, uh, you know, or paying attention to it, you're going to get a hundred different answers. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you know, you've got demographics from all over the internet. You had Reddit, you had Tumblr, you had 4chan, you had YouTubers, you had Let's Players. They all had different reasons for being attracted to it or being interested in it. Yeah, I thought it had something to do with feminism or something. But uh, well, I, yeah, I, I can I, see how there was, tangentially. There was good, yeah. yeah, well, I mean, there there was a good portion of it that was related to you know. Uh, social justice or the PC culture, because a lot of the articles getting pushed, uh, talking about how gamers were shit, uh, seemed to kind of really hone in on the fact that if you were a white guy or a straight white guy that played games, you were the devil, uh, was kind of the approach they mm-hmm. took. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, I, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, anything I say about it is going to piss off a group of people. If I, if I give one opinion one way, the people that were in it are going to hate me, and if I give you an opinion the other way, the people that were against it are going to hate me. There's there's no good answer I can give you that's not going to get me a metric ton of shit. Oh, I, I don't think you mind the shit, though. I think I you had a little say, bit of yeah. fun waiting uh, around well, in it, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I actually... Well, there, there is a breaking point. I mean, uh, I, right now I'm involved... Like I said, it went from Baked Alaska calling him uh, a sellout to having the Pentagon involved. So I've got that hmm. show going on. 
Uh, I've got a bunch of MRAs that are really angry at me right now, so I've got that going on. I've got oh, no, uh, not MRAs. I, Do I know. That's a dozen of people. Oh, I know, <laughs> oh, fourteen of them. Uh, I've got a group of bronies that are angry at me because they oh, had not them. A, they oh, had a group. <laughs> They're there, yeah, there was some bizarre Skype call got released of this guy admitting to trying to uh, have sex with a twelve-year-old, uh, and uh, like, yeah. So a full circle. <laughs> I, I full circle, like I said. So I mean, there's there's so much shit going on, but I, I I don't really have a great answer for you on what Gamergate was, other than a reaction from the consumer against what they saw as kind of like an intermediary or an unnecessary cog. Like you know, it, it used to feel like if you were a gamer, there were the companies, right? The guys that made the video games, and you may shit talk a game, and the 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 company that makes it may think you're an idiot for doing so. But it was kind of that back and forth mm -hmm. uh, rapport. But somewhere along the lines, the media got kind of in the middle of that. And started telling developers what gamers thought and started telling gamers what developers thought and that connection was lost that interference kind of started to play a part uh and i think it was a, a good pushback against that as well that would be that'd be i i don't know i feel like i'm rambling now I oh, feel no, like no, I'm, no, you're, i'm curious you're about this so you seem to be in the middle of some real stuff you're docked proof i suppose no one knows your name or where you live you're just this on this on my screen a black box where people can't well, thanks for, putting the, thanks for putting the bullseye on me. Yeah. Every nice. time you I say offer. something like you're docs proof, it's basically, hey, come fuck with this guy. Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah, I'm you don't want to say it like that. If you, I, one thing I've learned in Anthony Cooper. So tell me, learned, Jim, you were, you were saying earlier that you're completely <laughs> untouchable. <and nobody> <laughs> <laughs> that you're no, an no. invincible god of the you're internet. Invincible like, god, if, yeah. if you make a, 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 an audience out of like poking at people, the audience will poke at you. Expect oh, that. Oh my God! Yeah. Right. Oh, no, you know, I, Anthony Cooney is like, you know, it's shocking. All the people that watch us are terrible fans, and it's like, right? You're looking in the mirror, you know, and and so are we. Like, it, our fan base pokes at me every day, and it's for the memes. It's what you get. That that's where you are. Um, yeah, you do, you don't want to play with fire if you're afraid of getting burned. Obviously, I mean, yeah, I, I know what I'm appealing to, and I know the kind of content I like to make, and the stuff I like to laugh at is always going to bring kind of with it a a backlash, but I've been doing this shit for a while. I mean, if you go look up North American, uh, a school shooter, North American tour, 2012 was a mod we made for half-life as a joke. Uh, that's listed in a Supreme court decision. So <laughs> I, yeah, I've, I've been fucking around on the internet for a while, uh, doing stuff that draws attention. Um, that was the one where at the end of the game, you had to commit suicide before the cops got you, right? That's that's correct. That is correct. <laughs> so I, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a completionist. thousand gamer score on that one. But, um, yeah, you know, so it, you do something goofy, it gets a reaction. Uh, you're going to obviously get some uh, pushback on that. But I, I think at the end of the day, you know, the people that watch the videos more so do it because they just find the shit weird. Right. I, even the deviance videos that I did where I was looking at weird subgroups and fetish groups, I, I had people in those communities sending me emails and fan art saying, yeah, they're goofy fuckers. We think it's funny, too. So, yeah, it, it's one of those things. I think everybody likes to laugh at shit. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, you that just... actually like parlays into something. I, I even wrote it down because I wanted to ask you of you, you've poked and prodded and trolled so many different groups and subsections and communities on the internet what was the biggest shit fit that any of them threw because i'm sure there were some that you poked at and were like i don't really care but there have to be one or a couple where you were blown away by how pissed or how much they tried to do to get back at you uh oh uh, shit um <laughs> you're going over like eight years of uh, screwing around <laughs> on the internet here 
<laughs> I know. Uh, sorry, putting you on the spot. If I, if I had to pin it down to the group that really got the angriest, I would say it would be the adult baby diaper lovers. Um, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, adult, adult baby diaper lovers, diaper furs, uh, didn't like getting uh, laughed at. I, I had people that presented themselves as gay bears, like in a bear suit, uh, saying they were going to show up at my house and shoot me with a shotgun because I, I laughed. In the all. bear suit. In the bear suit, yeah. <laughs> Big gay bear showing up at your front door with a shotgun is a hell of an image in your head. Uh, and they got angry at me for that because there was a, a particular person in their community who flagged a couple of my videos making fun of them. I, you know, YouTube reversed it because there wasn't anything violating terms of service in the videos. But uh, they didn't like the, the videos and where the <laughs> they were going uh, because this person in particular bragged on their social media accounts and on forums they'd been on that they were defrauding the government, that they were using their fetish and saying that it was actually a medical condition. So they'd give them disability when they were medically a furry or a, a baby diaper lover no, no, or whatever. No, yeah, here's the thing. So they would wear the diapers to fetish role play, but they told the government, I need to wear the diapers because I'm incontinent. Oh. So they get the disability. money. <laughs> so the government would pay for their kinky sex. Uh, and I found the evidence of that. And they were very upset about that. So that yeah. I think is what sparked the community to get angry. <laughs> Howard Stern did a whole thing on the adult baby diaper wearing people. Um, I guess they have conven they have conventions, you know, where they, <laughs> I, I'm not exaggerating. They, they they fill up these halls uh, with like-minded individuals, and I think there are two sides to the coin. There are the daddies and the babies, right? So, um, or or at least in the the the, the one that I was looking the, the the particular thing that they were looking into what the fetish was that you had. A grown man who was the baby, and he would be in a diaper, and you had a grown man who was the daddy, and he would be changing the diaper. And there were two variants, even still, of the babies. There were those who pooped in the diapers and those who only peed in the diapers. And uh, their, 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 their fantasies the were— fuck? Yeah, and, and they had different— <laughs> yeah, <right>. They had <laughs> different role play going on. Some of the gentlemen who would play the baby role would take on the role of a toddler— like a three-year-old, and they, they had a mental idea of what they were. They were questioned by this by a Howard Stern staffer, you know, like, well, how old are you in make-believe terms? And like, well, sometimes I'm, uh, I'm like eight months old, and I can't even talk. I can't even tell him what I want. But sometimes I'm like a four-year-old, so I can kind of talk to him in baby garble and tell him what I want him to do. And if I'm naughty, he'll make me sit in my poopy diaper. And they're just <laughs> going back and forth with all this madness it's hilarious because they you know one of the howard stern staffers is is there with a can with a microphone asking the hard-hitting questions mm. of these baby diaper aficionados it's fucking great and then of course the the cloppers um you know the 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 people who were into um i, I think they're similar to bronies cloppers yeah yeah I'm the my little pony to... people yeah okay. cloppers are uh, are like my little pony people who sexualize it i believe yeah, um, yeah. Although you know, there's different subsects of each it's, of these. It's groups. not weird enough that you're really into this little girl's cartoon. You have to want to wanna fuck the pony too. <laughs> yes, they sexualize the ponies, and I gotta say, this is why we need fathers in the home, <laughs> <laughs> and not fathers wearing diapers, preferably. Yeah, it, it's disturbing. I, I remember Wait, uh, Kyle, time... real quick. Can I ask? Like, yeah, the, yeah, the diaper thing. Jim probably knows too. Is, is the fetish for them that they enjoy sitting in their own? poop and whatnot and being treated like a baby or are they like being stripped down 
you know, baby wiped off and then being fucked in, yeah, as they're like, role playing. Like it's it's twofold, I think. I mean, I, I think you have the people that just like the idea of being in a diaper and shitting themselves, but I think the majority would fall into uh, the little category, which are the people that want to role play as a little baby or a toddler. Uh, and then sexualize it with their partner, which gets even weirder. Like ABDL had some, you know, and I'm the, a lot of the sites I cover are public ones. Like if you, if I had mentioned DeviantArt, you'd think it's just a bunch of like people drawing Sonic shit or something like that. But you go there and you start seeing all of this stuff and you take off the uh, adult filter, you know, where they'll show you everything that's on the site. And you're like, holy crap, what the hell is going on? Yeah, I watched your Sonic video on DeviantArt, which, by the way, thank you for introducing me to DeviantArt. I had never, I knew what it was, but I'd never gone over there because I thought it was just people like posting like their cool wallpapers or something. Yeah. And so when I saw your DeviantArt series, and it was like, uh, you know, Sonic, what could be, you know, weird about that? And then it's like Sonic wanting to be like fucked and then eaten by tails or <laughs> or something like that. It was a little macabre, but it was like, yeah. God, I need to go poke around this site, and so I did, and I found Vor. Which I'm sure you know what what that yeah. is. Well, uh, if you there, made one of those, so I didn't see it. it. But yeah, yeah, there, yeah, there's so much of it. I mean, the thing that got me into the DeviantArt series was uh, we're we're trying to find the most absurd stuff. And there's one guy. I think the username was Blueberry Bitches, uh, and it's a guy that wants to have a bike pump shoved up his ass, and he paints himself <laughs> purple because he wants to be a living blueberry. <laughs> like, like in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, there's so much chocolate. You know, this is like an old German fuck. And I was like, that's that's too good to pass up. So I did a video on that, and then I started looking at the other stuff, and I was like, yeah, you know, there's there's a lot of material to work with here for this particular community. To... Oh, I think I saw I, I think I saw that one too. So I've been binging your videos. Is that the one where like it's like those really like semi-erotic videos of like a woman like standing in a garage and suddenly like her hands explode into wheels, and she's like, what's What's happening to me? And she just like turns into a VW bug or some shit. Like, yeah, that, and then was, uh... like some other dude will walk in and like fuck her in the tailpipe. Maybe I made that <laughs> up. Yeah, it's transformation videos. Yeah. Uh, there's some really weird shit on the website. I, and, and that's the thing. I mean, DeviantArt's been like that forever. We used to do articles about it back in 2012, 2013 for DeviantArt Coalition for Quality Control, laughing at it. I mean, it's consistently weird. Where do we draw the line? And this is a serious question to the group mm -hmm. here. Where did we draw the line with accepting these fetishes? But all right, so we had um, the Chiz remind me, who was the furry guest we had? It was Your Movie Sucks, right? Mm -hmm. Or something like that. Yeah, That's his channel's it. called Your Movie Sucks. He does film reviews. He's a furry, a gay furry at that. I I was okay. I was like, all right, you know, cool. I, I got no problem with that. I, I accept we your fetish. Things. We all have our things, right? Like you're telling me that you like to dress up as a blue dog and have another man dress up as a blue dog and you two get it on. Nobody's getting hurt. I mean, unless they want it to. And, and you know, like, I mean, may, maybe the dry cleaner gets a little extra business, you know, right? If somebody's mm -hmm. got to clean those costumes off at the end of the day. Koreans I love furries. Your fetish. <laughs> it's not mine, but I can sort of understand it because, you know, I like when girls wear lingerie, right? Like, like you're not that far off from that if you're dressing. Like, I, I kind of like those dirty pictures Don't on Reddit. Don't pretend girls... like that's not super far off. <laughs> what, about girls... what about when the girls have, like, the little, like, bunny ears on and they're like, ooh, 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 like being all cutesy. Like, yeah, like, like... and then, like, the rest of the bunny outfit. <laughs> <laughs> when they use the black lipstick and make the nose. Just me? Yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's not like, oh, you just kind of, like, nibble on your dick like it's one of those watering spigots I just feed your carrots all day no like what I'm saying is like 
I can I'm accepting of that. <laughs> I, I don't quite I don't quite get it, but I'm fine with it. Like, where do we draw the line, though? Lead the way with what you think, where you think the line is. Well, I've got to say, like, like certainly when anyone, like, like pedophilia is obviously a line that, that that I think we can all agree upon because there is a a participant there, if you can call the child that, who is either unwilling or unable to make the decision to be unwilling because yeah, of immaturity. So, so that's a clear line. But beyond that. Um, I mean, we've all said that we think bestiality is okay as long as the animal is doing the fucking. Or, or big enough or, to refuse the fucking. Or if the animal is large enough to refuse said fucking. If yeah. you are fucking a chicken, wildly inappropriate, you should go to jail. That chicken can't escape. But if, if you are fucking a, moose, a tiger a or tiger, a moose or mm-hmm. something on a, a moose on a step stool, whatever the fuck you'd have to do, mm-hmm. like that moose at any point can go, I'm not feeling this and kill you. You so show, I think that's a risk you take. You show me the man who fucked a Bengal tiger in the pussy, and I will want to shake his. <laughs> I want to shake his hand. Yeah, yeah. Have, that have tiger, guys, he must be pretty good. If you got, are you familiar with Mr. Hands at all, by the way? Oh, the guy who got uh, fucked to death by the horse. Like, yeah. that's old internet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Mr. Hands was a dude that went to a, a farm because he wanted to get fucked by a stallion. Uh, but his buddies, I guess, didn't think it through. Nobody really thought, well, wait a minute, if it's like a two-foot horse cock, and, you know, how far can, how far are your organs inside of you? Uh, so he got, like, everything torn apart. Yeah. Uh, and they didn't know what to do, because this horse ranch catered to gay men getting fucked by horses, so they didn't want to call an ambulance. So they just dropped him off at the ER, <laughs> rang the doorbell, and took off, and he died from his injuries. Wait, <laughs> so wait, did this guy Jesus have, Christ. like... A lightweight intestine? If there's a horse farm that caters oh, to gay men getting a... fucked in the ass, was this guy just not good at getting fucked? Oh, uh, well, no, and... there's a video of this, by the way. Dude, I think but I've there's seen like, it. it's not just you're getting fucked by a horse cock, you're getting fucked by the power of a horse. Yeah. <laughs> We've yeah. used them for centuries <laughs> to tow and do things about a horse cow. Yeah, there's a, it's one horsepower of cock. It's actually two, to be fair, but it, that, that doesn't matter. Okay, it's two horsepower of cock pummeling your asshole, and then your colon, <laughs> and then your intestines, and then just but the rest. I just feel like if there's a farm that caters to gay men getting fucked by horses, and one guy got hurt, what's with the one guy? Didn't well, oh, you don't, you, don't, you don't think they had an OSHA representative there <laughs> earlier in the day to go, hey, this, this cock isn't regulation. <laughs> I just, uh, apparently these other people are doing it, and there isn't any trouble. What's different about this guy? Is he, is he small? Uh, no, I, I can tell you. It, it's fucking sad that I know this, but I remember when this video was being passed around and the explanation that was offered for it. Uh, from what I understand, they were supposed to have a helper uh, that was supposed to use their hands to create like a... Um, uh, a buffer. Ex- uh, yeah, a buffer. Yeah, a buffer yeah, it's a little collar. Yeah, a little collar to make sure he didn't go full bore, but this guy's like, <laughs> fuck it, I want the whole thing. Uh, and there's a moment when this is happening, after the horse is fully inside of him, where you hear him make this kind of grunt that no person should ever make. <laughs> Where it's like the grunt of, I've made a serious fucking mistake and something is very badly injured. Nine! Uh, but nobody could get the horse off him because the horse is going full bore on it. So uh, after the horse finished up, they just they carted him off the ER, dropped him at the door and said, nice day to you, sir. Well, they Best couldn't get the horse off him? Like he didn't respond to a slap on the ass? I don't know if no. he should be. Well, One of those riding a, whips? Well, remember, it's it's a gay horse because it's at the gay bar. Uh, <laughs> uh, fucking all these men. What if, so what I, if hitting him with that crop on either forward. side just sped him up? I don't know if uh, they had like a cowboy on hand to come tame him when he's fucking somebody. <laughs> why would you, if you're running a gay horse farm, why would you rely on an assistant to put their hands there? Like, you know how when you're going to the gym and you slide that thing 
onto it to hold the weights on. Get a couple of those, slide them on there, mm-hmm. and you're not going to have a problem. God, if I ran a gay horse farm, we would have no liability problem. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he was not thinking of the logistics, but uh, that, that was a, a brutal, uh, a brutal fucking video. That's rough. Yeah. That's rough. I, I mean, yeah, he was asking for it though. Like, like, like that's the kind of thing. Like when someone's like, you know. When you go to get fucked by a horse and you die, you, yeah, you kind of have a hard time feeling sorry yeah. for him because he went to go get fucked by a horse and he died. It's like, he like, knew. like if, if any of us were standing there, we'd be like, hey, hey, I, it's going to kill you. This, you see, you know, that is why I, and I'm just speaking for me, cut it off at donkeys and ponies. Ponies. You want a pony. Mm-hmm. Horses, I, I, too much. I think well, yeah, th- this wasn't like a little horse either. Like this is a big bad motherfucking stallion. Like yeah, he yeah. was he was going for the top of the line on this one. You really want to get fucked by a donkey or something? Like a breeding stallion? <laughs> <laughs> God, what a fucking degenerate! Well, he was one, I guess. Yeah, I, not anymore. Well, it, Kyle, it, it, where where's your line? My line? Um, I don't know, man. I like like the people whose fetish intrudes upon the lives of, of, of people who aren't into it. Like if your thing was doing something in public, for example, I think that's, and I, and by public, I don't mean like in a, in a car, in a parking lot. Like, like, like if it's out there for like women and women folk and children to see, like, like that's not cool. Uh, if you're, if there, so there's those guys that like masturbate onto women in public. That's a thing. Like I, I've, I've, seen videos of that where the well, dude's thing crime. yeah the dude like gets himself this close to coming and then he's just looking for a pretty lady like like she'll be sitting at the bus stop or, or, or on a bench or something and he just comes up next to her and just blows a load on her shoulder and she doesn't even notice because like i mean you know you're going about your day you're probably on your iphone or something read the bleachy all of a sudden yeah <laughs> and 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 she just walks away and he's filming it he's like look at her walk away with my load on her that's fucked so, so things like that are obvious, but I don't know. I just have a hard time getting down with the the adult ba- baby diaper people. Like, like that one doesn't bother def- me. So long as it is everyone involved is Pampers a love happy it. participant, knock yourself out. Yeah, I actually agree with Woody on that one. Like, as long as they're both consensual and enjoying it, like I look at it with revulsion in my heart. Yeah. Like that's awful. You probably shouldn't do that. If there's a child in the house, you probably shouldn't be walking around with a diaper. Well, that's you know, who knows what psychological from. scarring. Yeah, but as long as it's human mm. or an animal smaller than you, I don't large think bigger prime. than you. Or yes, large. Yeah, you don't want to go bullying ducks, you jerk. No. <laughs> <laughs> and we know Jim's strong stance against bullying. I'm disappointed that I don't <laughs> see your. Uh, I-, I was expecting to see your whatever the fuck show that cartoon kid dancing around in the Billy No Bully shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my my line isn't really a line. I, I I draw it at absurd things. Obviously, or illegal things like pedophilia. Obviously, and I, you know I'd agree too. If you're doing something in public and jacking off on somebody, obviously you should get your ass thrown in prison. Yeah. Um. But my my stance on it more is just being able to laugh at it. I mean, it's goofy shit. Whether whether you think it's permissible or you think it's weird or not, it's nice to be able to look at it and say, yeah, that's pretty fucked up. I think I'll laugh at that for a little bit. Um, I, I think I, that's I, kind of what I was getting at. I I think it got kind of construed into a, a legal or illegal thing, but. I accept what what our guest was into, and I wouldn't laugh at what he's into because I don't know why, but I I, I don't draw the line there. I laugh. I would laugh at what he was into. 
You didn't though, did you? You didn't laugh at his, to his face. Was I on that show? I don't. Oh, uh, we weren't there. I wasn't there. Would you have laughed in his face when he? When of a he guy who goes, I like to dress up as Kermit the Frog and you know give it to someone dressed up as Grover. <laughs> yeah, I, like, <laughs> the, to yeah. be fair, I believe he was the bottom in that situation. But yeah, yeah, basically he described the scenario. It depends how funny the characters are. Like if he's the Hamburglar or something, then it's hilarious. <laughs> it, it's great. He didn't say. But, I don't think. You know who knows? Oh, yeah. I mean, he he you should be able to do fox. it. Yeah, the blue, blue fox. fox. Have you noticed like Swiper, the same thing swiping. with all those uh, uh, other kin? It's like a Tumblr place in Tumblr where people are like, "I'm not a human. I'm a dragon kin. I can feel my wings fluttering when I get nervous and shit." They're never shitty animals that they identify as. They're always foxes or dragons or tigers or lions or sea serpents or an angel. Like they're never like I identify as you know a raccoon <laughs> going through the garbage. Or an arm, it, it's only the cool ones. Anyway, that's far beyond anything here. Just now in a mindset of trying to think of fucked up shit I've seen on the internet. Yeah, and that's what's enjoyable about the internet. Again, I, that's that's kind of my interest in it. I, I like looking at goofy shit, or goofy shit and laughing at it, really. At the end of the day, that's kind of all I'm here for. Because it's full of it. You can't look at one corner of the internet and not find something absurd. Yeah, I... I can't imagine how much real effort and research goes into a lot of, especially your internet insanity videos. That that series is fucking hysterical. The but, Game Dude one was the best, I think, because uh, that guy went off the rails. That was a dude that wanted to be the next James Rolfe. He was going to be like the next Chris Bors. Uh, and then you find out that he had like a psychotic break and was filming. He like ran and he fled the country because he was stalking a, a girlfriend and ended up filming dinosaur commercial, uh, like dinosaur movies where he's replaying moments in his relationship for three hours on a beach in like Mexico. It just... Something Jesus. occurred to me that I have to say. I think Mr. Mediker would really like Shoe Nice. Oh, he's Already, done a video yeah. on him. He's oh, done a video on Shoe Nice. Yeah, yeah, did one on him. I'm late. He was a but guest was on, on our show. Good call. Good call, <laughs> yeah. buddy. Yeah. Yeah, you would like Shoe Nice. I guess he you did. did. Yeah, you'll have to pour through Jim's content. Very, very funny shit. I like well, the I, hug box stuff. I wish you would. You should do some more of those if you're not working on them. Oh uh, yeah, I'll probably end up doing one based on the reaction of uh, the baked thing going from. Again, calling him a sellout to get in the Pentagon involved. I really hope that's true, by the way. I hope somebody actually goes to talk to a general about this ridiculous shit, because that would be funny to me. It, it's so absurd and so ridiculous. Uh, that would be great. But uh, I appreciate you guys having me on here, especially for all the wing stuff, because that is that is going to be most definitely helpful and the insights kind of into who he is and his background. I really, really appreciate that. For sure, yeah, dude. I, Welcome I, back anytime. I, I, I'm glad that uh, you, you hit us up, because we are truly... Wings Redemption aficionados, historians, laureates. There is like, no like, better resource outside of th his own. There truly is not. Like, yeah. like, like I, I've lived with the man. I, I've eaten with the man. He puts a one steak sauce on his Mexican food. Okay, this is a this is a, a unique kind of individual, and I got the I got the skinny, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks again, guys. Right, I had man. a good time. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. Yeah, thanks for, for sure. Coming. Talk to you later. So, Chiz, do you want us to do our advertisement now, or do you want to... Yeah, okay, so I'll tell everyone about GitQuip. <clears throat> really enjoyed, Mr. Maneker. When it comes to your health, brushing your teeth is one of the most important parts of your day. Uh, Quip knows that. They've combined dentistry and design to make a better electric toothbrush. Quip is the new electric toothbrush that packs just the right amount of vibrations into, the, into a slimmer design at a fraction of the cost of, a bul of bulkier traditional electric brushes. And guiding pulses alert you when, whenever you need to switch sides, making brushing the right amount effortless. 
Quip also comes with a mount that suction cups right to your mirror and unsticks to use a uh, uses a cover for hygienic travel anywhere, whether it's going in your gym bag or your carry-on. And because the thing that cleans your mouth should also be clean, Quip subscription plan refreshes your brush on a dentist's recommended schedule, delivering new brush heads every three months for just $5, including free shipping worldwide. Quip is backed by a network of over 10,000 dental professionals, including dentists, hygienists, and dental students. Most toothbrushes don't get named one of Time Magazine's best inventions of the year, but Quip did. Find out for yourself why. Get Quip starts at just $25, and if you go to getquip.com PKA right now, you'll get your first refill pack for free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack for free at getquip.com PKA, spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com PKA. Very cool. You want to do the yeah, I'm a big read? fan. I've, um, well, uh, yeah, you've got, you just play the thing, eh? Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I'll start it. This episode of PKA is brought to you by the all-new season of the FXX animated comedy Archer: Danger Island, premiering Wednesday, April 25th at 10 p.m. on FXX. The all-new season centers on the semi-functional alcoholic seaplane pilot Sterling Archer as he navigates the mysterious and deadly world of Danger Island, located on the lush South Pacific island of Mitimotu in 1939. While the rest of the world is concerned about the impending Second World War, Archer is only concerned with who's buying his next drink. Along with his trusty co-pilot Pam, Sterling must navigate quicksand, cannibals, super-intelligent monkeys, poison darts, pirates, and did we mention quicksand? Welcome to the mysterious and deadly world of Archer, Danger Island. Watch the all-new season of Archer, Danger Island, Wednesday at 10, starting April 25th on FXX. That's it. So I'm curious, why did we have to change the mid-roll? Are we just changing it so it's different, or is there something wrong? You guys can't hear me? Mm, what? You didn't hear me? Are you playing with me? No, I heard you. No, oh, we did, I, did, I wasn't sure if we were we, cool to start yet. Oh, okay. we're cool uh, to start. I, I, why did the mid-roll change? I think it was just slightly different. Yeah, it was barely different. Okay. Yeah. See, uh, I I didn't hear Kyle record it, and I didn't hear you play it. So I'm not <laughs> yeah, a good person. You're not really <laughs> I, would, I just thought maybe something interesting uh, happened, but maybe not. Well... We should get Medicare back on again at some point, Chiz, because I, I really he is a fucking funny dude. And Woody, you are depriving yourself by not checking out his. Watch his shoe nice video first, the, since you you very you astutely notice that's someone who's perfect for him. And he he goes so much further than what any of us did, obviously. Or like we, we had a conversation of like, man, it seems like he's like kind of being manipulative and tricking people into donating and stuff like that. You know, he goes like line item by line item being like, and he does this at this point for this reason and just breaks the whole thing down. So Damn. yeah, check that out. Very good. I like all Medicare shit. Huh. Anyway, Kyle, I think we had kind of on the agenda after Jim left fitness, recapping hockey and MMA? fitness, hot. Huh. Well, we were going to forego fitness and MMA and just talk about hot. No. <laughs> no. No. Oh, we're going to recap the drinking episode. And Kyle, I know you had quite a few things to say, yes. so I'll let you Oh I'll my let you God, yes. So I completely blacked out <laughs> the entire episode that we did. Not just the parts where I was drunk and forward, but the previous parts where I was just like sober, buzzed, tipsy, drunk, wasted. Like, no, I don't remember gone. sober. It's all gone. And so like... I didn't understand why people were like giving me a little bit of a hard time about some of the stuff I said. I was like, I remembered vaguely that I like, I, I, I like, like said something and I was just like, I, I, I don't, I doubt I said anything that bad. And then 
Chiz keeps linking me these clips. He's like, he's, I'm like, oh no, oh no, oh no. Like, I'm watching <laughs> Alina. So I will say that. Yeah. Look what so, Lyle did. <laughs> that was Lyle. That was Lyle. So first of all, I will say, I've never. I usually don't rewatch PKs because I'm here, right? I remember everything You've we've said it. and done. I, I, I've more than seen it. You know, I've experienced it. And so, but this time I had to watch, and I loved it. I thought that the stuff that I was saying about them, while terrible, absolutely ruthless, <laughs> was fucking hilarious. Like, 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 and every time I would say something, I was like, I was like, ah, oh, don't say that. I had no idea that the gentleman had an injury. I mean, I, I clearly had a, an idea that he had, had an injury in the show because I made a joke about it. I was like, maybe Elena <laughs> would like a fella who can walk. You yes. know, like, like, Jesus Christ. Like, don't say that. That's terrible. Like, like, like I, I didn't love them as a guest, but I don't hate them as people. Why am I saying these things? Just, just went on a fucking roll. Now, I have no regrets about <laughs> any of the things I said about Elena and her pooping and beating ponies to death to fuck her, burning ponies to death to fuck her any of that i think those thoughts sober but some of the stuff i said about riley i regretted uh after watching sober and, and i and i would apologize to to him if if uh if, if i had any dealings with him in the future and, and you know if he's listening to this sorry i blackout drunk literally just trying to be funny and entertain everyone and also at the end of the show we got into this weird place where i feel like we were just so drunk and still trying to be funny that we just started saying random racist and homophobic things. And I, I feel like that was just us trying to like blindly lurching to try to make people laugh again. I kind of regret that part again. I don't remember that. Oh, well you do need to see it again then. Because <laughs> we said, we said the N word, like I said the N word eight or nine. Oh yeah. You said the N word. Yeah. Sure. I swear on your children's lives. You said the N word. <laughs> we all, Said the N word. Does agree that I said it? I wouldn't swear on your children's life otherwise. Wrote, I'm not. Oh yes, you Kyle did. cares about yep. your children. He wouldn't do that. I do. <laughs> you know, I, uh, we we all did, and and I I'll say this: it it wasn't coming from a. And I think if you watch it, you'll see, it wasn't coming from a racist thing. It was coming from a drunk, completely out of it person trying to make people laugh and entertain people by being outrageous and obnoxious. In that moment, and and I didn't think that was funny on a rewatch. Whereas for the, the the stuff with La Vagabond and much of the rest of the show, I found to be excellent, top notch, some of the best work we've ever done. Um, probably because we weren't held back by like any sort of social norms or any sort uh, of tact or no respectfulness tact. or kindness or you know None consideration. Of None of that. It reminded effect. me of an O and A. It was excellent. It was so funny and so mean spirited. Um, that, that, that it, it was very funny, but, but, but I felt bad about some of the things I said. And I, I, I honestly had no memory of much of the show. I mean, 10% of the show I remember. And what I don't is, mean, uh, if you had to narrow down, that, I mean, bits and pieces throughout the four hours, 10% of that I maybe remember. What was little. the last little bit that you remember? Like the last speck of yeah. recollection. I remember... It's all kind of vague, you know? Like, I remember Woody staggering around. I remember Woody talking about his headphones being tight. They I were remember very that. tight. Yeah, they got much tighter than that. I remember, <laughs> I remember, I remember, um, I remember Tucker, I mean, Taylor, uh, talking about he had his lime. I remember that you had lime. Um, yeah, for my tequila. And that's like it. 
That's like. Do you it. remember Woody had tight headphones and I had limes? <laughs> yeah, I swear to God, like I have never had so much to drink. Like, like so, I was drinking out of this thing, and um, like. I, you were pouring I, I, some heavy shots. I was. I, I I I should fill it up to the mark and then measure it because I feel like I was drinking like one, maybe not doubles but one and a halves. Like I was drinking an ounce and a half or two ounces every time, and and someone said I had nine. I feel like I had 16 shots of fucking alcohol in, uh, over the course of four hours, and that is the drunkest I have been in my entire life, bar none. There was one other time where I got so drunk I blacked out ever in my life. It's it's only ever happened that other time, and that was on a trip to Austin where there were fans buying us buying me tons of drinks, and we were trying to hit every bar down uh, down a street in Austin, and uh, and I spent that night on the toilet. I'll tell you after near a toilet anyway. I, after the show. Um, I, 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 in my head the next day, I remembered spending a little time in the bathroom and vomiting and then going to bed, waking up vomiting. And it happened three times. I, I, I remembered vomiting, going to bed and waking up and then vomiting again, going back to bed, vomiting, going back to bed and then sleeping throughout the night. That ain't what happened because Kitty took plenty of pictures to document it for me. I spent the night in the bathroom, the vast majority mm. of the night. And I'm just, at, you can tell that time is passing because she's bringing me <laughs> more accessories. Like at first, it's just me curled up on a cold tile floor. Oh, he only needs a blanket for now. He'll be better then, soon. Then all of a sudden, there's like some tums there, right? And then some water appears. And like, like as the photos go, and then you see I'm swiping, le you know, left to right. And then there's aspirin. And then there's a blanket. And like I'm, I'm, I'm like changing positions throughout the night. Clearly, like, like, like just on the floor. I have no recollection of any of that. Now the next day, by like 8:30, 9 a.m., I texted the guys. I just had eaten like a bowl of oatmeal, which I felt like absorbed any further poison that there was in my stomach and got me to tip-top shape almost instantly. And I was like, ah, I'm all good now, boys. I, I, I'm all good. That wasn't so bad. And Taylor was like, I got a headache, and I don't even know if Woody responded. I don't recall. I, you, maybe you said you vomited or something like that. Mm -hmm. The night was much worse than I remembered, and I'm glad. I'm so glad. There was a Star Trek where the where the characters were being kidnapped, tortured terribly, but then their memories were erased, and there was this sort of philosophical question, like, are you damaged by that? Even though the well, I don't have any fingernails, but <laughs> no, they, put them back. they put them back. You know, like they they experiment they on them back. Take their memory, like literally, they cut their arms off surgically, but yeah, look at that, and they stick it back on, like. It, it, I, I don't know what the fuck happened. I, like, if the next drinking episode we do, and, I, and I'm happy to do it next week if, if, if anyone wants to. Nah. But there has to be some fucking moderation, okay? Like, 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 like starting with a 1.75 mil bottle is not a good I idea. I thought about I, this. So the first time, well, the first recent time, I was on the bathroom floor throwing up all night. The second time you were, you can see where this is going. We're taking turns. Oh shit! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See, I I was uh, I think I was the only one of us who didn't vomit after the last episode. I, I didn't either. I thought I would. I tweeted oh, that I was going to because I didn't think I was lying. But in reality, I just felt terrible. I felt terrible deep into the next day, like 4 p.m. I still felt bad. But... I went to bed instantly after mm -hmm. we finished. Just stumbled to bed, passed out, uh, forgot to put my fucking retainer in. And ground my teeth so bad I chipped one of my teeth. No, <laughs> no. And so I had it's to like go. A thousand uh, dollar problem. <laughs> oh no! It, it like they'll they'll patch that back up. No big deal. So it didn't cost anything. But like I woke up the next morning 
and I was like, oh, my head, I feel awful. And I like got up, went to the went to the bathroom, start, used my quip, mm-hmm. started brushing my teeth. I'll throw it back to the sponsor. Excellent toothbrush, by the way. I love it. And I was brushing my teeth, and I spit. And you're like, you know how after you spit, you do the, like, make sure there's no shit in your teeth or anything? Yeah. I did that, and I saw a big old divot in my in front, front left tooth. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, been, it's been fixed by now. But the big old chunk taken out of this, and I was like, Fuck! <laughs> Fuck! Like I've only had these. Like forget my retainer for one day, and then, uh, and then I got I got it patched up again, which is annoying because I hate going to the dentist. But still, it was like, God damn it! I did pay my due for that drinking episode, even if it wasn't vomiting. Chip my goddamn right. tooth, ground my teeth so hard because I was too drunk to remember to put a retainer in. I gotta tell you that that's that was that was rough stuff. Um, and, and rewatching it is kind of bizarre. Like watching yourself, but not having any memory. Um, uh, of like the stuff happening, it it, it was it, it's weird to to rewatch it. Like, yeah, like I like, had so much vitriol for that seven hundred and fifty pound woman. Screaming <laughs> <laughs> about yeah, you're a fucking animal. You're a fucking you, animal. Sh- you should be put in a cage <laughs> and observed by medical science. Oh, and poked and prodded. You can't bring it her back. Like you know, We haven't finished talking about the fat woman yet. Or maybe that was Tucker. This is just topic has two more hours in it. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now and I... like, like, like Taylor kept forget. Like, like we kept saying, like, all right, we're working on the titles now. The show isn't over until it'd be like, well, now that fucking show's over. You're a nigger. Yeah. And we're like, the show well, isn't over, Taylor. <laughs> What, it's not over? No! We keep telling you! <laughs> yeah, there were two times in like the last seven minutes that I thought the show was over. And it was in a seven-minute span. I insisted repeatedly so I that I was whiter than Taylor and Chiz. <laughs> yes. Yes, you did. You, you maintained that being English was somehow a, a sign of, 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 of whiteness. I, it was I bizarre. I still think it's the whitest white. That's, still, that's why my... Uh, no. And that's when my N-word came up, because Chiz wrote that in the chat, disparaging Sicilians. And I was like, Sicilians are not the N-words of Europe. Like, Chiz, <laughs> which Chiz, is what give us maintained. a ruling. Is English the most white? What could be whiter? Maybe I did German. Read it in yeah. Oh, Scandinavia, that's pretty white. Well, the, the whole point is none of it matters. We were all wasted. <laughs> yeah, we saw, we saw and like to quote Kyle's point, we saw an anchor point for a potential conversation in who's the whitest and we're all <laughs> wasted and so we just it's like almost four hours in so we're just trying to do anything and when you're drunk you're not looking for tactful sly humor you're like if i just say it loud enough and angry enough i'll get a laugh it's like, <laughs> that's, that's all that it is she says but nordic countries eh, I, I think it was uh, i think it was a, a a rip-roaring success Overall, people seem to think it was very funny. I thought it was funny. I was thankful uh, that we have 78 more weeks before the next drinking episode. No. Oh, we could. Oh, we don't have to maintain any sort oh of schedule. God. We're, we're but, gonna do. We're gonna do one a month. No, we're not. I can't do that. One a month. One a month. One a month. You guys are just making me the asshole. You don't even want to do it once right, a month. Down in the comments below, one a month. One a month. <laughs> On Woody's Twitter, tweet him. One a month. Oh, he'll never <laughs> see it there. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Woody never checks his fucking Twitter. <laughs> uh, that's funny. No, I. So I, I in my heart, three quarters of the way in, I thought I was the drunkest. Not that I drank the most, but you know the. My tolerance combined with how much I did drink, I, 
in hindsight, uh, Kyle was the champion, and, and that shouldn't be disputed. Kyle did drink the most, or for did, sure. Did, wait, wait. Like, yeah. Kyle was the drunkest. Is it possible Tucker drunk the most? Drank the most? No. I, Tuck, I think Tucker was taking... Wasn't Tucker taking real shots? Yeah. I, I think due to the... Like, like not... You know, because Kyle like, wasn't measuring. Kyle was taking... You may be like, oh, Kyle took 10 shots and Tucker took 12. But Kyle... Those were some heavy, poor shots mm. Kyle was taking. Especially was, towards the end. It was foolish. I, I was drinking... Because, like, that, when I'm drinking, like, watching a movie or something, what I'll do is I'll pour, like... I, I've always heard them refer to fingers. You know, like, like you know, they're like, ah, oh, yeah, give me two fingers of gin. You know, and that's, you know, that's this much, right? So I'll pour myself two fingers of this stuff... And I'll down that, and I'll usually drink at least one or two more, and that gets a, that gets me real good and buzzed to like watch a movie and like like eat some popcorn or something. I, I I'm 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 having a great time at that point, and I I I was kind of used to pouring about that amount. I don't know how much I was drinking. I I, I should have used a shot glass. I don't think I own one because um, I don't usually drink like that. I just like I said, I just pour a couple <laughs> fingers of that stuff. I don't in glass drink. You should shots. own one. I just drink for... doubles. Yeah, <laughs> you should own one just for measuring out your your. Well, I have a whole time. like fancy mixing kit that that has like a like a bartender's like one ounce and oh, two dude. ounce thing and a shaker and and all that stuff. But it you know I, I should have gotten that out I guess. And you use that to drink Grand Gala straight. <laughs> no, no, I I don't. But I could have you know measured one ounces out every time, which is what I should have done. And I, I think it's what I would have done if I'd known that you were going to be quite the, such the the cheerleader that you were. Because like rewatching the footage once again, uh, Taylor. Taylor. Okay. Taylor was was driving us forward like we were a team of fucking horses. I don't know if you remember this. You were I, my sled dogs, and I was keeping you in line. He fucking mush every twenty minutes or something. You know what? You know what time it is? Time to drink again. Yeah. Woody, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'll wait footage. for you. I'll wait for you, Woody. I'm here. I'm here <laughs> waiting for you, Woody. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, all right then. Glug 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 glug. <laughs> Smash! Uh, just, yeah. just, it got real fucking out of hand. Like Tucker was taking his shot, I would take my shot. Woody would take his shot, or shot amount, and you would be <laughs> like a three-second pour into a glass, and then have to do like a two-swallow to do yeah. your shot, which is a sign the shot's too large. Yeah, they were like full, like mouthful gulps. Like I couldn't drink more in one swallow if I'd wanted to every time. Um, I had one or two that was big. I remember my first one. Like everyone's like shot, shot, and I was drink. Uh, if if you, anyone watches the first shot, but there were some small ones I took too. I, I'm just not a drinker. I don't want to be a drinker. I, it, people were like, one guy wrote me like seven or eight paragraphs on how to be a better drinker. You know, and like the attitude I need to go in, the fun, don't worry about the hangover, this and that. And he, he really laid out. They seemed to be an expert on the topic. But to me, that's like an uh, 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 article on how to be a better cutter, you know? Like, uh, it's not something I'm looking for. <laughs> Across the street, you're just looking for attention. You don't want <laughs> yeah, right, you know? Scratch your inner thigh, no one looks there. Like, that's... Uh... Russell Crowe has a really interesting drink. I, I want to try to find exactly what it is, but Ed Sheeran was telling the story of Russell Crowe teaching him how to drink because Ed Sheeran was like partying a lot, I guess, and then he'd have to do these shows and he was like, ah, I'm, I'm not able to perform. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting all hung over and stuff. And he, he's got this drink that he comes up with. It's, I want to find exactly. So we proceeded to knock off, um, let's see. 
it's something with like passion fruit juice and ice and tequila and lots of water. Oh, I wish I could find it. I'm, I think I'm looking at the same article you're looking at, Chiz, but I don't, I don't know if it says exactly what, what's in it here. Anyway, it seemed that the way to avoid the hangover, it was ice, a bottle of Silver Patron, and a good bit of passion fruit. And uh, they, they, I guess the ice was adding a lot of water to the mix, and then he was drinking a lot of water. I felt like I drank a lot of water. I drank that entire bottle of Fiji, and then I had a glass of water that I was sipping on after that, and that did not help. I I, maybe it did help. Maybe I'd be dead otherwise. I don't. I might yeah, be like. It, Kyle perhaps drank the most alcohol, but I think I drank the most water. I mm. Jackie was coming in with those waters like on a rotation. Yeah, and those I drank like glasses. Seven Lacroix throughout the night. It's a lot yeah. too. But I think a couple of those were probably after we finished. I don't remember though. I, I guess that's for <laughs> a hangover anyway though. And, and, and to Chiz's point just now, I, I did not have a hangover. Like I was fine the next day. I mean, I didn't feel a hundred percent, but I had no headache or nausea. Oh, or my head was fucking killing me the next day. Felt mm. awful. Like, you know, you know, when you do like the hangover test and you give your head a little, little shake like that <sighs> to see if you're hungover. Yeah. And if you like give it a nice little <laughs> shake and you don't feel any, anything, you're like, all right, I'm solid. I gave my head a nice little shake and I was like, Oh, Oh, there's like fucking marbles everywhere in there. Just like click clacking off the side of your skull. Felt. I was sensitive to light. I went downstairs in the living room and just pulled every shade and and claimed the room as mine. And I think I slept on a blanket on the couch that day. Yeah, well, it was uh, Friday morning. So I had to go to an early meeting. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. And I was sitting there thinking, like, God, those fucking cunts. Yeah. Like, just sleeping. Thank God I had no responsibilities till Tuesday night. (laughs) (laughs) Till Tuesday night. I I think I'll be all good by Tuesday night. Uh, Did you see this this YouTuber who was feeding homeless people Oreos with uh, toothpaste in them? No, that seems like a. Pretty no, it's not. Well, did they get? Did they were they requesting Oreos with toothpaste in them? What not do you with think? their teeth, though? They I think probably the, not. Maybe it you was know, for I the considered best. their oral hygiene at the time. So apparently, this uh, this YouTuber named um, Faces Jail. Yeah, he's in big trouble in Barcelona. Uh, he was feeding Oreos with toothpaste to a homeless man and joked that it would help him with long with a long overdue clean. Um, his name is Kangua Rin. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Known as Reset. R-E-S-E-T. Uh, he's got more than a million subs. Filmed himself filling the biscuits, cookies, with toothpaste and replacing them in their package before feeding five of them to the homeless man in January. Well, he didn't stop at one. As the 52-year-old man named by authorities as George L. ate the cookies, uh, the YouTuber jibed, maybe I've gone a bit far, but look at the positive side. This will help him clean his teeth. I think he hasn't cleaned them since he became poor. Well, you know, he did. He was sensitive about it, and he apologized. So, you know, I'll move on. <laughs> Man, what would a tone-deaf way to respond to that? <laughs> oh, he's been ordered to pay 30,000 euros in compensation to the homeless man. I, dude, that I'll eat five Oreos with, shit, with cat shit in them if you, if you give me $30,000. Oh, wait, he also fed someone cat shit. Wait, did he really? No, <laughs> that's, what, that's what I'm being told. That's what I'm being told here on the uh, uh, on the Discord. Let's, I let me, don't let... believe you. 
Are you being uh, a jokester Reset right now? is currently on jail awaiting judgment. He has previously offered sandwiches filled with his cat's shit to children and elderly people the court heard. He fed cat shit to people too. Yeah. Just to, uh, she has just linked the quote. Just a year earlier, he apparently tried to offer sandwiches filled with cat feces to children and the elderly. <laughs> oh, no, that's not funny. <laughs> I mean, it's a little funny. <laughs> it's a little funny, but you, you shouldn't do that. Yeah, no. That's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's I don't think terrible. he should go to jail for this. Did he, did he force the cookies into the man's mouth, or did he go eat this cookie? Um, well, he offered the cookies to the man, you know, he's a homeless man, presumably on a sidewalk, hungry, and he was offered like, it looks like the single serving sleeve of Oreos, you know, it's just one Oreo round and long. Yeah. It looks like he's handing him the whole thing. I bet the video has been taken down. I'm almost positive it would have been taken down at this point. Uh, according to this, he made 2000 euros from that video, which seems like an exaggeration, but Jesus Christ. Prosecutor said that, oh man, he, witness tampering. Here we go. Prosecutor said that Reset had later deleted the video and offered the homeless man 300 euro for his silence in an attempt to, quote, reestablish his image and ingratiate himself with public opinion. Jesus Christ. See, that's pretty fucked up. That's, that, that's, I don't like that. Like, like, like no, I, I, that's we joke fun. about the homeless and like integrating them into sort of bits and stuff. But feeding them like something that's not food, by uh, tricking them even, the it cat is... poop was pretty outrageous. The toothpaste, I feel like if you, all right, this is not going to be a popular opinion perhaps, but you give the guy a toothpaste cookie, and then you pay him three hundred dollars so that he forgives you three hundred euros. It doesn't seem like. You know what? I feel like I've had worse pranks played on me with no euros at all. Yes, but you're not in a um, a vulnerable position, right? Like, like yeah, not like a homeless fellow. Like this guy wasn't eating those cookies because he felt like a cookie. He was hungry, and presumably after he ate the first one and it didn't taste good, he was just so hungry he he ate a second, a third, a fourth, and yes, a fifth. There was a fifth toothpaste Oreo. Yes, there was a fourth crow. If you must know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that is pretty fucked. There are so many other ways to do funny pranks that don't involve throwing backpacks full of fake bombs at people and, because uh, I remember we watched that a while ago, and feeding toothpaste to the homeless. Yeah. If yeah. anything, couldn't you do something where, like, you got a potato gun and a bunch of rolls of pennies like they do at the bank, you know? Yeah, I'm following And you. you would, like, tell the homeless person, like, you know, make a fake goal for them. And you say, every shot you save, that's money in your pocket. And so then you just stand a bit away, and you fire shit at them. And yeah. it, they're going to save all of them, because you're not trying to score. You're trying to hit them. Yeah, of you course. Know? And so they get hit with, like, heavy, heavy rolls of coins over and over. And and they get to keep all of it at the end. And it's not pennies, because we're not tactless. Dimes at least. <laughs> a, roll, a roll of dimes is, let's see, 50 dimes, $5. Yeah, see, so dimes would be good. Not nickels, because that would be heavier and they'd probably quit sooner. But Yeah, dimes. that's only two bucks. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah. fire think... dimes at the homeless. Have you ever thought about that? Like, you know those rolls of money yeah. that you see in, like, drug movies and shit? Where they're, like, just perfectly cylindrical. Yeah. If you put one of those in, like, a t-shirt gun, if I were, like, a billionaire, and I could just, like, drive through dangerous areas in my bulletproof limousine and, like, pop out intermittently and just, like... 
fired $20,000 of cash hard, hard at some dude. And it'll hit him like a punch in the chest, but then he'll quickly realize his anger will turn to glee. Yeah. And then his glee will turn to fear as the rest of the homeless begin encroaching on the pile of money surrounding him. And you just sit back and relax. You guys haven't thought about this in great detail often? <laughs> no, 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 not not recently. I, I don't. Uh, the Warren Buffett, he should do that. Southwest thirteen eighty. Have you guys followed that flight at all? The whole drama? is that the plane where the engine exploded, the window blew out, and the woman got sucked halfway through the window. Yeah, yeah. And she died. And they pulled her back, but she died of cardiac arrest. I'm not exactly sure how that works. I bet she was fat. Mm. She didn't fit through the window. If she was fat, do you think Southwest is going to be like, this is circumstantial, <laughs> Any uh, hyper-stressful environment like that could Did you listen off. to the captain? They had no, a no, recording with the, um, with the air traf aircraft traffic controller, the ATC. She was amazing. I teared up listening to just how great she was at the whole thing. I'd play it. It's like seven minutes long, so it might be too long. But how, how was she so great? Like just the way she handled it or like what really got to you? She was cool as a cucumber the entire time. The, air tra the aircraft traffic controllers were also very good. They had a lot to do. They had a lot of shit to handle. She's in a hurry to get to, to descend, to lose altitude because, you know, the people in the back, they don't have air. Someone's getting sucked out. So she's like, I need to get down to 11,000, 8,000. They're working on, she needs a long final, which is the the straight part of the approach as you head towards the, the landing strip. And uh, just, it, she was polite. She was cool, calm. And, and you know, she's like, all right, uh, I'm going to need a dedicated channel to get to the final. Yeah, good day. And I'm like, oh my God, she's, she wished them a good day, which is kind of how. She's actually said good day. Yeah, yeah. Which is what they say as they um, switch from one frequency to another. It almost means goodbye. But uh, if you guys haven't seen it yet, Check out that log. It's all over YouTube, which is where I watched it. it, it she's amazing. And and just like cool, calm stuff. Like, you know, hey, yeah, we're going to want some uh, fire trucks on engine number one. That's the captain's side. And, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, by the way, um, looks like someone got sucked out a window. We're going to want some medical there I'm waiting for us as we arrive. And, you know, everyone on both sides is just like, okay, get medical. Yep, yep, we'll have that there for you. And uh, she landed on one engine right next to the fire trucks, and they squirted her with uh, foam or something. It was, dude, I, I, she was better than Sully. She, it was amazing. It was quite the feat. Ah, come on. I don't know about that. He, he landed a plane that shouldn't have been able to, to be landed in, in the water and saved everybody. She lost a woman. <laughs> she all right? did lose a woman. I, I, he I, had no runway. People said he landed on the Sully. water. People That's second true. guess Sully. They say uh, that he landed on the water and he should have put it down in an airport. Now, no one died, so I guess it was a good call. But uh, it was questionable. He might have made it back to the airport. I don't know. I, I don't know enough about well, if he, if he made it, if he made it these 80% to the airport back and then back. smashed that motherfucker <laughs> into Ramada, they'd be talking. They'd be, why did you land in the water? <laughs> what the fuck? Like, come on. Like, yeah. Everybody lived. What, they sunk a jet? Big deal. Yeah, I'm guessing. I don't know much about this, but I think that if you land a jet, well, it would have had wheels. I don't know why. I just assumed it would be a belly landing. But yeah, yeah, he, he lost the plane. But I don't know. Yeah, I, there's some insurance adjuster somewhere <laughs> who, who, who's like, I, you, you couldn't have. 
could have made it another mile and a half. Yeah. Come on, god damn it. You know, I would have liked him more is as they were getting everybody off the plane, he was like barricading himself in the cabin, like the, the cockpit, being like, No, a captain goes down kind of captain. That that only applies to boats, sir. Sir. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. I'm going down in this 737. <laughs> it's a boat now, bitch. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm no. drinking till the end as he frantically unscrews little bottles of wine. She was amazing. <laughs> so I started looking into her and apparently she was like the first fighter pilot, a uh, female fighter pilot captain ever. Uh, she flew F-18 Hornets. And she just like broke barriers her whole career. She almost like if you're gonna have an emergency like this, she'd be a good pilot to pick. And she nailed it. I was pretty excited. This was the first uh, U.S. Uh, I guess, yeah, death since uh, '09. Yeah. So that was almost like a 10 year streak. Yeah, ruined. Before Fatty McFatty got sucked halfway <laughs> out. No. But wh- how do you get sucked halfway out? I just told you how. Fatty McFatty nope. was the key there. Yeah. So what happened was an what, engine. What part of her got sucked out? Like an arm got sucked out. Oh, top half. Oh, her head got sucked out. Yeah. Her ass is just in the plane. That's how I pictured it. Are you right? Or are you guessing? I'm guessing because it's the most comedic way to get half sucked out of plane. Yeah, it's how I pictured it. Yeah, it certainly wasn't like a thigh or something. I don't know. I was just hmm. trying to think. Like she must have had the window seat, right? Reading her book, playing her Candy Crush, and then the thing off the uh, engine pew, spins. Breaks it, shatters the window. Immediately, like, is it like the way we see in the movies? Where you just you get, you get sucked out? Or Apparently. Big well, I don't care for this. I, I, want my, I don't want to sit next to the engine anymore. Oh, I hate sitting next to the engine anyway. It's so loud. Yeah, but sometimes mm-hmm. you get that seat next to the engine where there's not a seat directly in front of you, and you get that extra leg room, you know? Oh, I like that now. When I was I a like kid. That. And they come by, and they're like, hey, are you willing to risk everything to save everyone on this plane? And it's like, when the time comes, it won't fucking matter if I don't. When I was like, a kid, <laughs> oh, no, there no, is no, an airplane accident. Yeah, there are two we're looking for, sir. The, <laughs> the metal fatigued on the top of the plane and just got sucked off. It blew off like the hood on a car, just whoosh, gone. And first class got sucked out of their seats and died. <laughs> and everyone was like, "Yeah, well, fuck them anyway." Right? <laughs> it's like the national response. Oh, you got two hundred extra dollars? Go fuck yourself! <laughs> yeah. And you know, there's just one like woman on there. It's like I've been flying since '47, never once sat up front. <laughs> Now's the time for Edna to live my, the high my life. My grandchildren treated me. When I, I asked for a hurricane, this isn't what I expected. You know. <laughs> Oh man, that's so fucked to die on an airliner. Like, like I gotta admit, like whenever I'm on a plane and things get bumpy or it's going up and down, I have no fear because I just have this belief that like these things are safe as fuck. Like, like, like they just are. They're just so safe now. Like, like I, I just have no fear no matter what it does. Like, like, like it's, it's like being a passenger in a car with a professional driver. Like, no matter what he does, I'm just like, dude, you got this. This is what they pay you to do. I have no fear of this, but. But you kind of have to suspend that fear in order for you to not be like freaking out, you know? Like, because if you were seriously, I I wouldn't be able to suspend it if I was being suspended out a goddamn jet window at thirty (laughs) thousand feet and four—I don't know how fast—five hundred fifty miles per hour. No, at at no point was she thinking these are really safe. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! Just fucking icicles under my lashes. It's not colder than you think. She died smiling. 
It was more of a frozen grimace. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, that's fucked. Damn. Man, I, that would be... And you'd ha- imagine, like, telling your family what happened to, like, mom or grandma or whatever. Yeah, she, uh... She got sucked out the window, kids. What? What? Yeah, yeah. It's so just forever a reminder that we... in Southwest, you all choose your own seating. Like, yeah, like, you like, semi brought this upon yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And you could have chosen an aisle seat. If that was, if you're like a nine-year-old kid and your mom is the one who got sucked halfway out a window and died or whatever, there's no way you could ever fly again without fear, right? Like no, that's always. And like chiz. That's chiz. Did someone you, you know, get get sucked out of an airplane? Is that what this has all been about? Is there an '09 incident? Was that related to you? Is that why they call you the ground or the greyhound? <laughs> Groundhog's um, a better nick greyhound. Man, that's fucked. Yeah, that is fucked. That's so sad. Like for the family of that person, you know? Because it's like even among random deaths, that's gotta be one of the most random to die in a plane crash where it's not even a plane crash, it's just one person on the plane dies. Like, how many times has that happened ever where one person on the plane dies? Right, just so ran, like, destination. It just um, sucked that person out the window. Like, I, I, fuck you in particular. Maybe she was an evil person. Like, like that's the kind of, like, that, that almost seems like God reached down and was like, no more. Maybe no the more devil did it. Maybe she was the good person. But if she died of cardiac arrest, oh, my God, theory is silly. <laughs> I don't think the devil has that power. Taylor can correct me, but but I don't I don't believe the devil can, can none influence. Of this, none of it's like real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Consider yourself corrected. It's like, who, it's, it's like having a competition of who can imagine the bigger goblin. Like, like <laughs> what about what? <laughs> I just think it's a skyscraper. Mine lives in space and is the size of the sun. You know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, no, it, but ah, oh, that does fucking suck. Yeah. Because I don't know. I every time I hear about a tragedy like that, I always go back and I always think, what was that person thinking thirty minutes before that? What were they thinking that morning? You know, when they were buying a coffee that morning, did they know that? Like, they obviously didn't know. This is the last cup of coffee you're gonna have in your whole life. When they took a shit that day. This is the last shit you're ever going to take in your life. This is the last piss. This is the last step. The last time you're going to be standing. Like, do you guys get like that? Where you think about it, where it's like they didn't even realize. Like, if I had a brain aneurysm right now and died, like, I wouldn't have known that that, that the last time I stood on two legs was when I was sitting down here. You know, like, I don't know. Like, time to shine, baby. Put me <laughs> in, coach. <laughs> uh. No remorse. <laughs> I would hope so. Is Chiz ever going to be on the show again? Uh, who knows? Probably not. He doesn't seem to have any desire to. No. Just wrote "moving on." Was that in response to my question, or no, was that, that was there already? Uh, he was telling us to move on from the plane shit. Oh, I have yeah. it. Somebody. Oh, from some Taylor dying. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck you. Then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, somebody wrote me, and I saved it. I. Let's see where this goes. Am I a coward? Yeah. Hey, Woody, I don't know why I'm writing this, but I just want to tell someone, as I've always seen you as a father figure. I'm in my early 20s in the Middle East, but in time, I've had the privilege of living in the U.S., but I'll have to go back to my country eventually. The thing is, I no longer believe in the Islam face, 
I'm sorry, faith. And if you are Muslim and, leave, Muslim and leave, you are killed. That's Islam for you. In my country, I don't think that I'll be killed, not right away at least, but definitely I will be put in prison if I voice my thoughts. But that's not the worst to me. What's worse is my family believes that shit. I'm afraid that they will turn their backs on me and they'll never hurt me physically of that I know, but my family is everything to me. They're my friends, my mentors, my support. If I lose them, I'll lose everything that's meaningful in my life. When I'm with my friends here in the U.S., who are all Muslims and really good people, I pretend that I'm still a Muslim myself. I feel like a coward every time I do it. I have no one in my immediate life to talk to about this. I don't know why I'm even bothering you with this. I wanted to tell someone, I want to ask if I am a coward for pretending in front of other Muslims that I'm still one of them. Sorry for the long message. I uh, just need to get this off my chest a little more. So, this guy pretends to be a Muslim Partly just to get in socially and partly to avoid like, physical problems, you know, beat up, mm -hmm. jail, etc. Is he a coward for this pretending? Hell no. I didn't think so either. Not at all. Like, you're being smart. You're being tactful. You live in a country. Like, if, if we all lived in the U.S. and it was illegal to not be a Christian and they would send you to prison or something like that. I'd be I arguing that be English was the most Christian. <laughs> yeah the anglican church like of course you're not a coward dude like you don't want to die or get executed like the fact that you were like yeah Chiz just brought up a good point was anne frank a coward no she was hiding from the nazis because she would have been executed or she was executed eventually but like Even yeah no just in no like, in no world in the u.s he does it so that he fits in a little better and i feel like even that is just being sort of socially responsible. I don't know. If I'm at somebody's Thanksgiving and they start praying, I look down and I'm quiet. It's Yeah, you, you just kind of let it happen. And there are definitely faiths, like particularly Islam, where if you are an apostate and you leave the religion, like it's not just, all right, well, we'll go to church without you on Sundays. It's like, no, every link in your life is shattered. Like your your family, even immediate family, might like disown Mormons. you. Uh, well, Mormons will do that more than like Christians, but it's rare for like if you get out of Mormonism that they'll just totally excise you unless no, they're they like hard hardcore Mormon. They'll excommunicate you, but that just means that well your family can still associate with you. They're not like supposed to let you be like a bad influence on them. A lot of cults operate that way. I was listening to a. Uh, a Joe Rogan podcast with Leah Ramini, who was the lady from King of Queens. If any of you have seen that show, yeah, yeah, and she was, yeah, she was born and raised in the Church of Scientology, and so she was talking about how, you know, your whole life revolves around it. If you leave, like your family won't won't talk to you anymore. They won't associate with you. They'll, you know, disown you. Like you don't just lose that aspect of your faith out of your life. We have to fill that hole, your God hole, as <clears throat> Dennis calls it. You have to fill your your social needs whole and your you know financial needs whole. If you had a job that was like with other Mormons or other Scientologists or Muslims or whatever, it's really shitty. I'm glad it's not like that here. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. Would you Hasidic associate Jews, with a, They'll do that as well. Would yeah, you associate with a Scientologist, Taylor? Like, like if you met a girl and 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 otherwise mm -hmm. she was, you know, all good. You liked her, but she was a Scientologist. Could you date her? No. What yeah. if she gave great blowjobs? No, there's a lot of girls out there that can suck dick. Yeah, like yeah. I, I definitely lying. like because it would 
even if she was like, oh, I'm totally cool with this, whatever, that's only a temporary thing. Because if she is, you know, steadfast and wanting to remain a Scientologist, she would have to either convert me or hide me as like a secret boyfriend or something because they would not allow that in the church. What if she was massively racist? Could you deal with that? But um, but but not to like all the races, like like one, like what if she just hated Jews? But but whenever they came, like she was full blown though. She was a Holocaust denier. What if it wasn't Jews? What if it was like Jamaicans? You know, just a little subset of just people. Only Jamaicans. She just hates Jamaicans so much. She sees that yellow, green, and red, or whatever the fuck is, and <laughs> <laughs> goes crazy. She's <laughs> every time she hears steel drums. <laughs> Those, those steel bongos that. Yeah. Could you no, date a Jamaican you know hater? I, you know, a Jamaican hating Scientologist. I don't think that sweetened the deal for me at all. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't. Th- would could, would you? Could yeah. either of you date a Scientologist? Yeah. Think about it. No, now. not a Scientologist. No, no. I, so I could date her, but. Almost for the curiosity factor, you know, I, I, I would love to like get on the inside of that thing. Like, I'll tell you what, in Atlanta here, we have a Hindu temple. And when you drive past it, I, I'm not exaggerating. Let me find you some pictures of this thing. It is beautiful. Like, I, I have no interest in becoming a Hindi or whatever. But God, this thing makes me want to. Like, look at these images at how spectacular this thing is. So, so I have a similar like fascination with Scientology because it's it's such a closed, weird thing. Like, 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 I, I, I think I would like to get on the inside, especially if they didn't. See, see, here are the negatives to Scientology as I see them. Right, they milk you of money. Like, it, it's not like you can just go to Bible class and learn. Like, like these levels cost money, right? You and and, and you know, you end up spending hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars to like. Mm-hmm get to a higher tier level millions of dollars if you're capable of it and i think they charge you more based on what they think they can get out of you like if you've got fifty thousand dollars to your name guess what the next level costs forty nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars for a limited time so i i wouldn't want to be a part of anything like that that costs a lot of money or any money whatsoever really but if you could just get in there and see what was what i find it fascinating i i i I, so, so I think I could date a girl who was a Scientologist in that regard, but like, I, I, I wouldn't want to be held to any standards or anything. I wouldn't want to protect uh, me. If you haven't listened to that Joe Rogan with Leah Romini about Scientology, you should. It's really interesting to get like the insider perspective on it. Uh, she was talking in it about how like Tom Cruise is not just another high-ranking guy or uh, whatever level he was on. Mm-hmm. Like he like. She was saying, like, you you do not question Tom. Like, what Tom says goes. Like, when Tom was on set doing his movies, and, like, you know, the other actors are like, hey, can you bring me a water and some, I don't know what they're called there, you know. PA. Uh, some PA or something will run off who works for the, uh, the studio or whatever, get him some water. Tom Cruise, apparently, is totally inculcated in, like, a bubble of Scientology assistants. So when he is like, hey, bring me a cucumber sandwich or whatever, they one of them will run off and get it. Like it he's not was, even talking to non-scientologists in those environments. Like they they have like almost a a, sh- a shell around him. Sorry, go ahead. So what what made that part interesting to me 
was that Tom wasn't as crazy as I thought, right? You hear it and you're like, oh, he believes in aliens and this and Xanadu is going to come down and, and he's uniquely qualified to save it. No, this motherfucker's getting his yard cut. He's getting water delivered to him. Everyone else is pouring money into this thing. And he, on the other hand, is the recipient of all these services. And stuff. He's not going broke from Scientology. Scientology wants Tom. He's the guy who's getting his dick sucked. By Scientology, Scientology is blackmailing Tom. Scientology has him as their figurehead, right? Like, like, like Scientology, he, that motherfucker paid in, just like Travolta paid in. Oh. They, yes. I'm, I mean, oh yeah, so they've I, got shit on him for sure, probably. Right? Oh, yeah, I mean, look, they do on it. And it, it seems like Tom and maybe Travolta too are the people at the top of the multi-level marketing thing here, and they get the shit. They get babied. They get treated right. No, it they get babied in a way after, because after all of the... that auditing that 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 jo especially John Travolta did, they've been blackmailing him to be part of that thing for a decade or more. Like, like that's just how it works. Those people don't want to be there. Like you don't think they can get a a, a cucumber sandwich as Tom Cruise? Like that's so John Travolta racist. owns a how could John you say Travolta. That? John Travolta owns a fleet of planes. You know he's got he's got a seven forty seven literally in his backyard. He's his got backyard, a runway. In his has backyard. a runway. Yeah. Yeah. That motherfucker That's doesn't insane. need Scientology. Scientology needs him, and they keep him there. How do there. you know he bought that runway? Maybe Scientology put the runway in for him. Oh, but, I, who who knows if they helped or not? I don't know. I don't know, have but his like, documents, but he's had that runway for like 25 or 30 years or something like that. I, 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 there's I, a reason that many of these niche, you know, religious organizations have different words for what they call, you know, auditing in Scientology, where it's like you sit down with someone, everything is recorded, you hold on to whatever device or do whatever you know meditation you're supposed to do prior, and then you just spill your guts about everything to them. And if they assume you're lying or they think you're not being truthful, they can like write you up and dock you and, and give you some form of punishment. And so they basically just gather tons and tons of info on you, getting you to spill your guts, and then you know, 12 years later or whatever, if Tom Cruise or whoever is like, I, I don't wanna be in the church anymore, I've paid enough, I'm leaving, They'll be like, oh, well, you know, that would be a shame if, you know, someone learned about X, Y, Z. I, like, I hear you. I, I don't know. It, the way that I've watched a couple Scientology doc documentaries and I saw, of course, the podcast with her on it, Leia, whatever. Um, my understanding is there are a few people who are winning at this Scientology thing. A couple leaders in it. And Tom Cruise is, is one of those few. I don't think so at he, all. He like, like, according I, I to Going Clear, they're being blackmailed. You know, the, the whole yeah. HBO documentary. Like, like, that's, that's what... I think okay. it's more like they're, you're definitely right that they're no slouch in that ranking system. I don't know. I think it goes to nine, mm -hmm. uh, nine levels. Like, they're really high up, but I feel like the group that's really benefiting is the ones even higher than them. Like the, I don't know, board administrators mm. i don't even know how you would refer to them the the heads of the church like they're the ones i feel like making the decisions and, and no matter how high you get like you're not making the calls like that like it i, I don't know it, it's yeah, so fucking convoluted and confusing. In, in any of these like power structures and you have to reward the people who hold the keys to your power if the guy in the very very top is the only person who likes the situation that doesn't last you know, they get rid it of does if guy. he's blackmailing you the documentary claimed that scientology chiefs hold a pr black a black PR package on Travolta with all of the disclosures he made during auditing sessions. During these sessions, a trained auditor asked point, pointed questions such as, what are you willing what are you willing for me to talk about to others? Travolta is said to have requested that these sessions were not filmed, 
but secret cameras were allegedly installed anyway, as well as the claims about Travolta. Former senior members of the faith told documentary makers about the various forms of punishment meted out by leaders. I, I, I think they're blackmailing these folks, man. I, I think that's that's the deal. I think that you get these stars to be your figureheads to bring in the peons, which are then put literally in slave camps, and like like they pay to work for you, you know, and, and then in turn they're blackmailed. And then there's a lot of people who've gone dis- missing, right? You know, like, like a lot of people who have died and, and there was that lady who was like boiled in a bathtub uh, in, in their hotel. Wait, like, what? Yeah. I did not hear about this. How, how yeah. do you boil water in a bathtub? Do you have to bring it. it up boiling and then like quickly torture the person? Because like, it'll cool off. Let me get it. Then you just have a tub of lukewarm water. Man, I feel very lucky that I was not brought up in one of these fringe religions. Ten strange deaths connected to the Church of Scientology. Thank you, Chiz. Oh, they've got them by name. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, look at the... Oh, maybe you're on the same... Is it the list verse? The Xenu directory dot net. Scroll down uh, on the on my link. Look at the third one down. That's the uh, that's the person who was boiled alive in a bathtub. Death listed as drowning. Drowned in boiling water. Holy shit. Some rough deaths here. I guess most deaths. They call it the lobster. (laughs) If Uh. you're gonna drown someone. Be a decent person and just do it in regular temperature water. Right. What temperature would you prefer, Taylor? Something comfortable. As I slip into death, I would like it to be a little, like maybe like 87 degrees. Oh, too much, too much, too much. No, 68, 72, something down there. That's where you want to be drowned. This makes a good point. Maybe you want to go into full-on shock from very cold water and then sort of (laughs) like drift down into the... I, I think your body yes. lasts longer in that situation. That's why these people you know get trapped under the ice. And oh, I'm imagining someone like holding my head under in like a bathtub, like this, where they're, yeah, you're gonna drown, you're gonna die. Yeah. Like I don't know Couldn't if any temperature's gonna make a lead pipe, Sons of Anarchy style. Yikes! Just shoot me. Hmm. Can I do All another right? question? This one has me curious. Another yeah. AMA. How do you guys feel about where YouTube gaming is in 2018 compared to when you were in your prime? Considering the perks and opportunities that weren't available to you back then, such as all expense paid trips out to events to play games early and the exponential growth in popularity, i.e. 500 subs, 500,000 subs back in 2010 is like 5 million now. Are you guys regretful your peak in the scene wasn't later or are you okay with being vanguards of YouTube gaming? Never peaked in the scene, so it doesn't apply to me. <laughs> Your guys' um, answers. <laughs> some of those things I actually got, like all expense paid trips. Um, I, I've been on a couple of those actually, but yeah. um, that's not that big of a deal. It, it's not even that great. Like, you play the game for a short while, not in an environment where you really enjoy it. Everyone you play against is really good because they're either YouTube gamers or pro gamers or something. And uh, I always felt pressured, like, to get a gameplay in an environment against good players. So they didn't, just didn't love it. Um, but as far as the, the core of it, like, do I wish I peaked later? I guess it, later it'd be better, right? You know, because like it, it, my peak, 
at, at my best, I would routinely come in the mid 60s on YouTube, like 65th for views and 67th for growth that day, which is pretty big. Like yeah. nowadays, that would be a person who gets a million views every video. And, uh, and there would be a lot of money for that. So I, I feel like I'm almost a baseball player in the 80s. Yeah, I did well. Yeah, I did well. Not like today was well. Today's well. This is when you want to be a pro baseball player, not in the 80s. On the other hand... It's also hand, difficult to nail it down, though, because it's like that <clears throat> pro baseball player in the 80s, who knows if he would achieve, achieve a you know, comparable level of success oh, today. For sure, yeah, you know? yeah. And, and, and also, like, be happy with what I got. You know, like, it, it's, we just talked, talked about how I got drunk on Thursday night, and my next responsibility was Tuesday night. <laughs> I'm, I'm thankful for that. You know, I, I rolled a six-sided die and got a five, and, and now I'm going to fuss that it's not a six? Be happy. So that that's kind of where I am on this. Of course, I wish that, you know, I, I was one of those guys making 400 grand a month. But, you know, I'm in no position to complain. Yeah, it's a good, and, good take. And, and I've always known it, too. Like, um, like, I passed Hutch at one point, right? Hutch might have passed me back. I don't pay close attention. But um, I didn't think to myself, like, oh, the reason I passed Hutch is because I'm so much better. I always knew the reason I passed Hutch because I'm the next gen. And there's a generation after me that will pass me and a generation after them that will pass them. And everybody's achievements and fame and money will be better than the one that, uh, that the generation before them got. Woody, you'll be happy to know you're still 231,000 subs ahead of Hutch. Oh. So by your metric, you're... You're solid. Absolutely. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. I think that, you know, the way the, the question was, was framed is a, is a bit off because, like, I always got free trips, you know, everywhere that I went. And, uh, you know, like, all kinds of perks and stuff, you know. Like, like I, I wouldn't usually go to the, the YouTube line. I would usually go to, like, a private kind of thing with the developers because oftentimes the reason I was being invited was to do some sort of a featured video for them or something like that. So it'd just be, like, me on my own playing the game, especially if it was a single player game. Like I got to play, um, what's that game that you like, Woody? That's sort of a cartoony, Lift it's got a weird art maybe? style. Oh, Borderlands. No, yeah, I got. I, I remember like getting to play yeah. like that Borderlands like months and months way before it came out and like a private kind of session and a bunch of games like that, like Rage and stuff like that. Um, so, so you know, that that's not really the, the top of the heap like perk-wise or whatever. Um, but yeah, of course, you know, the... Uh, people are getting paid more and more money. Although I'm not sure, I don't know with the current YouTube situation. I don't know if they're if they're making. It, it's it's a weird comparison to draw, but uh, but I, I think yeah, the later, I think people are probably getting paid more now than they got paid then. But it really depends on what exactly you're doing. I was doing something kind of different than everybody else. You know, I, it, it wasn't really. Did you peak gaming. around ninth on YouTube? Ninth, yeah. Yeah, I mean. That's really cool. That guy today is like bigger than Jay Z, right? That's yeah. Like, like you know, it, it. If you peaked at ninth in 2018, you're, like, I don't know, you, like, pe more people know about you than Marvel Universe or something. Like, it, I'm fucking all the blue fox pussy I can get a hold of. <laughs> it's it's so big. Ninth in I don't know 2013 or something. I'm not sure. Uh, was awesome. Ninth in 2018 is like next level. Like PewDiePie's not ninth. Ninth in 2017 is a guy named Winderson Winderson Nunez, I guess. 17.7 .7 million. 
uh, a Brazilian guy. So yeah, that's so much bigger than back then. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's. Anyway. Uh, well, according to this Business Insider article, it is true, Chiz. It doesn't. And they matter. wouldn't lie. It, it, but 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 yeah, I, d- I definitely see what you're talking about. But yeah, I don't know. You'd be happy with what you got. Be happy with yeah. what you still have. You know, like 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 I, no regrets over here. I I've I've always enjoyed myself to the fullest, one way or another. I I hear you. I I and <laughs> I was talking to um Joe Lozon years ago, and. He was basically what he said. I thought it was really interesting. He's like, you know, with what I have, this is Joe talking. He made the absolute most out of his opportunities, right? Joe at one time was a fight or two away from the championship, but he never got a championship fight. He never was the champion, but he had a a UFC career, has a a UFC career better than, you know, 95% of the people that have entered the organization. 99%. I don't know. Some really big number. Uh, I feel like I'm, a parallel almost like with what I had to work with. I was 34, 35, maybe when I started YouTube, uh, I was never the best gamer on the scene, but between what I did with my channel and what I did with Woodycraft and what we do with PKA, I made a lot of good moves and I can't regret it. You know, it, yeah, yeah. R- really like there's not a huge difference between me and, uh, who's that guy that Kyle picks on the dad, Oh, you're gonna you'll you'll admit to it. Uh, you made a video about him. Oh, junkyard. Yeah, yeah. Junkyard, right? <laughs> now I was a better player than junkyard, but we, we all were. <laughs> like we weren't wildly different places in life, you know, and, and we are now. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Like I, 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 I. Oh, you were way ahead of the. Look, I, I feel me. You have always been. Three levels ahead of Mr. Junkyard. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that because going much further delves into cr- the levels of cruelty, <laughs> which is not what my you know what I, I never I never try to go to the level of cruelty with my with my silliness. You know we we made a funny video montage of him raging, right? You know like like and blamed him for taking down Machinima. Hmm. I gotta take down a whole damn company. It was so, <laughs> funny. so funny. But uh, oh. but yeah, I mean he was also a dad. And, you know, some sort of side job type dude who tried to make the most of YouTube. Anyway, uh, I'm pretty lucky, I think. It couldn't have gone much better. Yeah, yeah. Mr. F- Mr. Fortune 500 senior software architect over here is like, ah, oh, we were about the same level. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> I think he sold cowboy boots on, or like Western clothing on eBay. I think that was his other business, but I don't know he may have. It's kind of like being a sysadmin, right? Yeah, same thing, right? <laughs> uh, would you ever consider <laughs> taking a psychedelic such as LSD or shrooms? Yes, not that I want to or I'm about to. I mean, I'm the same guy who like dreads drinking episodes, but Joe Rogan makes them sound like permanent mind improving experiences. He makes it sound like that trip will open your eyes to new thought processes like like you know how people take steroids and then they get off it but they're still better than they would have ever been without those steroids right like like, you know like you went from uh on a a scale of one to ten you went to a ten and now you're only an eight but you weren't going to be an eight if you never did roids he makes lsd seem like that i might be getting my drugs mixed up but whatever these mind enhancing ones and it has me curious it has me curious. Not that I'm about to drop shrooms, <laughs> but I'm just like, what would this trip do 
to my perspective on life? What would having this trip do? Like, would it open me up to new thought processes and perspectives and values? I don't know. Like, I, I do know, though, that as the occasional viewer to the Joe Rogan experience, it seems that he would be an 18th century snake oil salesman's wet dream. <laughs> you know? Where they just be like, come, come on, on down I... to Steve's Magic uh, fucking Wagon. You got polio, typhus, AIDS, malaria, cholera, smallpox. Come on down. <laughs> it's it all a good takes list. care of it. No issue. You know, and then, oh, come on. Oh, what, what's this called? It's called a nootropic. Oh, you do take this, lay in a bath. Don't move in the bath. Just lay there. Close your eyes. Make sure you stay about 30 minutes. Put a lot of salt in it so you're floating high. It's O-N-N-I-T on it. O-N-N-I-T on it. Look up that in 150 years when it gets invented. No, but like that, I don't think that. I mean, I like Joe Rogan a lot. He seems like a genuinely good guy, but he also seems to go like whole hog into any kind of theory at all. Like he had a guy on, uh, and I listened to part of it, and he was he's a doctor, but he's like a surgeon kind of doctor. Okay. And he only eats meat. He's a carnivore. And he was talking about how like, oh, I feel so much better. Like I, I feel great. You know, I, I look better. I lift weights all the time. You know, and Joe's like, all right, all right, yeah. Do you have any blood work for that? You've been eating nothing but meat for a year? And the guy's like, nah, 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 I'm feeling <laughs> fine. And it's like, dude, you haven't had a vitamin in in 12 months, like other than B. I, like what else do you get from, from meat? I, I feel like Rogan gets a, gets a, a, a bad spin. It, it seems to me that he's very open-minded, obviously. So, so that, that does mean My that he is perceptible – to to uh to, to some nonsense like, like there was a while where he believed in bigfoot right and there was a while when he believed the moon landing was faked but then he he as eddie bravo would say looked into it mm. and he's like clearly there's no fucking bigfoot yes. like, like, i went and i i did a whole show with we people who thought there were big there was bigfoot i hung out with those people i talked to those people those people are crazy all right they they see they see a, 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 a bit of brown fur in the woods, and then they'll start describing these things like orangutan-like face. Okay, that these people are just does, baking lives in the wild up. thinks Bigfoot's real. What's his name? Les Stroud? Oh, uh, yeah, Les Stroud. Yeah, he believes in Bigfoot. Uh, he claims that he saw it once. And look, it's hard to like, – like there's someone who would recognize a bear walking on its, on its hind legs, right? He Okay, one, he doesn't seem like a crazy person. But exactly. two – he often spends times in the wood diminished. In the woods, I mean to say, diminished, right? You know, he, he hasn't had proper nutrition for five days, seven days, 14 days. He's, he's been water. surviving off of like water and the foam seat from a snowmobile for 11 <laughs> yeah. days now. And, and he's, yeah, so. So the, the interesting thing about Bigfoot, I guess we could, so Gigantopithecus, I've learned from the Joe Rogan experience, was an actual, you know, uh, primate that lived. I don't recall exactly how long, like 10,000, 15, 20,000 years ago or something like that. It's like an eight foot tall fucking ape that looks like what, what everyone describes as Bigfoot. And then they talk about how the Native Americans had like 20 words for the Sasquatch or whatever. That's all interesting sort of evidence, if you can even call it that. But look, somebody would have shot that motherfucking thing by now. I'm going to tell you right now, if mm -hmm. I were hunting and I saw a Bigfoot, I'm not even... I'm not even taking like like people talk about seeing deer and they're like, yeah, I counted the points before I shot it or like, yeah, it was an eight pointer, but I wasn't able to shoot. I was like, you took the time to count. Why weren't you shooting it in the heart? <laughs> I, I have never once seen a bit like, like I always know those people are lying. 
They're like, yeah, I saw the biggest buck ever. It was a 14 point, about 22 inches wide. And I was like, why didn't you shoot it? Well, I was counting the. No, that's not what you do. You fucking shoot it in the heart immediately. Like that, that's how hunting works. So, I, if a hunter had seen Bigfoot, I'm telling you, and if, if, if I'm hunting and I see a Bigfoot, I'm blowing it the fuck away because I'm gonna be the guy that shot Bigfoot. That son of a bitch is getting mounted in my house, and you have to pay the price to come see it. I'm gonna be on Nat Geo Barnum and, and fucking CNN. What are you gonna do? Oh LSD? my god! What? That was the question. LSD. Oh yeah, the hallucinogen it. question. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> Oh, it's no. illegal. On the, oh, Probably, that, I, I forgot who I was if they, if they ever made it legal, take... no. If they ever made it legal, I would try it. But I have no desire to seek out any of that stuff and try yeah. it. I have, yeah. like, I was more being teasy towards Joe Rogan. Like, when you talk to people who have done shit like that, they always say, like, oh, you know, it makes you so much more open-minded and changes your perspective. So who knows? Maybe they're right. But I've also talked to people who are like, no, that's not true. Uh, I just saw weird shit and the walls were breathing and then I vomited and felt awful. So who knows? What's the if it were legal, would you try it, Kyle? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. What's the worst injury you've witnessed happen to somebody else? In real life or on the internet? Because I've seen some doozies. <laughs> yeah, on the internet. <laughs> real life. Let me I, someone else uh, stormed this beach. I need to think. The first Man. one I can think of I've told it before. But lifeguard, there was oh. a guy surfing, and he uh, he wasn't very good. And if you don't know, you sit on the board with it between your legs while you're waiting for a wave. Well, it slid out from under him, and the fin on the bottom, the skeg on the bottom, cut the artery, like right here in his thigh. And um, the femoral artery, right? Thank you. I, I forgot the name of it. The femoral artery. And it shot like a six-foot-tall rainbow with his pulse. So just like boom, boom. Like it, like you could have stood under it as it arched over your head. And uh, I, just, I just gave him my T-shirt. We applied pressure, and the medics finished it from there. But that's the – Jesus. That's my best well, – that first one I can think of that's good. Yeah, yeah. you shouldn't have went first. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no. none are coming to mind. Uh, I, don't, I don't know that I've ever seen any, anything really – impressive in real life um you know i saw a guy fall off a ladder and have a seizure one time that was scary because we didn't know what was happening um and you know blood came out of his mouth because he, he bit his tongue a little bit like not in two or anything crazy like that oh a kid in elementary school jumped off and did like he was always known to do backflips he i don't know if this is common like every school has when these kids who can just do backflips in, in fourth grade like a goddamn ninja like not just out of swing sets but just off of an elevated position, well, he landed wrong and bit his tongue, ninety-five percent off. Wow! Um, you know, it's like it's it was like dangling, and they had to put it back together. He was fine, like 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 they 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 got it back together, and he was fine. Old mealy mouth from there. No, <laughs> no, he, he didn't have any speak speech issues or anything like that. It was fine. They they attached it. That's good. My um, friend got punched in the mouth, and his upper lip split, kind of like a dog's, to where he had two independent upper lips. God like the, damn. the Joaquin Phoenix look. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I've even mentioned this on the show before to, to Kyle's point about kids just doing backflips off of things. I, I, I spoke about that, right? Where two people did backflips off of monkey bars at my grade school. Or did I not talk about that? I'm not sure. Either way, uh, I was in fifth grade or fourth grade, but they were in the grade above me, whatever the top grade school grade is. And they climbed up on top of the monkey bars 
and it was this kid named Jared, and he was like the cool kid of, you know, of the grade school. And he's like, I'm gonna do a backflip, and we were all like, Yeah, do it, do Jared, and like, teach Oh yeah. Mm. Whoa, that's crazy. Flip. Oh, look Just... at how animated he is. <laughs> I didn't even know because he must was be so... a good story. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> You're back. <now>. <laughs> <laughs> And then the camera comes back and he's like, (laughs) God damn, that was rough, Taylor. Wow. God damn, Rufus got my Wi Fi. I'm not even on Wi Fi. Am I back at all? Yes, you're you're fine now. Okay. So this guy guy backflipped off of the monkey bars and our. Our playground didn't have the wood chips that they have now that are regulated and comfortable. These were like long shards, big long shards. Like we'd play games where we'd find the best one and like be like, aha, on guard and like yeah. shiv each other with them. Yeah. He landed, he overspun, landed with both of his hands behind him and cracked his, his, his wrist pretty bad to where, you know, broken. And what all kids do immediately isn't go, teacher, teacher, we got to help Jared. It was like, Jared, sh- 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 shut up. We can't let them know that we were all, you know, implicated in this. And so we, like, drug Jared off to the side, told him to calm down. And then this kid, David, who was, like, almost like the little minion of Jared, like, always wanted to be the cool kid, but never was quite that level. He was like, I can do it. And in his, hit, in his head, he must have been like, if I can do this and Jared couldn't, then I will take his spot. I'll, I will seize the reins and be the cool kid. He went up there, did the same thing. Also overspun it even worse than Jared did. He breaks his wrist, and so then uh, one of the goody two shoes kids had to run over and explain to a teacher why they were two kids with broken wrists at the exact same time. And of course, they banned flipping off of the monkey bars after that because they're a bunch of fascists who wouldn't let us learn our own our <laughs> I own lessons. But what a fascist that, was! Now yeah, I know. That, only the year before they had banned Taylor from. Spinning people super fast in the swing <laughs> on the tire, yeah. One That's concussed true. little girl, and, <laughs> and and nobody gets to spin, gets to go spinny spin. I can't believe she didn't fall in love with him as if the master plan uh, had laid out. One one blood stained railroad tie holding up the thing, and, and Taylor gets in trouble. Uh, another one, another injury. I I it was more like the seizure thing that Kyle mentioned, where it was scary to watch, but like not bloody or anything. I was playing hockey with this kid and I was like, maybe 13. Like we weren't old enough for it to be super serious. And this kid got decked like hard, like a, a hit that is even harder because you're young, because you're not controlling your body. And Woody knows how this is. Like a guy's just skating full speed and just cracked this guy, hit his head right into the, the shelf on the boards before it gets to the glass, like right on the corner. And he like got up and weeble wobbled his way back to the bench and his dad was the coach. And so he got on there and like the assistant coach and whatnot was like, all right, you know, Aaron, whatever the fuck his name was. All right, let's go. Let's get you out of here. And he was starting to like help him off. And his dad was like, no, he's playing. He's good. He's playing. You good, Aaron? You good? It's like, yeah, yeah, dad, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. It's like, yeah, you're good. Sit down. You're going out next shift again. And so this kid like went out again for another shift and it was so fucking clear that he was concussed and had no idea what was happening. Like he was like skating like lackadaisically into, into our zone. Cause I was the goalie. And so like, I saw him and just eyes like saucers, like didn't, he was not registering or recording anything that was happening. He was just on autopilot, like waiting to get hit again. And eventually they like, when a whistle blew, like, 
a couple of players had to like go grab him and be like, hey, Aaron, Aaron, let's go back to the bench, huh? He's like, what? Yeah, let's go back to the bench, buddy. Let's go back to the bench. He finally gets back there, and the whole time his, his dad was like yelling at him like during that shift, but not when he was getting skated back. But during that shift, he was like, Aaron, skate, skate, get in there, get in there. Like, what are you doing? Like, just like a hockey parent to the max, like taking it way too seriously. And it was like, dude, you're fucking screaming at this 12, 13-year-old. He's clearly concussed. Like, like there were parents, like, you know, there's like the stands, and like there were like a couple parents like walking around to like say, like, hey, that kid, like, let's get him fucking out of here. Like, this isn't cool. But uh, yeah, that was a scary thing to see. And it also made me very thankful. Like, yeah, if I ever get a horrible concussion, my dad's not going to scream at me to, you know, receive passes better. Like, <laughs> I, uh, Hope played uh, softball when she was little, little, and um, I, I I found it hard to be the perfect parent, right? Like, it, like I was, I would cheer for her, and like, is that too much? I don't know. The other parents seem to be barely paying attention on their phones, talking to each other. Am I being like one of those oppressive? parents who like paid attention the whole time made sure she knew when it was time to go up she wasn't good so i felt like she needed a little more like assistance than the other kids did and uh i'm interested in future taylor someday if you have kids playing sports if you also try to figure out like just what level of parental participation is perfect it depends on the sport it depends on the kid's age and it depends how good they are at the sport. Because if you suck, the last thing you want to hear as you, because you know, if you suck, you know you suck at a certain age. And the last thing you want, (laughs) the last thing you want is like, come on, let's go. Like I I always had a fucking cheering section in baseball. And like, 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 and and I fucking hated it. I Mm. fucking hated it so goddamn much. I'm like, I'm trying to concentrate out here. This is, this is very important to me. You don't even know how the game's fucking played, Mom. You shut up out there. You shut up with that high-pitched squeal. I don't want to fucking hear it. I don't. I want to hear silence. I want crickets when I'm out there pitching. I don't want to hear shit. You know, they meant well, though, and they recorded it all with their VHS, and they still have those To and never everything. watch again. They, yeah, no, we watch that shit. We watch all. Oh, every now and then, we, we, we would sit down and watch, like, like all kinds of crazy stuff. Like, like, like just, you know, they would they would get out the, the, the camcorder... You know, they had the big daddy camcorder from, I don't know when they got it, but it existed when I was three. So 1989, 1990, somewhere in there, they, they got that thing. And so there's like libraries of these VHS tapes, all of our birthdays ever, all of our like um, just random days sometimes, like like the whole day will be filmed, uh, you know, like like days at the beach or uh, or anything like that. It's, it's really cool to go back and see like three-year-old you running around raising hell, like, like, like just going bonkers with with my he-man sword or my proton pack or whatever it's it's <laughs> your he-man sword i had one of those i have the power <laughs> fucking it would it made the sound effects when you swung it i fucking loved he-man. i think my mom still has footage of my when i was very young birthday party with those monkeys probably also filmed Ooh, on sick. one of those ridiculous yeah, yeah. Uh, giant cams i'll have to see if she still has Dude, that. I'd love to see that like like you if, bring I, if, that- if she has it still I would get that and bring it in and and show it. I I like last time we were on a trip together Taylor and I like like we were strongly considering getting monkeys brought in. Like we were we looked into it. Like there was a couple of different places who did that sort of thing. Next trip, monkeys will be there. There will be 
I didn't say monkey. I said monkeys. Oh, and Chiz and I have this idea. We are we are duplicating that Louis C.K. bit that he did, except we're doing it for real. With I'm, the clown? The clown. Are you familiar with this bit, Woody? No. Yeah, I'm familiar. So Louis C.K. answers his door. A clown. Oh, yeah, let's just watch the video. It's, it, it's awkward, it's hilarious, and it's short. It's very funny. I bet it's, in the clown circles, though, they're all aware of this video. Oh, they don't know. They don't know. We'll they don't know. Clowns don't have their finger. Have well, they, they clearly don't have their finger on the pulse of what people like because they're clowns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. so if you want to watch along, this is called Birthday Clown. Uh, it's from SNL, 2.2 2 million views. Ready, set, play. I'm Seth. I'm the uh, birthday clown. Sorry, I came a little early. That's okay. Yeah. You find parking okay? I took an Uber. Dressed like this? Yeah, it's part of the job. I'm used to it. Well, set up right here. They got to get a better defense, man. Oh, yeah. It's been a good season, though, altogether, you know? So where's the uh, the birthday boy, little Ernie, right? Uh, That's me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm Ernest. It's my birthday. I've not seen this. So, do you want? To, so, should we wait for everyone else to show up? No, it's just me. <laughs> Whenever you're ready. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just before I start, I just, I guess I'm just wondering why. Just start the show, man. I gotta take my mind off some stuff. <laughs> yeah. The acting is perfect. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do it. You don't mind if I take my dick out. Music. Hey, kids, <laughs> are you ready for Dodo the Clown? Uh-huh. I can't hear you. Yeah, I'm ready. Now, here comes Dodo. That's <laughs> <laughs> good. Hey, kids, do you remember my name? Dodo. And what's your name, birthday boy? Ernest Sullivan. And how old are you turning today? I'm 53. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite color? No. <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> Boy, I sure am hungry. I hope I got a snack. That's pretty funny. There you go. Are you giving me a tip? Yeah, you want me to wait till after? Yeah, no, I don't. There's no protocol for whatever this is. <laughs> <laughs> there's no protocol. Excuse me. Can you stop and wait? Or... No, no, I can see from here. Go ahead. Keep going. Hey, can you get that? <laughs> We're here for little Ernie's birthday party? Oh. You don't want this. <laughs> I, have to go. I think I should go too. Yeah, man, listen, I'm sorry. I, I tried to do something different for my birthday. I guess it got weird. No, no, it's okay. It was fine. Happy birthday. 
Thank you. Hey, can you come into my kitchen for a minute? Yeah, what's up? Uh, I'm gonna chop you up in little pieces and put you in the fridge. Yeah, that seems about right. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do that so fucking bad. That that's sort of reminiscent of like that thing Ice Poseidon will do, where he like has the the hooker come over and like awkwardly has her clean up. But 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 something about this that deadpan reaction that he, like clearly depressed fifty three year old man uh -huh. alone day, that's beautiful to me. Oh, if we cracked open the beer and it was the two day Ernest Ernest yeah. Sullivan. And how old are you turning? Fifty three. <laughs> 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 color. I don't know. Doesn't <laughs> fucking matter. I was just trying to do something different. <laughs> It's fucking great. That was really good. I, I didn't I didn't think it was gonna be as good as it was. I, I and people say SNL sucks now. Look, SNL has always been a fifteen percent hit rate. That's just what the show is. All right, you know, it, it to me it's it it's it's it goes it waxes and wanes, right? You know, there were years with a particular cast where like everything would crack me up. Like like I really enjoy the years where where Belushi and Aykroyd are on there late, late. Like there are specific characters that I were just, you know, you see every... young for that. Well, I didn't watch it when it was coming <laughs> out. That was 1977 or something like that. Like, like, but, but like, I've seen the reruns. I've watched those episodes and like, I love that time period. I, I like Dana Carvey and Mike Myers during their time period when Eddie Murphy was on and he would do Gumby and he'd do, do Mr. Rogers. Like, like, like he did like an angry Mr. Rogers. So like they, they'd knock on the door. Who the hell is it? You know, like like he was just like mean Mr. Rogers. Like, uh, I don't know. There's a lot of particular skits that were reoccurring every episode, and those would just make it for me. Anything Chris Farley did, I I, I fucking loved um, the, the in the van down by the river guy, and uh, whenever he play a woman, his skit with um, his skit with um, Swayze, where he did the chip Swayze, where he did the mm -hmm. Chip and Dale's thing, fucking hilarious. Uh, Chiz just wrote, um, whenever you've got Sean Connery on uh, Jeopardy. I don't like those. I think I must be alone because they do it so many times. But by yourself, my friend. Yeah, I. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Wait, but some of them, like the cheerleader yeah. one, they literally did that like four times, and people think they were a ton. Uh, I'm trying to remember. I don't know. I, I, I always, I, I still think the show was like a 15% hit rate, and sometimes people get nostalgic about the best parts. Oh, even lower than that. Most of Will Ferrell's like it's specific, like like there are some characters on there that are fucking terrible. I hate, but like I, I like I felt like some of the actors were so good that they transcend the material. Everything that Will Ferrell did made me laugh. Everything that um, even Andy Sandberg is pretty fucking good. But um, um, fuck, I can't think of the guy's name. The guy who played um, Sean Connery, like like Will Forte, no, whatever his name is. He was always really good. Um, and and um, definitely Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell killed it. I feel like I only remember Will Ferrell as the cheerleader. What else did he do? Oh, he was Alex Trebek. Um, he was that yeah. creepy hot tub tub guy who was a lover, and they were always super awkward in the hot tub. Him and uh, that uh, that other girl, like they'd be. He was shirtless, of course, with his big hairy chest, and he'd make the hot tub really awkward for someone else. They'd start talking about their their sexual exploits and going to like this weird oh, graphic. Oh yeah. Yeah, he uh, was uh he was also the cowbell guy, the guy who played the cowbell when uh, who was like Christopher Walken? Got a fever. I might the be the only one. I, the cowbell the only thing is more, more fun cowbell. to like remember than to watch. Like if you actually watch it, to me, I'm like, there's just one joke that they it's just retell hilarious. for seven minutes. I love I it. I think it's pretty and, funny. And I love and I, and the best part of it to me is 
the two best parts are Will Ferrell's belly because he's fat at this point yeah. in his career. He's his big like hairy belly is hanging out of his medium shirt he's wearing. Um, how serious Christopher Walken is when he comes in. He's like, well, trust me, you're going to want that cowbell on the track. And of course, Jimmy Fallon as one of the musicians just cracking up a completely breaking character and laughing his ass off because Will Ferrell is like in his, has that belly on him and is like, <laughs> Completely deadpan, like ringing the yeah. cowbell in his face. Like really like, serious. Yeah. Like, he like, comes like, in. Blue no, you're going to want more cowbell. You're going to want that cowbell. Yeah, you're going to want that cowbell. It's funny. <laughs> uh, anything else you guys want to get through or call it a show? I think, I think we have blown our load, my friends. I really enjoyed that. Go check out Mr. Medicare. I really, I, I, can't, I can't tell you. Like, like you watch his videos, and, and, and it's fun to watch him take down someone who's, who's a goddamn pedophile. Like, like specifically those two uh, pedophiles that he went after, the Nick Bates guy, and I can't think of the other guy. Uh, Ross. Ross. When you see him take those people apart, you'll see, like, they're disgusting. And he goes into, he, he sort of has this smarmy way of being like, but he's just a regular guy who likes to suck the pus out of the pimples on his nine-year-old nine half-sister's chest. What's the big deal? And of course he can't be a pedophile. He didn't lick her shitty asshole. Yeah. Come on. You if know, he didn't like, lick, like, you must have quit. Taylor there said. you go. <laughs> ah, he licked the cheek. Ah, a real propophiliac or whatever. Whatever the hell it is. Poopophile. Right <laughs> I like poopophile so much better. Than yeah. propophiliac or whatever the fuck it is. I can't city, remember the right? other one, but I'll remember poopophile. <laughs> I uh, uh, so the 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 Flyers keep losing to the Penguins. I can't explain it. I don't know why that would happen. But anyone who watches the show knows my true passion is basketball. So go Sixers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go Sixers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and go Sharks from Chiz. All right, PKA episode three eighty three.